So you want to hear about Star Trek? Yeah, I do want to hear about Star Trek, but but it's like <laughs> going deep. How deep? Right into that wormhole. We're going nine inches into the wormhole. We're going <laughs> deep space nine. Holy shit! Well, you what, what is this? You said what is this Jared talking? Talking about I didn't nine think inches would, in wormholes. Oh, I didn't think that would come off as weird. Deep, Darjay. I expected better from you. Are you and you're working with children? No. Who said that? Nobody ever. Um, I said nothing. That was Jarrett. Uh, and I'm in a character. I play for a podcast. So Jarrett, you want to hear about Deep Space Nine? Yes, please. Give me, give me, give me it all. How are you feeling yeah. about it? So I didn't, I didn't get to put down a half a season, but I got a quarter of a season, which okay. is pretty good in itself. So I got six episodes in. My general takeaway is right now. I I like it. Mm-hmm. Nothing has blown me away at all mm-hmm. so far in the first six episodes, and uh, but that's not putting me down or anything. It is, it's comfortable because it is more Star Trek, and yep. it, I think I told you after I finished TNG, I was like, oh, that's a bummer, but I did know Deep Space Nine, which uh, everyone and especially you seem to uh, hold very highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people even more than TNG. Um, and from one other thing, like I don't read into like what's coming down or anything like that. Just like casual things I see. Cause now I follow like star Trek on Twitter and all that. Uh, some people said that first two seasons meander a little bit for mm-hmm. DS nine yeah. and then it kind of gets, gets into it. Um, I can see they're laying down lots of Cardassian stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, which makes sense. So nothing's blown me away. Nothing's blown any dicks off. But uh, it is nice to be back in the Trek world. And, uh, after uh, after in... like a week. <laughs> after a week, yeah. I mean, fuck. It feels like years ago that I watched TNG. Two two weeks at work full time. It feels like <laughs> it feels like two years ago I watched where I was watching TNG. Right. So, anyways, uh, so far um, it's I eat, uh, and I know it will get better. So this is what I got for you, Jared. We got episode 1.01, DS, well, DS speak, oh, wait, Speaking of which, your like, episode counts are all fucked up on that Word document you posted. Why? Well, because episode 1 is not one, episode 1. It's episode 1 and 2. You know what it is, dude. Uh, so I actually I have an answer well, to this. Yeah, Farpoint or whatever. Because I was looking it up, and I was like, because I was tra- I was trying to match up your descriptions of like from your because you had the star ratings. This is the yeah. this is the thing that people need to look up is because they're, they're missing out on RJ's star ratings and capsule review summaries mm-hmm. that are only exclusively on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I was looking at your numbers. I went, that doesn't make any sense. Code of Honor is episode four. It's not episode three. Yeah. So I I know exactly what it was. So. uh I watched a couple episodes on Netflix, but only two or three because it was like sometimes Crave didn't work. So I was like, whatever, I'll um, I'll watch it on Netflix. I can't remember which one is which Netflix. And I think it's Netflix. Actually, I watched the first episode. I can't remember. Whatever. They combined episodes one and two into like an hour and a half. And it was listed as episode one Uh, because it's so one of them i think it's netflix combines two parters into a single episode which is not ideal but i i'm pretty sure crave doesn't so i don't know i think that's what the problem was so 
Anyways, and I think it's okay because now I was watching Crave and it's a two-parter and I'm pretty sure it lines up and it's two separate episodes, I think. Tell me about that space station. Deep Space Nine. Oh, no, it, it is going to be fucked up because uh, the next episode is supposed to be episode seven, Cubis, and on IMDb that says episode six is Cubis. Yeah, see? What the fuck? So wait, does I'm is IMDb combining episodes? Is that what the problem is? I don't think or is so. Is it grave? Oh my god. <sighs> okay. Do I have to do everything? I don't know what's going on here. It's pretty I feel like it's pretty straightforward. So bring you back to 1993. Okay, 1993 January. This was a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh episode 1.01 uh, my two out of four star review. What's up with Cisco? What's up with how Cisco talks? I see, right? I've been saying this all. I've been saying this all along. His, yeah, it's like Jake. Tonally, it's all over, and it's got like it has pitch, and then it goes down. It's all over the place. It's like it sounds like a person who. It legitimately sounds like someone who doesn't know how to talk is pretending like they know how to talk, like an alien. It's mm. like this. This is English. Yow. It's like stuff like that. So, I, like, I had to look it up. I was like, "Where's this guy from?" I was like, "Is English just not his first language?" But I'm pretty sure he's American. Avery Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, that doesn't mean English is his first language, but like his uh, enunciation is uh, something. Uh, he's got a weird way of talking, man. Like, well, real weird. You wait. I mean, it, it never really goes away. It's worse. It's always there. Yeah. Hey, I found out. I found out what's going on. IMDb is the one fucking it up. Because they have episode one emissary, uh, which is actually well, a two parter. Well, as well an it, hour no, no, no. See, but the thing is, though, see, originally was aired as a two-hour pilot movie, and then it was converted <sighs> in syndication. <sighs> Just two separate episodes in syndication. See? You see what's going on here? See, I'm watching in syndication, baby. But you're watching it on like whatever you're watching it on. So when you're on when you watch the first episode, it's not an hour and a half, it's two hour and a half or two forty five minute episodes. So that's two. So you've actually watched seven episodes. No, it's the opposite. I've only actually watched five. Oh. If I'm going off of IMDb now, because IMDb has Q Q list as episode six, but in Crave, it Q list is episode seven, which but, is supposed but, to be but, my next episode. Oh, you so you haven't watched Q list yet? No, that's supposed to be next. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I I got I I got it now. So what I thought was episode one point oh two. Uh, which I had as the Cisco reality tour, I gave two out of four stars. So what I'm saying is the pilot in general, I believe is two out of four stars. Okay. Which, and it's like I said, all these episodes, I think I've, I've enjoyed all of them, but like none of them have blown me away or anything like that. I'm like, it's pretty standard. Um, I also wrote that Odo is Alex Mack. Do you remember the TV show, Alex Mack, Jarrett? No. So Alex Mack was a Canadian TV show that played on YTV. That's youth television. The secret world of Alex Mack. Secret World of Alex Mack, and she had a she was a young girl who had a superpower, and I don't know if you're seeing any images. Is she a, is she a shapeshifter? She wouldn't shape shifts 
per se, she would turn into a silver goo or like ooze. Yeah. So her body would go down into ooze and she could like slide under doors and stuff. Holy shit. She so is Odo. She is Odo. What came first though? Alex Mack or Deep Space Nine? Well, uh, Secret World of Alex Mack aired in 1994. So maybe the show, <sighs> the showrunners of that were like, this Odo. <laughs> Uh, may, maybe <laughs> they're like you know who would really like Odo kids. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I'll adjust my episodes here now. One point oh two. Bashir is real dumb. Two out of four stars. Oh man, I don't know what the progression of this character will be. Bashir, he oh Bashir never gets good. <sighs> he's like. So he was in an episode of TNG where he was talking with Data, and you could tell he's like, they like play him up as this like uh, wholesome guy because he he's really yes. interested in who Data is as a person, and Data's like people never or doctors never care about my personality. It's more about like how I run mechanically, and he's like, but you're a person. That's how Bashir talks. Yes, but in this one, it's like all these covert per- people and all the spy stuff going on, and Bashir eventually clues in- into it, but for like four like. For like 30 minutes, he's like, huh? And the guy's like, maybe you should do this at this time. And he's like, huh? He's like, real dumb, Jared. He's just real dumb dumb. So Bashir's real dumb. Episode 1.03. Do clones have souls? A murder mystery. Two out of four stars. An episode that aired on my third birthday. Wow. So this is a. So this there's is a, actually episode four. On IMDb, this is episode three. Well, that's, I've adjusted. That's well, not. That's I say bullshit. So my my count is right then. I have it as one point oh four. You are right. Okay. 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 Yeah. I was going by. No, but, but before, like your your season one of Next Generation's a little off. Yeah, and that's because of the syndication stuff. Be- but okay. That yeah. Yeah. 1.4 was do clones have souls murder mystery a criminal comes on board he dies and everyone thinks it's odo and yeah. there's going to be a lynching which is problematic um and it's directed by a, a man named paul lynch really no how do you like that do you think he did that on purpose <laughs> he wiggles his eyebrows mm-hmm. uh okay so 1.05 uh tower of Babel so everyone starts speaking in different languages. I imagine this aired around the same time as that strong Catholic lizard episode that speaks only in quotes. So everyone starts speaking in languages no one else can under- understand. And I said, hey, it's the Bible. I have... Remember the Bible, Jared? Yeah, as RJ has a drink. Well, I'm not, I'm not the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.06, Daft Punk terrorists two out of four stars so every episode i've watched so far episodes one to six have been two out of four and it's like i said uh i have liked them all but uh there's been uh nothing that's blown blown my shorts if you know what i mean yeah oh shit i'm just i'm looking ahead because have you ever seen the the grand nagus is that an episode well, it's an episode called there's a an character. episode there's an episode called the Nagus, and that is also a character. 
So are, uh, I mean, have you ever have you ever met the Nagus in like Next Generation? So the Grand Nagus is like nope, the head not in of, Nag- of the. So the Grand Nagus is the the head of the Ferengi Alliance. Does he have a gigantic head? Yeah, he's he's like really big headed and big. His big lobes, big lobes oh. to be rubbed. I I think I actually remember seeing a character like that as a kid because I was like that guy's got a gigantic head, uh, but uh, he he has yet to come up. Oh, in TNG or yeah, he's well. He's got a good, uh, good actor who plays him. The Grand Nagus. Yeah. Well, I won't look, but oh, I'm excited yeah. to. That's a while. That's a little ways away. I mean, at your rate, you won't be there for like a month. Uh, excuse me. I'm seeing that the Nagus is episode ten. That's mm. only four episodes away. Oh, who knows how long it will take, though. I'm hoping I can keep a pace of at least six a week. Oh, I'm just looking ahead. There's an episode called Malora. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Uh, an ensign. Ensign Malora. Well, I think it's her first name. Oh, when does it get uh, blow your shorts? Good. It is a eventually. Yeah, it's a slow creep toward like the main thrust, I guess, of what the series becomes. Okay. Definitely by the end of season 2, I would say you will be more involved like that's when you should be like a bit more invested. Mm-hmm. Um That's that's fine. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. And I want to clarify, when I say blow your shorts, I mean like your shorts would fly off your body. I don't mean the other thing. Well, how, how do you feel about Ferengis? Cuz that's 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 something that's going to you're going to get a real taste for Ferengis. Okay, so here's the thing. I like them. I like their characters. I like their designs. I think the big ears is cool. The only thing I don't like about the Ferengi is uh, I don't like their noses because it's got all those little ridges. Yeah. And I don't really like – I think I've mentioned before. I don't like those like – there's that phobia of like small clusters of things. And that's what it looks like to me where it's just like – it looks like bugs. Oh. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like uh, their noses. And it's oh, like, yeah. Have you has Rom done a lot yet? Rom, who is Rom? Uh, uh, Quark's brother. Uh, Rom has been mentioned because uh, Rom, uh, he has a kid who got put into Nog, Keiko's he, class. Nog, Nog, yeah, because uh, Nog, Nog was playing black. <laughs> Nog playing some practical jokes, old uh, young Nog. Nog. Uh, so, uh, Ow. Quark's brother Shake. was mentioned. A few times, but I think, uh, he I think actually the actor who plays Nog died too. The little kid? Yeah, well, he wasn't like actually little. I don't think. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember how that worked. But I know. Yeah, the the actor who played Nog died during DS Nine or Aaron, after? Aaron Eisenberg. Yeah, he died. Uh, was it last year? I guess. Oh, okay. That's way later. That's fine. Yeah, I well, thought it was like yeah. during DS Nine. I was like, "Well, shit, maybe they shouldn't have had him in the makeup chair." I, for I, like I, I, I believe later. he died when he was fifty. So fifty? Yeah. Fuck. Well, he's like, yeah, he's like a twenty-year-old playing a like a teenage. He's like twelve or something. Yeah, but he's not. He's actually not that young. Well, that's what I thought when I saw him because it's like it's a small person, but like to do that much makeup, I think like child acting laws would. Makeup would be part of like how much they're allowed to. Anyways, how, I, I thought about that. How how you feel about Jake? Jake? Jake. Uh, well, so that's it. Well, he's like pretty, so. he's pretty young in that. I guess like he's like around. I mean, he's around. He doesn't do much. Yeah, he's like young. He definitely like he definitely has more presence as the series goes on. I definitely like Quark the best because he's just cool. Yeah, or, he just well, hangs or, out. Or it's Armin. Uh, yeah, 
Ar- Armin Sherman. Armin Shearer? Yeah, yeah. Sherman Sherman. Yeah, he's Sherman. He, he's great. Yeah. Uh, is, remember him as the principal in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You remember Hell that? Hell yeah, I do. And, and, he's, and he was always Ferengi's like in, in Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It's like he was like one of the original uh, Ferengi's. Ferengi? But, but he's not Quark. He's just a Ferengi. Yeah. I think you mentioned that when I was talking about the, uh, TNG. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Quark, Quark's awesome. He's the best. And uh, I don't mind the two lady characters. The uh, Kira? Um, the one who is, what is a Bajoran? Yeah, Kira. Uh, she's cool. And then the one who is like, I would say like, uh, like quasi like a trans character because it's like the lady. Oh, Dax. It's an old, yeah, Dax. Yeah, with the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The symbiote thing that she's part of. Yeah, it's a giant worm that lives inside her and it's like an old man kind of. Yeah. Or not, it used to be old. an old man, but oh, it old, became a, oh, old man. Old man. I saw a thing on Reddit today where it was like Star Trek Disco- Discovery. Trill. In- the Trill. The Trill. Yeah, because that, that, that was in TNG also. Um, but I saw a thing today where it was like Star Trek Discovery to introduce the first trans non-binary characters. And I'm like, that's not true. It's like there's been lots of those like throughout like TNG. There was those completely androgynous non-binary characters like in season four or something like that. And then again in like season six when Will tries to – uh, they're in like conversion therapy and like tries to like rescue one of them. So uh, I, I was looking at that and I was like, I don't think that's actually true. I think they've been there the whole time. They've been all around us this whole time, RJ. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert <laughs> on it, but when I, that's what I got from that. I was like, I think this is like a trans character. That's cool. I was like, look at them. Nine, 1993. They threw it in there. Why not? Cisco's weird. <laughs> Avery Brooks is a weird guy. He talks really weird, and uh, I don't totally know what to think of Odo yet. Oh, uh, don't don't be, don't be. I I hated Odo when I was a kid, but uh, I, I I I love Odo. <laughs> I his, his fucking makeup. Oh, he's so hard to look at though. It's he has a hard face. <laughs> so uh, Odo, I'm not sure about. Uh, I like hair. Quark. And I like uh, Dax, and I like... Um, what about Chief O'Brien? I don't know, man. O'Brien's okay. O'Brien and Keiko is okay, but, like, I was actually... When they were written off of TNG, I was, like, kind of cool with that because I was like, I was like, I'm tired of seeing them fight with each other. No. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. And that's... I think that's all the characters so far. When does Worf come on to DS9? Uh, not for a while. I know it's coming. I don't know when. It's it's just something I it was unavoidable uh, to hear. It's definitely not until Next Generation was off the air. Which is, I think, the first two or is it three seasons of DS9? Oh. Um, something like that. I don't even know if it's till season four, four or five. I think it's four. But it doesn't really matter. I'll be, I'll be happy to see him whenever he does come, but... Yeah, I don't know about these characters. I like the two ladies, and I like uh, I like Quark. Well, I mean, because you're kind of being thrown into a different environment of Trek because the first, yeah. like, Next Generation in the original series, it's kind of like you, you already know who they are because they're it's yeah. Captain, Commander, Science Officer, mm-hmm. Engineer, and, like, they're on Enterprises. Yeah. But this is like now it's a, it has a different tone to it. Uh, and, yeah, I, I dig this space station thing. I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. Well, it brings the action to them. Yeah. Well, I think, and it creates a lot more conflict where it's like, because uh, there's people who are just passing by that, like, they very clearly don't want there. Like, when it's like, 
I don't know, anyone that like shows up and people are like, oh, I know that guy, he's trouble. But it's like they're kind of like a they're a dock for like people like passerby. So it's like they can't just like outright or they don't usually outright deny deny entry to people where on the ship they have to create that conflict where it's, you know, anyways, it's cool. It's cool I, I also think that the uh, DS9 uh, theme song is pretty good. It has like it has lots of horns. <laughs> I, I do like that it uh, it's got it's got no words. It's just it is what it is, and that that little comet flies by. That's pretty cool. No. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I got some DS9, Jarrett. Okay. Do you want to hear about season one of DS9? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you've watched seven through twenty-two. No, it's actually only twenty episode season. Oh, that's more reasonable. Yeah, so uh, I watched six episodes last week, and then I watched 14 episodes this week. Don't ask me why. It just happened. Don't ask okay. you how. Don't ask me how I managed to do this. Just trust that it happened, okay? Okay. So I am a whole season d- down now. I have a better grasp on DS9, I believe. Uh, and th- I'm going to lay it to you on straight, Jared. So... 1.06 was uh, the Q episode that I had alluded to before. And what did I put here? Oh, no, wait. That was – no, wait. These are all off again. Okay. 1.07 is the Q episode. Okay. I got to follow. Uh, I got I to pull this up here. You go ahead. IMDB, uh, their, their episodes are off. So 1.07, everyone wants that Vosh, oh, two yeah. out of four stars. Yeah. So Q and Vosh uh, appear, and uh, everyone everyone wants Vosh. It's it's just it's just how it is. She's still hung up on Picard, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, episode. Uh, it's like early day introduction to Q. There's one thing in this episode that's like real dumb. Q and uh, Cisco have an old school style boxing match, and I was like, "What is this about?" I was like, "This is weird." Anyways, okay. One point oh eight. Do symbiote slugs have a soul? Three out of four stars. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally, a three. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, Jared. Uh, for season one of DS9, I, I'd say 90% of my ratings are two out of four. Ooh. And so it's like I said last week, they're okay. I, uh, I, I'm i getting a feel for the show. It's just, uh, I think, coming off hot of TNG, actually really enjoying tng this is like i don't want to say a step back but uh, it's definitely more reserved so it's like we're we're building up but uh do symbiote slugs have souls so uh dax gets put on trial for a murder that the last um host committed and then it's like it's like a sins of the father type of situation Mm -hmm. it's pretty good is my body slug responsible for that of the person exactly and it's uh there's a big debate on whether the slug like what the relationship is between the two and they kind of settle on it's each time it's a new thing and it changes whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. that's great okay so i'm just like looking at this so the teleplay for this was mm-hmm. written by dc fontana where do i know that name from uh who worked on the original star trek series a lot oh okay so do you think like was that guy dude still alive at she, this time or do you think she, it was like dorothy Catherine do you think Fontana? that this this uh dudette was still alive at this time or do you think it was like a, well, she only uh, died last George. year oh, okay 
Yeah. Did she write more DS9? Because this was a good episode. She I'd like worked to see on more some Next that. Generation. She was an associate producer credit. The experience soured her, their relationship and resulted. Uh, apparently, there was some bitterness with Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And then she did yeah, work on that. some. She wrote an episode of DS9, which you just watched. And she mm-hmm. also wrote an episode of the Star Trek fan made series, Star Trek New Voyages. Well, that's cool. I uh, I had no idea. I recognized the name, but I didn't know why. Yeah, because you'd seen it a lot watching the original series. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's what it is. I just couldn't remember. This was the first uh, good, like, real good episode of DS Nine, I think, because it was the one where I was like, oh yeah, I was like, this is what I'm. This is the Star Trek that I like. Uh, these questions of morality mm-hmm. and and like whether or not people have like hold accountability and responsibility for things. I was like, oh yeah, this is the uh, political. Uh, thriller that i'm i'm on board for so good episode jared cool 1.09 a dead guy one out of four stars (laughs) this was a real real stinker uh so this is a bit sheer episode yes uh so this is Uh, the passenger uh so they they like find a ship that like everyone's dead or there's a fire on it that docks so Bashir goes over and uh, he's he sees a lady and the lady's like, don't open that door. There's a prisoner in there. And he's like, he's like, damn it. There's life vital signs in there. I won't let a man die. So he uh, he goes in and the guy's dead anyways. And the lady's like, I told you not to go in there. And then what happens is Bashir is brainwashed or mind controlled for the whole episode. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he becomes a baddie. Uh, and it's just like, I don't like those episodes anyways. But especially, I don't like Bashir. I, I find him annoying. And like, I think I said before, I think he's, his character is like dumb. Not a dumb character, but his character plays dumb sometimes. And then also, uh, I don't think that guy's a very good actor. So I'm not, I'm not on board with Bashir. He maybe he gets better. Yeah, I don't think it's his acting because I don't think just what he's given. Yeah. This ep- if well, this episode of like taken in isolation, you're like this Bashir guy. He's not one of my guys. Uh, so this was a, a a whole stack of shit that I was not on board with, like between the the mind control. Uh, between the just like Bashir centric stuff, I was like, Ugh. I was like, I'm not on board with this, not really. So that was a bad one. Uh, first one star of DS9, so that's good. Get it out of the way. Was... Yeah, get it out of the way. There... I I don't remember this episode at all. It's probably for the best. Uh, but there's no other one stars this season, so that's good. Ooh, good. But lots uh, of two. Lots lots of two. They're almost all twos. Uh, and that's fine. So like I said, I, uh, I'm i on board regardless. I know it gets better. Uh, allegedly. But it's allegedly. Allegedly. Um, one, 110, Handlebar Mullet Gamblor, two out of four stars. <laughs> so Gamblor makes another appearance, uh, and he's a Handlebar Mullet Biker, and they play a game with Quark, and uh, the characters in the game are Cisco, Dax, um what's her name kiara yeah it's okay pretty standard fare uh 111 o'brien substitute teaches with the nagus three out of four stars ah nagus because i like the nagus i think he's pretty cool that's a wallace sean yeah wallace sean as soon as as soon as he talks i was like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah 
So I like the Nagus as a character. I think he's fun. I, I like the expanding world of the Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed, too, there's trends where it's like um, whatever the new introduced alien is in one series, they become a focus in the next series. So like Klingons in original series became more of a focus in TNG. Ferengi in introduced in TNG are more of a focus here. And then whatever Dax is, like with the little cheetah print-like things, I know – voyager has a main character of that whatever that is you know the cheetah print head mm-hmm. whatever that thing is just a, a thing i've noticed 112 odo has a field trip two out of four stars <laughs> that that's all there's not much oh, else to say about it oh that episode oh well it's they're like a guy says he knows where odo came from and then i was like odo doesn't know where he came from so they're building his character a little yep. bit. He thinks he's the only one. Yes. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's it, it's it's good ideas. I think it'll build to more interesting storytelling later. Uh, for this episode, it was just kind of a two out of four. Uh, one thirteen, Mike Ermintrout in Purgatory, two out of four stars. Ah, uh, yes. Which again, not a bad episode, but uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing th- that'll blow your dick yeah, off. Yeah, this is not a. Yeah, this episode's a lot of meh i kind of actually do yeah. remember this because like yeah it's a bunch of like guys you're never going to see ever again yeah. on, on, on a ba- on a battle planet they're on a battle planet and they can't die and their thing is that it's two conflicting armies that hate each other so yeah. they kill each other every day and then they get they like they come back uh they come back and the they next fight day again because it's yeah. a whole, yeah so yeah it's uh it feels like a throwback episode yeah i was just surprised to see mike room intro and i was like cool that's neat uh, so this one, 114, could be a one star, but I gave it a two. Uh, Jake and Nog v. Moses, uh, mm-hmm. two out of four stars. So we get some Jake and Nog stuff, and they become a lot more uh, focused in the next couple episodes. Uh, but then also uh, O'Brien goes to a planet, and he becomes a shaman <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and you go, okay, sure. Okay. Uh, 115, Bajorans, the moral compass of the universe, two out of four stars. This episode was actually not bad. There's like a, a Bajoran moon and it's going to get destroyed. And there's a couple Bajorans there who won't leave. So Kira has to like try to convince him to go. Yep. It's not bad. But uh, the side story in this one is a Jake and Nog, uh, doing business thing. And it kind of brings the episode down. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're trying to appeal to the, the younger demographic and they're like hey jake and nog they're trending they're yeah everyone likes jake and nog. <laughs> those, those, Why those, not? those quarters of jake and nog they do real they do good numbers it's good good demographics oh, yeah. so oh, yeah yeah that's uh that, that seems like why you get back to back jaking there's there's a lot even in the next couple episodes jake and nog are pretty prominent mm-hmm. um and that's fine 116 bashir the incel also, full body burns, two out of four stars. Uh, so this is one where I think it was um, what it was was everyone's fantasies. Like the whole station got turned into a hollow deck, right? And then everyone's fantasies were materialized. And then you just found out that Bashir oh. really wants to get down with uh, Dax. Okay, that's one of the cool things too on DS Nine. That I like the idea that Quark runs the hollow decks, and it's hollow like and, and sweets, sweets, and they're for fucking, yeah. they're for they're they're for yep. fucking RJ. I 
I wouldn't have used those words, but uh, it's exactly it's exactly that. And of course, Quark would use them that yeah. way. Well, it's like you get that technology. It's probably quite a probably a, a fortune to get it. But he's got him. It's like this is how I make my money. It's it's just how he does it. How he does it. So platinum, gold pressed platinum. No. Uh, so not bad, not bad, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It just shows that Bashir like wants to, the, the episode had a lot of stuff where it was like, he was in, I know I use incel pretty loosely, but there was actually a thing where like Dax turns him down and she's like, go have a cold shower. And he's like, it doesn't work. I know from experience. And you go, ew. <laughs> Cause you're like gross. So uh, that one, I'm pretty confident Bashir is an incel. Uh, 117. Oh, God. Moxana <laughs> Troy. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, no. Uh, so this is a two out of four. It actually, it wasn't bad for Moxana episodes. It was one of the better ones because it's just her and Odo trapped in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a good Odo episode. Moxana being there is whatever. But it's good for Odo because uh, he's like melting and he's just like, he's like, I'm a monster. And then and oh, yeah. like, he's all he's all flaky. Yeah, because every sixteen hours he has to rest in his bucket, right? Yes, yeah. Which is yeah. like so you haven't talked about Odo's bucket enough yet. Uh, his uh, bucket is one of the, I think probably one of the best character traits of any Star Trek character yeah. that he needs to return to a liquid form and rest in a bucket for eight hours a night. It's awesome. There's that episode with Jake and Nog where Nog pretends to throw Odo's fluid bucket on Jake. It's not actually Odo, but he pretends. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Nog, you freaky as hell, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Odo's... Um, I don't know about Odo. I like him. There's nothing I don't like about him yet. Uh, like, he's a good straight man so far. But uh, yeah, the bucket characteristic is uh, very good. I like it a lot. All right, what else we got here? Uh, oh, maybe I mixed up... A- Mixed no, up. You're, you're you're doing good. Okay, uh, one okay. I, I remember now. One eighteen station wide brainwash. Two out of four stars. I don't. I'm not a big brainwash guy, and this is a station wide one. Uh, when it was first playing out, I thought uh, uh, Kira was actually doing a coup d'état against Cisco, and I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. what's going on here? But everyone on the station gets all weird, yeah. and you're like, you're like, all right, whatever. Uh, 119, Jarrett, the judge from Ghostbusters to yep. oversees the Nuremberg trials. Four out of four. Yeah, stars. duet. <laughs> so this is a, a very good episode. Yes. Yeah, because this is very the one the, uh, the war criminal, right? The uh, war criminal. Go- yep. Yeah. Gondar the, plot the, or the, something the, like the, that. Uh, I believe I'm looking it up now. Butcher of Galatep labor camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is like where the, the political stuff is really interesting. Oh, yeah. Like like with the Cardassians in like an occupying force. No. Yeah. I can can see why that storyline is like, like it's perfect for Star Trek and it's a perfect like allegory to like, so Cardassians are German, World War II Germans in a sense. I mean, they're kind of like an amalgam of the bad countries, I guess. Yeah, like dictatorship countries. Yeah, like, like, you know, the ones like you would be like, you know, North Korea, uh, Nazi Germany, uh, Iran. Uh, yeah. with the Ayatollah and stuff like that. It's like it's like an amalgam of like, you know, all the things that are like these aren't about freedom, but it's like, but it's debatable how who is free in their cultures because it seems like if you ask a Kardashian, mm-hmm. 
not a Cardassian, but a Kardashian. The Cardassians. Yes, the, uh, the, I'm sure some of them are enjoy, enjoy their uh, their way of life, uh, and they're but they're 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 more like sneaky, and there's a lot of more intrigue in their world. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, has there been a lot of um, the Taylor, Derek, in all these episodes? He came up one time, and yeah. that was the one where I said Bashir was really dumb because Garrick yes. was like well, giving Garrick... him intel, and Bashir was like, "Huh? Yeah, yeah." Garrick, yeah, Garrick has like a, a special interest in Bashir for whatever reason, and they have some... sexual. No, they're they're pals. Oh, okay. They they have conversations. Yeah, Gar- Garrick's uh, he's a good uh, he's probably one of the better characters as the series goes on, as well as uh, he's also played by is it Alex Robinson, the the dad from Hellraiser. The, oh, uh, the dad from Hellraiser? Yeah. That's cool. no, yeah, not Frank, but the dad. That's Alex Robinson. He, uh, yeah, he's he's a good Garrick. Yeah, I couldn't tell uh, him because he only came up in the one episode, I, I think. So, like, sometimes with the with the big Cardassian guys, like, I can tell, like, or, like, with the Nagus, I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Um, and then this one, too, as soon as I saw gundar plot or whatever i was like i was like that dude's from ghostbusters i rem- like he, he has a really distinct voice getting back to ghostbusters again because that's what this episode is about i guess um but yeah this episode's awesome man like it has really uh, interesting ideas about uh i know i use nuremberg trials all the time but like it's it's a it's a good like fixation point uh, like for reference uh really good ideas about like war and political like uh, agendas and then i think one thing that's really interesting is the cardassian guy was like uh he's like there was no actual deaths in the war camps he's like we just said there was and because the threat of it was worse than actually doing it because it kept you scared uh and like he fully believes it and mm-hmm. like even though uh Kira's like no i was there i know what happened and he's like no that's how good we were we were so good at <laughs> deceiving you that you believed it and i was i was kind of just like i was like man that's like a pretty pretty wild like idea to include here because it's like that's kind of the tactics that those those like states use totalitarian governments yeah and those are the fake news guys right they're like that's fake news don't don't uh, believe the don't believe your own eyes don't believe your own eyes it all goes back to how many lights rj how many lights how many lights uh so i yeah the, the cardassian stuff i actually really like because they're so evil uh and like manipulative that it's but it's it's done really well like it actually is this episode is really well done and then i think the ending to this episode you're just like it takes a turn from being like a really kind of like taut political thriller yeah i use the word taut Uh, and then it turns into like a really sad episode and you go oh whoa it uh because i don't know if you remember how it ends i don't know if I, i should spoil it but it's it's good it's got a good ending Ooh, a good the good ending so they it's played, they, they, played they played well yeah yeah so uh that episode is very good i'm liking the cardassian stuff the only thing i don't like so i don't mind the cardassian uh makeup like i think their wigs all being the same is pretty funny and i do like their little like neck barbs or bars that hang down i don't like the thing in the center of their head because it like it looks like a tongue scraper or something. It's just like this little cup in the very center of their head. I was like, I think they would look better without that. I think that's it was like it was a step too far, if you know what I mean, Jer. I guess they needed some something there though. Otherwise it's just a yeah. blank head. 
It's just a blank head. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a no-win situation, but... Uh, well, because yeah. they're, they're kind of reptilian, right? Kind of like... So the, the things they have on the sides of their neck are kind of like... Uh, they're kind of like spines a yeah. little bit. They're pr- th- that part's pretty cool. And I like on the sides of their head, they have like a, a frame. I like that too. It's just the thing right in the middle of their head. It's like, I'm not too, super on board with that. I, lo- I um, love the uh, color coordination though. Like that desaturated black and blues and grays. Oh yeah. it's very, it fits uh, with their it's personality. Very, it's very Dune. It is. Oh, Dune. Um, one, one last. Yeah. So I, I like it too. It's pretty cool. Um, very good episode best of the show so far and then one last one end of season one keiko o'brien v religion two out of four stars so uh some of the bajoran like um shaman uh go into keiko's school and they want her to teach like that the wormhole is uh the result of like religious creators Mm -hmm. and like i think the idea is cool but there's some there's some stuff in that episode that i think is a little bit like it's not fully executed per like is good some of it is good i like the i like the idea of what they're trying to do but uh, i don't think it fully hits the uh the mark so that's just me though you know mm-hmm. it's just me so that's season one of ds9 i don't know if i'll get a whole season in uh next week <laughs> a whole well, i expect a whole season it's only oh, 26 episodes 26 uh I'll I'll try to get half, but uh, I don't know if I'll be able to get half. We'll see. But I also one of the other reasons I actually tried tried to like dig into it this week was because I had the realization too. I was like, holy shit, it's Creeptober in like three weeks. It's gonna derail everything. Yeah, there's gonna be very little Star Trek watching, if any. So I was like, I better fucking pile through as much as I can. Are you? you, How do you feel about a Vedic win? Vedic win which character is she, that? she's she's the uh the spiritual leader the, the um the Louise, she's a good, good, good old Louise Fletcher yeah she's a good evil character yeah, I liked well, her like you're gonna see a thoughts. whole lot of her because she's oh. a, she she is a uh, ongoing character in the Bajor and stuff yeah. like she's like one of the like not like a main character but a supporting character yeah and well and that's what it, I think some of the I think the intentions with the episode are good where it's like I do think it's a good idea to uh the plot of the shaman who is like kind of selfishly motivated to do things. But, uh, I, for the one episode, at least I was like, Hmm, they could have done that a little bit better, but yeah, DS nine, man, it's only going to go uphill from here. I, I believe. Uh, I yeah. I mean, season two, you've got, uh, you got some stuff coming up and then I think by season two, it should be locked in where you'll be like, huh, this is, this is different. And then, uh, and, and yeah. then from that point on, it should be, uh, I mean, it's Star Trek. So there's always kind of like what you'd call filler episodes, I guess. Like there's always like the oh, Star Trek. We're going to explore what it means to be human. <laughs> and what uh, is, I, and I what is, like what episodes. is law? Oh, I like that stuff though. I, yeah. I actually think yeah. those are pretty well done. So but, I, I'm on board. Yeah. But then it does shift into like its own thing where it's like these ongoing, like big, big things. That's cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so here we go, Jared. We're in season two of Deep Space Nine. I got seven episodes for you. I'm going to hit you with them right now. Yep. 2.01 Frank Langella, question mark. Two out of four stars. Uh, so this is actually a three-part episode, Jared. 
That's right. Oh, yeah. Three-part episodes. Uh, so 2.01 is called Homecoming, and uh, you have uh, Cardassians against Bajorians. Um, so Jared Berger, just so you know, the race called the Cardassians, they're kind of like the Nazi uh, race, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the Bajorans are kind of like the Jewish peoples because uh, their planet was enslaved by the Cardassians. So there's a lot of, you know, historical political events being played in here. Uh, so this or first episode, Jared, is you're they're kind of clashing and Bajor wants to, like, take over DS9 over these three episodes. They, they all kind of play together. 2.02 Covert Rat Odo. Three out of three stars. So this is just building off of three that thing. Three out of three stars? Three out of four stars, even, Thank perhaps. Uh, Odo usually is either person form, liquid form, or like a cup. But in this one, he's a rat. And I thought that was nice. Uh, they, two they, point, got, they, they got the budget for it, finally. They got a budget for a, a, a rat. Is this like one of the first three out of four stars? <laughs> like, I feel like it's either uh, it's been it's been two out of four. Yeah, I'd or say the four out of four. Uh, season one was only twos, ones, and then a single four out of four. Yeah, so this is the but, first three out of four. Yeah, they're getting better. They're getting yeah. better, for sure. Uh, and then 2.03, Die Hard DS9. And this one's hard. I'm going to say I'm gonna say three because I did enjoy it, but I, I'm, I'm in between two and three out of four stars. So this one, the Bajorans do actually take over DS9, and then they... Uh, uh, the DS9 main crew has to like get it back. It's the Die Hard episode, right? Two point oh four, Lionel Luthor simps for Dax. <laughs> two out of four stars. Okay, here we go. Do you know Lionel Luthor, Jarrett, from the Smallville hit TV show? <laughs> no, not really. Well, he comes on. He wants the slug out of Dax. He said it, it's it should have been him. So he holds everyone hostage. And uh, he gets the Dax slug put inside him. So, Jared, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, buddy. But there's lots of slugs and people are simping for them. <laughs> it's a yeah. weird world. You know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, 2.05, War Orphans or Warphans, uh, three out of four stars. This is a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh this is they find out that a bunch of Cardassian kids were left on Bajor and not taken with them. And now they've been raised by uh, Bajorans and they've been raised to hate Cardassians. So you have a Cardassian kid who's older and he's like, Cardassians are the worst. I hate all of them. They're they're horrible. And then they're trying to bring them back into the world. It's a interesting. Uh, it's like I said, a lot of these this interplay they have, it's. It's got layers, man. Sounds a little highfalutin to me. It uh, it was a good episode, actually. I liked it. No. Um, two more for you guys, and then I'm done. Uh, 2.06, Quark v. Birdman v. Bashir v. Space Paralysis slash the first big Klingon two out of four stars. Uh, there's this lady who comes, and she's like full paraplegic because of gravity. Is right. how it's explained, and then Bashir tries to fix her, and uh, I don't know. It's a Bashir it's, episode. It's a Bashir episode. None of them are good. Uh, but two point oh seven, my last one. The Nagus rips Coke. Two out of four stars. What? Oh man, 
I thought for sure that was at least worth a three. Uh, so what episode is this? My God. Uh, so this is the rules of acquisition. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a... It's all about... It's just Ferengi's doing dealings and things like that. And then Nagus comes in and he does a, a rip out of uh, some powdered substance. And I'm like, whoa. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. So anyways... <laughs> That's Deep Space Nine. Jarrett, what do you think about that? Y'all bad boys like Star Trek? <laughs> oh my god. Do I ever. Do I I, yeah. I love DS9. I love Star Trek. I love actually I only I only love when RJ talks about Star Trek though. I too. I I'm going to be a, the the vocal minority speaking for the fans right now. I'm I'm all for all of the Star Trek talk. Yeah. <laughs> that means we're powering all the way through the entire franchise. 100%. <laughs> uh well, I was going to ask you Jared, how do you want to approach this uh, between the three of us? Cuz I can just talk about Star Trek for right now. Or do you want me to talk about Star Trek and antiviral or what do you want, man? You're the boss. What do you want to do? I want to hear about DS9. DS9? All right. So I did try to keep it uh, somewhat manageable. I think I have five or six episodes. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but I watched all of I watched every supplement on the Videodrome uh, this week. So it kind of took up a little bit of time. Okay. But anyways, uh, so last week we finished off on uh, the Nagus. Uh, and my review was that the Nagus rips Coke. And now, Ryan, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, if you've never seen the Nagus, I suggest you just do a uh, Google search of the Nagus. N-A-G-U-S, Grand Nagus Zek. The Grand Nagus. Uh, and uh, he's a pretty impressive specimen. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, and in that episode, he ripped Coke, which was pretty funny. Was um, it like Space Coke? Yeah, they called it something else. It was yeah. like fleas or something like that. It was like, here, get some flea dust or something. But he, it was in a little paper thing, and he, he just like put it to his nose and ripped it. So some, I was like, some uh, nose clams. Yeah, I was like, that's the first time I've seen cocaine on Star Trek, but that's cool. Nagus uh, rips Coke, four stars. Four stars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right so now that was 2.07 so uh 2.08 neo noir odo secret origins three out of four stars oh, my man we're getting into those three out of fours on a regular basis we got a couple we got a couple so this episode was really cool it's uh it shows how odo became uh the constable on ds9 when the cardassians still ran it uh and the thing i really liked about it is uh it's got a really gritty feel um like it's it's kind of grimy it's got dark colors everything's uh cardassian mm-hmm. run so it's like nazi nazi occupation Germ- germany everyone's like all depressed and like afraid of the cardassians and i actually thought it was really neat because that's not something you really usually see in these shows you know jer but, but i mean ds9 is changing the game they're changing the game so that was a good episode uh 2.09 Cisco gets catfished by a mind ghost. One out of four stars. <laughs> uh, Cisco. Cisco. He. So Ryan doesn't hasn't seen DS9, but the captain Cisco he talks 
so weird it's so hard <laughs> to describe it's not a real accent he's just like well it's uh, emphasis and he always like Whoa. and you're like why are you talking like that because he's from earth in the show and she's like i don't i don't get it um anyways there's a there's a guy who has a wife and his wife makes a projection of a version of herself and uh cisco falls in love with it but then it's not real so like art. not a good episode just like art it's not real uh 210 uh bajor is xenophobic to the beavis planet three out of four stars Jared. so an alien race that all looks like beavis from beavis and butthead they all have the hair even so i'm noticing a night yeah real tall uh i'm noticing the scria exactly doesn't have a good rating but it was a good episode because bajor is always talking about how they are oppressed by the Cardassians. There's some real life politics in the show, uh, friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, uh, like <laughs> serious shit. Uh, and then when a uh, refugee planet comes to try to settle on Bajor, they turn them away. And then uh, at the end, it says, maybe you were the real monsters. So They'll pretty serious all. stuff. They, they kind of look like Eric Stoles. Uh Oh, in uh, the aliens? Yeah. yeah. They, they they just have huge hair and they have like they they look like they have like rank wicked acne like yeah. all over their face, so yeah. they're they're pretty rough looking. Um, yeah, very active pores. <laughs> very, very. Uh, Two point uh, eleven gambler returns. Two out of four stars. Mm. Uh, so we have a, ri- a guy make a rival bar ac- across from Quarks. It's fine. Yeah, nothing. Nothing crazy. Uh, 2.12, Teenage Odo acts out and gets gaslit by his dad. Three out of four stars. <laughs> well, I, I see your – it sounds like you're at Odo's men. Uh, I'm Odo is growing on me. So this epi- – like, so in the one episode, you learned that he was like this uh, – like you learn more about how he's – so this character, Ryan, he's just a goo. And then he takes <laughs> the shape of a person. But then most of the time, he hangs out in a bucket. Right, Jerry? Right. He's got to hang out in a bucket to rest. Um, this awesome. one, like, uh, you get introduced to the um, uh, the the scientist who discovered him. Uh, and the scientist is, like, he's trying to gaslight him to come back. He's like, you'll never make it out here. You're never going to be, like, accepted. And then he, like, Odo freaks out because he's just a kid, really. Even though he's, like, a 50-year-old French man, he's, he's just a kid because he's only been alive for a little time. And uh, he acts out because he's like, I don't want to go back to the lab, Dad. I don't want to be tested. It was a good episode. I think we can all learn something from it. Uh, last one for you guys. 213. Is that Leslie Nielsen slash Bashir tries to explain why being an incel is good? Two out of four stars. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Uh, so Bashir and O'Brien. Bashir's the doctor. And O'Brien is like, I don't know. He's like the mechanic on the ship, the engineer. Uh, they get stuck in like a different place. And O'Brien's talking about that. He's just like, he's like, oh, man, my wife and kid, they, uh, they're they not never going to know what happened to me. And Bashir's like, this is why you shouldn't get married. This is why you shouldn't have kids. This is why you shouldn't be in relationships. And I was like, oh, my God, Bashir is actually an incel. But, but he's not <laughs> involuntary, though. That's a very well, important I, part of that. He's, I think he's he made is, a choice. He's he's willing he's to do always, that. He's always trying to get Dax, and she shuts him down. And in that episode, yeah. he even says to the camera, he says, I'll wear her down one day. 
<laughs> so uh, they try to make that guy really like uh, compassionate and humane, but he's also kind of gross. <laughs> so, anyways, that's DS Nine. That's some Star Trek. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, what you're you you're, you're, you're halfway here? through it. Season two. DS Nine. Se- season two. Oh, see, season two. You're on yeah. episode 13. 13 to go. I know, but in one week, man, Creeptober starts, and uh, DS9 is going to grind to a halt. Well, you better finish season two. I'll try. Are they 26 episodes a season? Yup. Uh, uh, yeah. and, and this is like 1990s run times, which are closer to 46 minutes a piece. They're like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like 45, 30 or so. But See, DS9 has like a two minute intro. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with that, with that uh, pump. pump preposterous music it's just very uh, lots of pomp and circumstance to it yeah there and it's got yeah you're watching Sorry. it on crave so you gotta fast forward through it every time uh you can but i, I have noticed uh i actually made the best decision watching it on crave because netflix is really fucking around over at our house because anytime andrea watches a tv show and stops the next yeah. day it jumps two three episodes ahead of where she was so she always has to go back and find the episode she was on and it's huh. it's been consistent for months and it's been on different tv shows and stuff like that so yeah. it, I, I was like man i made the right call watching on crave because it, it stays right where it's supposed to anyways <laughs> star trek star trek <laughs> i did oh. and i watched some fucking star trek what do you want to hear about buddy <sighs> well rj as always mo- yeah I want to hear about that DS9. DS9? We're oh. leading with DS9? But what's this, RJ? What? Is, is this my... Are these my notes from DS9? Oh. From oh. from several years ago that I, I found? Uh, so for the viewers at home, uh, Jared just pulled look, out look, a... Look, uh, look, look, look at these. Look at the look at the writing. Wow. A bound notebook. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a sketchbook that became... Uh, where I was supposed to be, you know, drawing in, but I, I began to draw my thoughts and you expressions taking notes. and taking notes as I went through. And I, I, my, my classification, I think was a little, like, I didn't do a, there's no point system. I believe uh-huh. there, examples are yes, nope, meh, <laughs> no. And so I, that's I, a four, that's a four point. But I think there's system. also I think there's also fine. Oh, so you're on a five scale? No, my my system though worked on the idea that uh, these were like a guide. Like if someone was going to watch DS9, what episodes okay. would you need to watch? Or part of the story that okay. drive forward. So where did you start taking notes? Season one, episode oh, one. Why didn't you pull that out at season one then? Because I couldn't find it, and then I found oh. it. So are you gonna hit me with your hot ratings? I'll go. I'll read along with you. My I have like pretty like I, I went through like I have a lot of things. I'm like, oh RJ, you're not picking up on some of this stuff. Well, you should. Well, see that's Disapp- the thing. Disappointment. I mean, here I am expecting you're bringing your A game, for ah. instance. But you know what though? You're watching everything. Uh, uh-huh. When I read the description of episode six, Melora, I wrote uh-huh. from all reports, this sounds like a real dog. Skip. Uh, that is the uh, a newer. Oh, that's with the dis. Uh, the the person who can't walk, gravity based oh. disability. And, uh, episode nine, second uh-huh. sight. 
uh my note there was wow don't give a fuck what did i write for episode nine uh cisco gets catfished by a mind ghost see we're we're kind of in tune in simpatico I want your uh, season one updates. Is that going to take too long to run oh, through? Or... I'd, have to, I'd have to. Well, fuck, buddy. I've got a lot here. It almost would make more sense for me to translate it. Maybe. Um, I don't even know how we would do it at this During point. During the DS9 re- recap, you'll just come in real soft and say, this is my feelings on season one. <laughs> That's Isn't that like what we usually do? Yeah. Did you finish season two? Jarrett, I did what I needed to do, and I finished season two. Oh, yeah. Oh, I am done. I am going in guilt-free Fuck October. Yeah. Hell yeah. I can have a 31-day yeah. reprieve of DS9 so I can just just watch horror. I got it done. I did what I needed to do, buddy. So you want me to just kind of roll where I'm at and then you'll you'll cut in with your well, notes? Uh, here's a couple of uh, here's like a random note that I, I was laughing about from episode five of the season Kardashian Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh bigoted O'Brien. He's always a hair from going on about bloody immigrants. Glad to have Kiko dig in on him over that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh O'Brien does not like the immigrants. Yeah, I know it's 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 questionable stuff here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did make a note though in that episode that Bashir's acting greatly improved. I mean, his acting is kind of fine. I just I think the character sucks. I, like... I think he was like really poor early on, but I think there's a point mm-hmm. where he becomes better. I guess. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of get on board with that. And I did. Oh, me... there, there was the episode when that that noirish episode with Odo. Yeah, what, what were your opinions on that one? Oh, what, what, there's like the one line. Yeah, I did. Uh, I loved the noir opening with Odo just talking about how about such things are actually pointless and just create something else to file. Where he's like, ah. And then of course, when a man has only a bucket, notes don't make sense. <laughs> well. I mean, you, you, you can't peg and Odo. I, I also than made that. the comment that Odo Columboed it. He did Columbo it. Yeah, See? that's a good episode. What about the the previous episode, 2.07, where the Nagus rips Coke? Did you catch uh, on to that? Well, I wrote, like... I wrote, ah, sleeping morn. Ah, yes, the always naked, submissive Ferengi female. Mm. Tula berries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. Redskins are like SNL aliens, which works for the comedy Ferengi episodes. Mm-hmm. Dax is kind of awesome. You're a Ooh. woman, <laughs> and, and and this I also made a mention. This is the first mention of the Dominion, and the Dominion is. Well, I guess you're gonna find out soon, buddy. Damn. If not by the end of this very recap. Okay. I'm gonna. Should I? Should I find my my few rare four out of four episodes and see what your opinion is on those? I oh, there was only one. Yeah. Which one? One nineteen. Of uh, season two. Oh, that was of the, season uh, one. Yeah, duet. Yeah, well, the okay, judge so from this is Okay, my notes. Uh, I haven't read this over. Well, this is already much much better. Hmm. Uh-huh. If every Bajoran freaks out at the mere sight of a Cardassian, what about the Taylor Garrick who has disappeared for the last sixteen episodes? Looking at IMDb, only 37 appearances out of 147. Ah, the war criminal plot. Ah, the unrepentant war criminal. Sweet. Or the most brilliant file clerk in the galaxy. See? You you had it. You had it. So, okay, wait. I'm glad that 
you, you kind of had some of the same ideas as me, but I need a little bit, uh, I need a little context. How old were you when you wrote these notes and were you watching these? What year was this? Were you watching them live? Uh, this was have been, this would have been 2012. So eight years ago. Oh, okay. So you were not live then. No, fuck no. This like, what? <laughs> these are not from 1994. Oh. Beep boop. You got, are you beaming in? Oh wow! Uh, I'm, yeah, we're, okay. We're, we're should, back, baby. Be back. Miles got that you was back. Weird. Yeah, no, I was okay. laugh. I was laughing at you because I'm like, no, these are oh, not yeah. notes from 1994 when I was <laughs> fucking eleven. Well, you're a huge nerd. I mean, my 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 printing here is actually pretty damn nice. Oh, what does this mention here? Uh, I think on episode 15 of season one, I made a comment about Bajoran hillbillies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's always some of those. Uh, what else? Oh, ooh. What are some season ones? What were some low points? I don't know, man. Uh, 1.09, my review is just... You're getting... You're, uh, the, the connection's getting really bad now. Yeah. So where let's... should we pick up from? Fuck. Uh, I mean, I could start where I finished off on season two if you want unless you want to kind of hit some season one notes i can like hey what was the so what was the one episode that you like real like one of the first ones you really like one starred because you were at the beginning you were all one, two two out of four one oh one oh, oh nine the passenger so here's my notes okay. so i wrote yeah but the payoff in acting i wrote make me live the opening of this is kind of amazing what a good idea for a villain Vantaka, sort of a dark sorcerer in Star Trek. George Primen, eh? I don't know what that means anymore. G it's a Giallo. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the fingernail thing pops up, it is obviously Bashir possessed. And then there's some, uh, it must be a line from the episode, hailing us? So, Vantaka or whatever is nicely set up for the future. Oh, never mind, lol. <laughs> so clearly he just gets killed. Yeah. Uh, and then... I guess the end of the episode was like, I have the worst headache. Ha 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 ha. just like, lack off. Uh, mm, that, that episode is truly, <laughs> truly bad. Because, yeah, that one sucks. Uh, what, are, what are the other ones I got? Hey, what did you think of 117? 117. Hmm. Uh, wait a minute. Did you skip it? I must because I, I is, is that know the, why is that the Luxwana episode? Yeah, I yep. skipped it. I didn't even make oh. a note about it. I just skipped right over sixteen. Actually, seventeen and eighteen. I skipped over. It's too bad that you skipped over the Luxwana one because it's not bad. But I think you would have liked it because it's got some good Odo canon. Oh, on episode sixteen, I have a comment here. Bashir likes his nipple play. Uh, that's you know what my review of that episode is. Bashir the incel. Oh, no. There's another episode, too. Uh, I think it's the one where I think you made... Like, oh, it's episode 8. The Dax episode. Fuck is Bashir a creeper? See? You even thought so eight years ago. Yeah. So it, it all makes sense. Uh, Bashir's yep. super gross. And then, yeah, not, there's not a ton in season one, to be honest. Like, season one's pretty... pretty just, it's it's there. 
I well, think. But most, like, I'd say over half the episodes one should watch because they do oh, yeah. something. They do. They serve a purpose, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But enough. Enough of this. Enough of this prattling on. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Some some of these uh, comments are uh, were not meant to be read. Are they problematic? I don't know. We're gonna find out. So, do you want me to uh, hit you with uh, where I left off? Sure. Please do. All right. So here's where I left off. Uh, last time I finished on 213, which was Bashir tries to explain why being an incel is good. Which I'm not even Ar- kidding. Ar- Armageddon game. Mm-hmm. Cold opening starts like the end of an episode. Where do we go from here? Uh-oh. <laughs> the gladiator wannabes are busting up the party. Mm-hmm. What slice was Cisco going to order? Uh oh, he w- he was ordering dessert and he said and a slice of and he gets interrupted. See and then what you didn't? Why aren't you picking up on these details, RJ? Christ! I just the I I'm for the one liners. Bashir's an incel. Boom, wrap it and sell it. And I mentioned they really are pushing the Bashir O'Brien odd couple dynamic. Uh huh. It doesn't work. And then I made a comment. Uh, Tilani ambassador is lovely. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I don't know, like whatever that is. And then my final comment was, wah, wah. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that fits in with my rating of that episode. Yep that that was a nope episode. I gave it two out of four, I yeah. think. So I was a little lighter. Uh, two fourteen. Uh, O'Brien doppelganger. Fug. Two out of four stars. Yeah, this episode, I uh, my comment for whispers is. More miles, no problems, and mm. my and my rating was sure, which is like I think the first <laughs> time that ever occurs in all of my reviews at this point is yeah, yeah sure. It's a it's a very you can see through what's going on in that episode very like immediately, and then you're kind of just like there's no real point to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, two fifteen Cisco versus the plebs. Three out of four stars, I thought, Jared. This is a nope from me. It's got a low rating on IMBD. Do you have a do you have a review? Uh my review okay, I'll go here. Uh some original series hokey poke. Hey, uh-huh. a technology free society. <laughs> yep. Huh. Dax towers over Kira. Interesting. A ship tractor beaming another while both at warp. Yeah, I thought that was like an interesting That's scene. I guess pretty nerdy. Um, Cisco needs to choke this bitch out. Uh, yeah, and uh, kind of a surprising ending, really. Mm-hmm. So those, that's it. I, I don't remember this, but I guess I wasn't at the end of the, end of the day a fan. Uh, so I actually. It took me the whole episode to get an appreciation for it. It's near the end that I was kind of, like the whole episode. I'm like, Meh. but near the end, I was like, oh, I actually like this. Cisco and O'Brien get put on this planet that are ex-Federation people. They've been stranded for 20 years. They have no technology. And then they have a there's a lady in charge and she's got a firm hand for punishment. So if you do something wrong, you go to the boo box where you, you bake in the sun for like a week and you get no water. So uh, Cisco and O'Brien want to leave Mm-mm. straight to the boo box. Mm-hmm. So Cisco gets thrown in the hot box for like a week. And like, that's the episode. He's just sweating in the hot box. I I kind of liked it. Hmm. 
And then at the end, there's justice, I, but not not yeah. the justice you'd expect. It, it sounds like it's like, but it seems like a it's a Star Trek episode, but not a DS9 oh, yeah. episode. Because I think that's yeah. anything that's away from the station. I think I was always never a big fan of. Where I'm like, this has this adds nothing to the overall story other than it fills episode requirements. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. This is very original series, but yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I gotta. I'm pulling up the IMDb here because I can't even remember what this episode's about because my descriptions are so vague. Episode sixteen, uh, Shadow Play. So here's my review for you, Jared. Two sixteen. Odo and an old man create life. Two ish. So I can't remember if uh, I'm leaning more so towards my, three or I'm leaning more towards one. My my rating, a new this is a new one, uh-huh. nah, is nah. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote too many episodes this season that have had nothing to do with the station, its location, yep. or the politics therein. A plot, mm-hmm. B plot, B plot more just a bunch of short stories. I wonder how close we are episode wise to seeing another. Ooh, that's a spoiler. Oh, don't say it. I, I'm, I oh, don't know. Oh, no. Watch out. Holograms. <laughs> yep. Another Dominion reference. Mm. Apparently been rolling at least 30 years. Hologram girl surprisingly sweet. Moving. Odo even melts our hearts. He does. He uh, He's playing with the kids. This is actually what we were talking about before, about how you and me could get recreated in the holodeck. This is what would happen if a whole world of us was re- recreated. Okay. So it's a uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's got a few things, but uh yeah, I think you you kind of nailed some of that. Okay. Uh all right, where we got uh 217 uh a gigantic Klingon with an accordion, 2 out of 4 stars. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh he hasn't He's popped up once before, but I never saw how big he is. So in the Klingon bar part of the station, there's that huge dude. He's yeah. he's fucking huge. And he plays the accordion, and he's a Klingon bartender. Yep. I like that guy okay. a lot. So I write, playing God is the name of the episode. Okay. I, I'm a yes on watching this one. Ooh. Ar- Arjun. You know what it's, do you remember? Yeah. Ar- Arjun. What's his face from Doogie Hauser MD? Uh, It's not... Uh, what's it? It's not the main dude. Well, it's not Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, it's some guy named Jeffrey Blake. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I write Dax is hot with two T's with hair down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Vols, Vols, Cardassian cockroach. Mm-hmm. And then I made a comment. Better take a look at this. <laughs> uh, so wow. I... It, oh, and then I wrote. Wow, a morbidly obese accordion playing Klingon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's the standout. Okay, for what, sure. what were you going to say? Uh, I know all of the comments you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Proto Universe's Sonic Weapons. This episode is packed with all kinds of stuff. Haha, uh, <laughs> Quirk's terrible advice never sleep with a boss's sister. Uh, Dabo Girl, Cisco's reaction is gold. Mm-hmm. This episode seems to be in love with Star Trek, which is really nice. Huh. Mm-hmm. Dax has finally developed into a character after two failed character-centric episodes. Yeah, so this is... um, 
you're you're on the money there. Uh, this is a good Dax episode. You get a lot of Dax development. Uh, the only downside is so she's training this Arjun dude who is going to he's like a prospected symbiote host, and he sucks. He's a major nerd, and you're just like ah yeah. Here. But uh, it is. I guess the bigger takeaway would be Dax because you really get to see her let her hair down, Jared. Apparently, you were really into that. Apparently, um, but in physically and uh metaphorically symbolically uh no it's it's got some good stuff uh, the huge klingon is the best because you i've never seen a huge klingon exactly and it's uh he he's just a fun dude him and dax are like best friends so that's pretty cool you do get some complicated weapon play in this thing so uh it's got a, it's got a bit of things for you for you there i just thought arjun was super annoying because he's like a little whiny kid. He's like, we're not supposed to do that. <laughs> he's like that guy, you know? But hey, I'm glad you picked up on the huge uh, Klingon. Oh, I mean, how could I miss it? How could you not? Yeah. Uh, 218. Hi, I'm Garrig, and I'll show you the bad guy tonight. Two out of four stars. So I found that they're using Garrig in the way that uh, TNG used Starfleet ad- uh, admirals. Where it's like those guys were always the bad guys, and whenever Garrick pops up, you can just tell he's like, "I'm gonna tell Bashir who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it." And you noted earlier, but uh, Garrick hasn't been around very often. Garak, Garrick. Is it with a K? Yeah, G A R A K. Yeah. Well, man, I don't know English. <laughs> so, anyways, this is a uh, lots of Cardassian uh, quibbles. Yes. So, profit and loss is a yes for me. Huh. Okay. Female adult Cardassians. Mm-hmm. The, the prof's lovely dress is great. Mm-hmm. Garrick! Exclamation mark. I wonder how much of what Garrick was saying Quark understood. Definitely influenced by Casablanca. Finally, an episode that is mm-hmm. playing into the strengths of the premise after a dozen or more episodes. I think this mm-hmm. is what I was liking about it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Those little pads really are iPads without the DRM. Yeah, they use little iPads yep. in this show. The ending doesn't really make sense at all in Star Trekia. Yep. <laughs> what happened? Yep. I can't remember. <laughs> what is what is that about? Uh, yeah, a Cardassian woman named Natima Lang, who was once a flame of quarks, visits the station under dubious circumstances. Okay, so there's Cardassian rebels, and uh, it's like a, a girl who is quark's girlfriend. And then she's with uh, she's a Cardassian, and then she has two people who are uh, rogue scholars, and they're gonna change the political system of rogue Cardassia. scholars. Yes, I dropped that on you, Jared. Uh, so that's like, that's what I probably used to think it was what people would say when they said rogue rogue scholars. I, I would hear rogue. rogue scholars. These these guys are literally rogue scholars. I would compare some, them to this is like Warhammer stuff right here. They're war. They're Bernie Sanders Warhammer. Amazing. So that's what they're trying to do to Cardassia. Uh, so other Cardassians don't want to be on board with that. And then uh, there's like this interplay where Garrig, uh, Garrig, yeah, or Garrick, Garrick. Uh, he he kind of like lets it loose that he is. Um... Fuck, is that this episode or the next one? 
I think he tries to like get back in good graces. So he's going to like, he's going to capture these people. Uh, but then a different Cardassian comes up and says he's going to capture them. So Garrick shoots that guy and then lets them go. I think that's the episode. It is confusing at the end. Hmm. I don't know what happens at the end of this episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still say people should watch I... it, but apparently it's yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but tell me about episode 19, Blood Oath. My, Blood Oath? My, my note here is DS9 Drunk Tank, today's guest of honor. I love Odo so. Odo's pretty good in this. Uh, my two-word two review was just the albino. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, so this episode... Star rating. I gave it a two. Yeah. Uh, but so it's like I said before, two doesn't mean I disliked it. I think right. two is good. It just... I think three is real good, and then four blows your dick off. So yeah. maybe I maybe I have two and threes, and this this got a nope from me because it doesn't okay. it doesn't matter if you watch this one or not. No, it's got no relevance to DS Nine at all. It is strictly Klingon, and they they just pull Dax in for no reason. But it doesn't have good Dax development like the other Dax episode did. Uh, I also write, uh, wrote pretty fucking goofy episode. Oh, yep. it is an albino Klingon. <laughs> Super uh-huh. gen, super generic henchman, hilariously yep. bloodless. Yep, yeah, it's it's all about like Klingon Klingons fighting each other. One of them's a uh, albino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episodes twenty twenty one. Yeah, so we got to talk about two uh, two twenty and two twenty one at the same time. Uh, so I don't even know what I was thinking, but for my two twenty review, I put Gal Dukat. I hardly know her. And I think I was trying to make some kind of wordplay, but I don't have any idea what I meant. <laughs> and then 221, I put a bad Vulcan question mark. Uh, so I think you would have given these episodes a yes. Uh, yes. I am at, um, I think it's, I think together there are three. So I don't know if that's allowed. That but, sounds uh, fine. Yeah, because they're they're partnered up. But uh, this episode, you get a ton of Gal Dukat uh, hanging out with Cisco, and it's it's pretty good. You okay. can see like all the uh, all the seeds they're laying about uh, Gal Dukat and how he's like the Maquis, who uh, yeah. seem for the rest of season two are pretty prevalent. So yeah, I wrote lots of Star Trek Next Generation references. I think I'm missing maybe. Uh, there's a few. Yeah. There's a few. Odo's Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. I comment that just zipped by. I think the yep. whole episode—it's just like a really well done uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dukat gets results. Kira even creamed her unisuit a bit. <laughs> wow, I don't really know if we're gonna be allowed to say that on t- on podcast, but uh... come at me, commission. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Gal Dukat doesn't fuck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are like, what are we going to do? He's like, I'll tell you what you do. You have 10 seconds or I will blow you up. Yeah. And then Kira's like, boy, that's that's pretty amazing, Gal. For, I mean, wow. you're, you're a horrible man, but I mean, hello. Uh, and then the third rule of the rules. Um, and I wrote, what is Ferengi's history of violence? Uh, so actually, actually, that... Go- that is going to be brought up in 226. Do you want me to address that now? Well, or... I've, got, I've got notes. I mean, okay. Because we'll uh, Quark does uh, talk to Cisco about Ferengis versus humans. So we can talk about that there. Very cool. 
But uh, yeah, the Maquis doubleheader is pretty good. Uh, 222, Memoirs of a Tailor. And I give this a two because it is a Bashir-heavy episode. It's also Garrick. But I think I made a note here, a Garrick episode without Garrick? Nuts. Mm-hmm. So Garrick is like, uh, he he reveals that he has some kind of pain chip in his brain to hold off torture or something. So he's like dying and Bashir's trying to save him. And then the whole time, Garrick, everyone's just like, Garrick's a bad dude. They're like, there's no reason to save him. But Bashir is Bashir. He's like, oh, I'm going to save his life. So I'm a yes on this. Uh, this episode okay. is entitled The Wire. Uh, yep. I, this is a quote. Maybe it's a title of something. Federate or, or it's a qu- something. Federation dogma and human bias. Uh, no, I think that's a quote in the episode. Okay. Which I thought it was like, it, it was like, that's really nice. Cause I like that. This is the beginning of like, or maybe not like there's always been challenges to like federations, power structures there and is. like an authority. Yep. But I guess like, I like the idea of like how the federation is viewed outside of that. And it's getting yep. a little bit more, um, openly critical. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, uh, that TNG where, uh, they come into the bar and like federation yeah. is viewed as like the cops is like, I love, yeah. I, I love that. I wish there was more of that. I'm a doctor, not a, not a hydrobotanist. They try to make Bashir so likable, and he's not. He's just not. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I don't know. Were you? Did you oh, have more? Most of my other notes were just like, I remember the Obsidian Order. I like yeah. that Odo is clearly hard talking about them. What? You. You you have a lot about people getting hard. <laughs> I guess about yeah, people are getting sexually uh, gratified in the Star Trek universe. Since Star Trek is so sexless, you gotta you gotta imagine it's happening. But I think he talks about the Obsidian Order. He's just like, oh yes, uh, and then oh yeah, and then there's also talking about the Tal Shiar. And then I was like, oh, I remember the Tal Shiar because you have to remember the context of me watching this. I haven't I haven't watched like Next Generation since like I don't know the mid 90s and so this mm-hmm. is all like okay. distant memories and i'll be like ah callbacks i remember these things and i'm a yes on this episode that yeah that makes uh that makes a little bit more sense for 2012 jared so i think the garrick stuff in the episode is good i just i don't like bashir and it's like it's a it's a bashir heavy episode so i was like ah get out of here um but it's not bad okay here's one for you jared 223 camera angles three out of four stars wormhole upside down uh crossover yeah that's what i wrote wormhole upside because the wormhole is upside down because of the angles and mirror universe Mm -hmm. if this were fringe the opening credits would be different it's kind of fringy to be very honest it is Uh, of course Uh, so I like this episode. Um, although it starts, it's real gross. Uh, the camera angles there. What is that called again? Is it a Dutch angle where it's like at someone's feet pointing up at their head? Uh, it's, it's like, like well, it's real extreme ball. angles. Yeah, it's very yeah. dramatic. Yeah. This, this is what's what's your rating? Three out of four? I gave it three out of four. Okay. I liked it. I'm, I'm a strong yes. Really awesome episode. Yep. Uh, Explodo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Odo explodes. Yeah. See? Yeah. Changelings remain unknown here too. Yes, so nobody knows where Odo came from, and in this universe, in the Mirror universe, uh, they don't know where he came from either. I totally wanted another five minutes of Coda. 
I think Coda? I like I wanted like an ending. I wanted like a oh, I, yeah. I wanted more like wrap up at the end of the episode than we got. Yeah, they wrap it up really fast. Yeah. Like the whole episode plays out where it's Kira v Kira, and then in the last minute they escape basically, and yes. then it's just over. Yeah, there's no debrief in uh, th- DS9 yeah, world. I think that's what I wanted. But other than that, I think the episode's a lot of fun. It's very good. Uh, mirror Mirror Universe episodes, like, I mean, I think they they're here and there, but I actually like this one because I like how how bleak this one is, and they acknowledge uh, uh, original series. They're like, you know, Kirk, Spock. Mm-hmm. They're like, those are bad fucking dudes, and they're like, we learned from that shit, and so the world's like, real real bad now. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, where do we got here? Two twenty-four Bajorans or something. I don't know. Two out of four stars. I wrote for the collaborator. Yes, they're banging now. Since when? Yeah, good point. Uh, so this is the Kai, which is like the oh, Pope. Yeah, Louise Fletcher mm-hmm. uh, returns here as Win, and uh, she's uh, cranking that gear that she's so good at. Like she's just like. Louise Fletcher as Nurse Ratchet in Once One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was yeah. really good at just like getting under people's skin. Like she mm-hmm. plays that really well, and here is Win. She's really good at that too, and yeah, now she and now she's going to become a permanent fixture of the show going forward as of this episode. She's a good villain. I don't I don't mind her as like yeah. a as a villain. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's good to actually have someone you're just like fuck. Ah, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They uh, and they do like the episode does kind of. And it's not even just this one. They've built her up a little bit in the previous episodes whenever you see them. She does fit into the dynamic really well. And then the Bajor in general. Like, you get a lot. DS9 is about Bajor and Cardassia. And uh, they do build it up pretty well. And, you know, I'm going to say that uh, a lot of parallels to Battles of Algiers for anyone out there who's like, what's Star Trek? (laughs) It's all all coming back, baby. There you go. Yeah. So I got two more for you, Jared. Yes, you do. Uh, 225 Nuremberg propaganda trials two out of four I think you would be a, a yes because yes. it is a Chief O'Brien episode yeah so I wrote yeah it's tribunal this is a yes mm-hmm. what's a hollow cam uh, then music mm-hmm. I wrote music is terribly dull in the 24th century mm-hmm. and nightmarish Kafka-esque Cardassian bureaucracy court system the mm-hmm. ultimate show trial. Yeah, so it's it's actually it's kind of similar to some things we see now and in Battle of Algiers. O'Brien's on trial and he's guilty and and there's not until proven innocent. He's just guilty, and so they have to kind of talk their way out of that. So uh, I I thought it was okay. Uh, I I figured you would have liked it more just because um you're an O'Brien man. So. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got good Cardassian stuff, but it it's not uh, that that Picard brainwashing Cardassian oh, yeah. stuff. No, Ooh, yeah, no, baby, no, 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 no one's talking about Tribunal as much. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I'm still thinking of it is because I watched it like a month or, or two ago, so it's still fresh in my memory. And then two twenty six, the last mm-hmm. you will hear about Star Trek for a month. Yep. Uh, Cisco and Quark go camping. It all started. It stars. all start. It all started with a camping trip. It all started with a camping trip. Uh, I think that this episode ends really strong. The lead-in is whatever, but uh, it it actually ends with uh, 
uh, what you were talking about, the Dominion and the Jem Hadar. The Jem Hadar. Yeah, and uh, I think these are pretty good baddies. They're uh, mm-hmm. and they're. I imagine that they'll pair up well with the Cardassians if it comes to it. Yeah. Uh, well, this is like the beginning of the show now, yep. <laughs> like of uh, DS Nine from this point forward. Uh, mm-hmm. My notes here is yeah, it all started with the Kamen trip. Hmm. Is the imprisonment all just a test? And then, of course, there's who are the founders? Huh. Yep. Jimadar can teleport through shields up. Mm-hmm. Quark serves Cisco. Yes. Oh, so that's what I mentioned earlier. Uh, so Cisco's talking about like being humane and morality, and how the because the whole episode's about like how humans don't like Ferengi because they think Ferengi are cold and calculated. But Quark is like, hey, he's like, you know what? We never had in the Ferengi world, he's like slavery and we never had like Holocaust camps and we never had wars. He's like, we might be business oriented. He's like, but we don't do that shit to each other. So uh, he really kind of like drops it on him. Mm-hmm. Looks him right in the face. And he says slavery. Oh, fuck. That was one of my actual, uh, there's a note I had from earlier where like, I guess like maybe somewhere in season one or maybe in two, there's a bit where like Odo grabs Nog by the ear Mm-hmm. But, like, wait a minute. Isn't that like grabbing a child by their testes? Yeah, because their ears are, <laughs> like, hypersensitive. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, if anyone would do it, it would be Odo. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like, hey, come here, kid. Like, is he grabbing Jake by the dick when, when Jake's acting might. up? Jake's a little nerd. But, uh, so, I, I got to say, while we're on it, Nog... Uh, is way worse than Alexander ever was on TNG. Nog screeches and screams every time he's on screen. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, shut up, Nog. Nobody likes you. No, I, hey, I, I, I like you, Nog. R.I.P. You like Nog? Um, R.I.P. for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Nogsman, but I'm more of a, I'm all, but I'm a big Rom boy. Who's Rom? Oh, see, they haven't gotten into Rom too much. You'll see. Is it? Uh, it's Quark's Rom's brother. Not... Yeah. Okay. He's he's been. Uh, oh, he has been around. He, he becomes day. way more prevalent. Uh, I, I think like probably Rom. season three. Yeah, he's great, brother. He's got a good role. Yes. Yeah. Rom's yeah. good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then my last note is, on this episode is: it really is something to see a starship blow up. You get that, man. The Dominion or the Jom Hadar uh, take out. Uh, what looks like the Enterprise, they trick you because it's like it's docked at DS9 and you're like, holy shit, is this a crossover with TNG? But it's not. It's a different ship called yeah. like the Odyssey or something. Mm-hmm. And they just fucking just blow it up. And you're like, holy huh? shit. And it's like, yeah, it's on, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they they go back. to This one actually does have a debrief. They go back to the station and Cisco comes in. and He's like, I know what's going on. Oh man! Yes. Well, damn. Big, big things. Now I have to put my notebook down here Ugh, for so, an entire month. For an entire month. It's so exciting. Well, hey, I mean, are you gonna, are we gonna do this? Or are we gonna give people what they want? What are what do the people want? Uh, it's November, and there's no more horror movies to watch. <laughs> So I think it's a little matter of a return to a certain space station over the planet of Bajor. Um, well, okay, I gotta pull it. I gotta pull it up here. Uh, so if you, I only have three 
potential episodes to talk about, Jared. Okay. Because uh, I've been a busy boy, mm-hmm. and uh, I will continue to be a busy boy for the next little while. So uh, I might slow down, but uh, I guess, you know, we can hit some three. And this is the point where um, Oliver Granger can jump uh, like 15 minutes ahead so he doesn't have to listen to uh, spoilers. Right, Jared? Okay. So where did we leave off in Deep Space Nine? My last my last review was 2.26, and I had Cisco and Quark go camping. Three out of four stars. The Jem Hadar. The Jem Hadar. Uh, So that was a a good episode, and you you discussed your feelings on that as well. I got my I got my notes here, RJ. Wow, wow. Okay, so do you wanna you wanna just kick into it? Yeah, you 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 lead the way. Okay, 1.01. Uh, or not one, three, but three point. Oh, sorry, three. Technically, 3.01 and O2, because this is a yeah. two-part story. I have I have two different uh, two different things for each though. Yeah. So 3.01, pre-mord Odo, three out of four stars. Do you see what I did there, Jared? Mm-hmm. It's like primordial, but it's Odo. Right. Do you see? Oh yeah. <laughs> what uh, What are your notes on this bad boy? Um. Well, this is a yes episode mm-hmm. that you def- definitely need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went, oh, hey, the Defiant. And uh, in quotes, I wrote, give them what they want, death and war. Because this this is kind of the beginning of the shift of, okay. of Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. This is where it starts turning into the show that it becomes famous for. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, following the Dominion and the Founders and the Defiant, is that? Uh... Yep, it's about okay. it's about fucking blowing shit up and getting into that. Like what Battlestar Galactica kind of continues on, you know, ten years later. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so three point oh one is good. It's like it's just a continuation of now that they have these Dominion people there, and then you're introduced to like the Founders, who are like kind of the elf. Well. You think like the elf-ish people, and uh, Odo is um. So Cisco takes a ship out with some Romulan stealth technology, Jarrett. Which I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, yep. Ooh, ooh. I was like, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> they get fucked up real good, mm-hmm. real good. And then uh, Odo just bails with Kira, and he's like, you know what? I got a real strong attraction to this planet. Let's go check it out. And that's where you see that primordial ooze, man. And it's uh, the, the planet the, the, of the Odos. Yeah, the sea. The sea the, of ooze. Yeah. Sea of ooze. I could, see, I could not remember when we see that at all. Yeah. But I remember when I saw that for the very first time as a kid, I thought it was, like, so cool. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's how the episode ends, right? Yeah. Yeah. They all, like, four or five of them come out of the ooze, and then they, like, they have this similar shape as Odo. Yeah. And they're just like, hello, Odo. And then they, and they the music sting. Uh, I've made a note here: Starfleet security, worst job there is. Yeah, well, there. I'm not gonna lie to you, Jared. A few people die in this episode. Mm-hmm. A few I, people I, die. I, I also follow that up with because we're on TV. That's why they're the worst. Because if security does their job, then you get boring TV. That's true. There's no conflict, Jared. Exactly. So if security no were like if they were presented well, I mean, mm. it's all over with. It's all over with. So that's that is a good read on that, I think. Three point oh two. Oh, here's my. Uh, or do you have more? Yeah, it kind of. My, I didn't break mine down, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure where these things line up. But I wrote Cisco moving his stuff from Earth to the station. Nice touch. Oh yeah, 
because the station is home now for them. Yep. And we also get, uh, so it's been two months at least since the last episode, timeline-wise. Uh, yeah. You you have like, you got a bit of a, uh, like Time a jump? bit of a jump. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like making negotiations with the people from the Gamma Quadrant. Okay. Uh, I've got some here. I got some more actually, it looks like. Odo's ongoing problems with Starfleet Federation Protocol. His autonomy mm-hmm. in place always threatened, RJ. Almost longs for some of Kardashian, Kardashian's laws. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the complicated oh, thing and, about Odo. And I also mentioned, oh, he has a collar now. An improvement. Ooh. Season three is when uniforms get improved. That's what I noticed with TNG. Yep. Season three was when all their uniforms got improved. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you think that's a choice they make? Like, hey, you know oh, what? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's have some bad costumes for the first two seasons of all our shows, and they'll get better. I I would prefer that over the fact that it's like they just had bad costumes for two seasons, and and then they are like, oh, people don't like our outfits. Let's change them. Oh, uh, I I prefer that it was a stylistic choice the whole time. Oh yes. Uh, then I wrote the Vorta. Who are they again? Oh right. I thought they were Bedouins. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to repeat that, but, uh, you know. <laughs> and no one was weirded out by distant, drugged-out Odo. Uh, I mean, Kira kind of. It's, that must be part two. Yeah, Kira picks up on okay. it. She, know, she knows what's going okay. on. Back to you. Tell me. Tell uh, me. So part two of the search, uh, 3.02, I called, uh, or here's my review, just the worst hair, three out of four stars. So we have these guys now, these elfy characters, mm-hmm. and I know 100% that if, if we had – they have like elf ears that go real high, and if uh, people here had ears like this, I know that they would have similar hairstyles, but their hairstyle is it's like their sideburns growed out, growed, their sideburns growed out and then like combed over and into their ears, so their ears are behind their hair, and every time I saw this guy, I was like, I hate this. I hate this guy's stupid fucking hair. I was like, I can't stop looking at it. It's driving me crazy. Is so that, I really is, is that Wayun? Uh, what is his name? He's on the. If you go to IMDb, he is in the uh, the picture of the episode. Okay. Oh, this episode was directed by Horny Riker. Did you know that? Yeah, this is when he starts uh, busting out his directing chops. His chops. Uh, what did you call that guy? His name? Wayun. Wayun. Okay, let me see. Well, because it's a very specific actor, so I don't know. You would know. You should know who this is. This guy is like, I mean, he looked familiar, but he's a he's like the he's claiming to be one of the founders from the Gamma Quadrant and all that. But is it the? I think it's maybe Borath. Is the guy? (laughs) Okay, so we haven't seen Wayun yet. Okay, I don't. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, so this guy's in here. They're doing some more diplomacy, some gunboat diplomacy, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, um, this is more where the Federation is coming in and fucking around, like well, you, uh, like you said. I got a quote here: Starfleet likes the chain of command. And, oh yes, and, and also team players. Oh yeah, they say this is better for the company as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Starfleet has made the decision uh, to give over uh, the station to the Gamma Quadrant, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cisco says, "Uh, uh-uh. 
Let's go blow up the world. So here's my line. Shit, yeah. Cisco acting like a goddamn commander. Hell yeah, he is. He's he's finally like he because I've always heard people are like Cisco, man. He is he's the best. And I was like, this fucking guy who's like, oh, Jake. Jake. I was like, this dude doesn't even know how to talk. Like, why is why is everyone so uh, into him? But uh, this one, he actually shows some uh, assertive kind of control. He's like, I'm going to go do blow this shit up because I ain't into it. And I was like, hell yeah, Cisco. You got to do what feels right, buddy. Oh, yeah. So I also got here. The second part was kind of weak. It doesn't make sense. The Defiant wasn't being disassembled and studied for parts. Uh, Well... That's, I, I guess mean, not. I, yeah. I mean, I never even thought about that until you just mentioned it. No, they just, they're like, let's use it. Yep. Or lose it. Yep. They're like, oh, we have this roaming technology. Huh. <laughs> what? It's like, what the fuck? Like uh, the ability to uh, go into like uh, stealth cover. Mm-hmm. Well. Shooting, I mean, they, shoot, shooting and cover. Shooting and cover. Well, they shield, can't think. Shields up. Yeah. yeah. They can't think of everything, you know? They try, they try, but yeah, not a bad. They, they're not. Uh, these two episodes are pretty good. Like together, they they pair well. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about nope. them? Yeah. Nope. Uh, here's my last one. Three point oh three. Problematic race relations. Two out of four stars. House of Quark. House of Quark. And so I don't mean problematic in the sense where it's what we have here, Jared, is a Quark and a Klingon kind of coming together. And I think that that's, uh, you know, in this Star Trek world, it's like, that's the way uh, there's all this, all these people, they're doing all these things. That's fine. But this was an episode that I found more than ever. I was like, I was like, are these, are these like races of aliens kind of being used as placeholders of (laughs) different current day earth ethnicities of some kind and mm-hmm. i was like interesting so i it was like i I've, I've thought of that before but uh, this one it, it really seemed uh, evident as uh we get quark and he uh he kind of goes to the klingon home planet which they actually name and i was like is this the first time they've ever actually said what it's like chronos or something and i was just like because i've never heard them actually say it they always say the klingon home planet uh... they actually said it in this one Right. Oh. Or I just missed it before. I think you might have missed it before. Um, but uh, I was just like, huh. But uh, yeah, so Quark goes there and he gets down the Klingons for a while. And like, it's pretty good. I, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, there's nothing like overly, or there's nothing bad about it, but it's at this. My, my one sentence didn't take notes while watching. Pretty dumb though. And this was a nope. <laughs> you do yeah. not, you do not need to watch this episode. Yeah. So and that's what I mean. I so I said two out of four. It's, it's, it's like I said. It's it's all about Quark playing off of the Klingons and how they have different like. Uh, they're like Quark's like I know about books and numbers and bookkeeping, yep. and the Klingons are like books are for nerds. Huck pluck. <laughs> and you're like, huh? You're like, I wonder what this all means <laughs> in the in the grander scheme of things. So, uh, I but uh, yeah, it's for. It's definitely not uh, not one of them bangers, those slam slammer pogs that uh, you have to watch. So, oh well. Uh, so hey, uh, tell me about Star Trek. All right, Jared. 
Well, see, now that I remember that next week is a, a big boy, I wonder if I should save a couple no. of these. No. No? Just hit me. Hit okay. me with it. Well, here's the first half of season three, then, I guess. Ooh. So, oh, that's only like the first half of season three. Yeah. You didn't get, you, I, I was kind of expecting there. I think we all were expecting that you finished season three already. Well, I had only seen three episodes last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched another nine. Right. Yeah, but I, I'm busy now, remember? I know, but I was, I was getting the, like, my heart was a flutter that you had done season three. I know, I know. I I think typically I would, but I think this next few weeks I I'm just I'm just a little busy at work, and yeah. you know I'm just not getting enough little Star Treks in. Okay. Actually, this week too is probably uh, I got more than I would have normally, but uh, Andrea and I had to isolate for two days because that's <gasps> the world. That's we're all good. Don't worry. But uh, because that happened, that facilitated me being able to watch nine episodes of Star Trek DS Nine. COVID's good. COVID, well, I mean, COVID has got me where we are now, or else I'd still be in the original season, probably. Mm-hmm. So last time I finished on 3.03, that was problematic race relations. Yeah. Uh, 3.04, uh, let me make sure I'm in the right spot here. You got your notebook? I got my notebook. Okay, 3.04, Dis- uh, Cisco has a dinner party. Two out of four stars. Yeah. So Equilibrium. That is just- Equilibrium. Uh, this is a episode about the Trill, and like so, Jadzia and all of her stuff. Yep. What was this? So it starts with a dinner party, and uh, that's that was my main takeaway from this. But it was all about um, uh, the tr- Dax inside Jadzia and like their previous counterparts and stuff and there was some cool stuff in the episode but i thought on the whole the episode itself was just kind of lackluster mm-hmm. if that makes sense i've got a whole bunch of notes here um really my notes here was not really <laughs> as an episode oh. to watch okay more dax this episode okay. actually led to my small break from the ds9 train i think Ooh. i think i spoiled this one for myself by accident Dax's secret host, who was also a serial killer. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's like the story here. Yeah, I think I knew that. And then I think when I watched it, I was like, I know what this is. And it's like, yeah. oh, they're taking the fucking Defiant to Trill Land, leaving the wormhole undefended? Fuck off. Was this all just for Bashir and Dax's slumber party? Pretty well. Yeah. Mass figure is kind of phantom of the paradise uh yeah kind of yeah uh the generic cave transition and then i wrote in in brackets the guardians Mm -hmm. so chance floating poops in soapy water this scene feels like it has been going on forever since it first aired (laughs) (laughs) ah that was 86 years ago but allow me to give you a detailed history of the specific period on which you are currently inquiring about. There, well, it's brought up to like this doctor. And it's like, well, what about this? And it's like, let me tell you, even though it was like 100 years ago. It was like one of those things. Apparently 86. Apparently. I, I didn't know. I didn't have that detail. I'm curious how Trills discovered they could insert symbiotes into themselves. 
Uh, I imagine they crawled in someone one day, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I wrote. This seems like a great idea. Ah, uh, oh god. And then, nice Cronenberg. Problem with Dax episodes? They are about her symbiote. What's inside her, and not Jadzia? Wow, that's pretty deep for a woman hater. I beg your pardon, RJ. I mean, that, Bobby, that was pretty... Bo- Bobby J. That's pretty deep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it does get brought up. Cisco is the only one who brings that up. It was in uh, the last Dax episode when they're trying to still steal the trill, and his big thing is that Jadzia is going to die and that she is a person too. Jadzia? So, Jadzia, Cisco. He's the only person who stands up for that. But, man, you had a pile of notes for an episode that – my only note was Cisco has a dinner party. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we can agree this is a skip. Yep. <laughs> uh, 3.05. I'm, I think I'm the minority here because looking at the IMDb rating, which I know are notoriously not true, uh, Kira Cardassian, two out of four stars for me, okay. but it's an eight out. Eight out of ten on IMDb. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So this episode is called Second Skin. Yes, it is. My review is, I suppose. Ah, see? Well, we're on the same level again. Mm -hmm. So this one, um, Kira's ship gets abducted. And then, so cosmetic surgery in the Star Trek world must just be laser sharp. Because there's a lot of episodes where people are just other races of aliens. And they're like... I guess it's just me, even though it's like actual physical uh, characteristics that are added, like the Cardassians. So Kira becomes a Cardassian. Mm. And they try to trick her that she has always been Cardassian, that she was never Bajoran. Yep. And that, uh, and they're like, so tell us everything you knew on your undercover mission. Right. Did you have any other notes for uh, this one? I wrote. I wrote. You're right. Quark? Odo, already better than the last episode. Herm, 26 episode seasons are way too much. True. E- empty, meandering character episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote, space is dangerous. Garrick is correct. Uh, look at Kira's lipstick. And uh, <laughs> That's weird. Um Pretty silly concept, done all right by everyone's appearance, but Kira, who is always, almost always on one level. Um, so do you mean like in terms of her character, she's on yeah, one level? Yeah, like she seems very one note, like a lot. So I'd say season two had some better Kira stuff. Like that one episode where uh, the Bajorans are super xenophobic to the Beavis and Butthead planet. Right. That was a good Kira episode because she was becoming what she didn't want. And then another good Kira episode was the one where she goes to the planet with the old man. Um, that's a good episode too. But yeah, there's there's back and forth with the DS9 character so far. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that they have like nailed is probably Quark. Quark is Quark. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. Everyone else is like, they're still kind of like, they're like, Cisco, he's a baseball man, but how much of a baseball man do we want him to be? Did you see all the Cisco baseball things about Biden? No, that sounds good. Uh, I like I, I like this. But I mean, that's that's what sets that's what sets Cisco apart, right? Like Kirk was a sex man. Uh, Picard was a book man. And Cisco is a baseball slash dad mm-hmm. man. Baseball dad. 
Spaceball dad. In exactly. Sp- space baseball dad. Space ball dad. Yeah. What about that? Pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is just whatever. Just whatever. You want another one, Jer? Yeah. 3.06. Jake just dating a 35-year-old? Question mark. Mm. Slash Papa Odo explains equality. Three out of four stars. Wow. So uh, I think this is a pretty good episode. Do you you want me to give you the little rundown? Well, I'll just say the title of this episode is The Abandoned. And, and are you is, a yes or no? This is a yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, so this is, I put out a, a picture of weekend vibes on our accounts on the weekend where a Quark buys a child, which I thought was hilarious uh, as a screen screen cap. Um so in the opening of this episode, Jake is a uh, there's he's dating one of the ladies, like the bartender or like one of the the roulette girls in Quarks, and she's just a legit forty year old lady, like in real life. Yeah. And they were playing it off as she was like twenty and Jake is sixteen. I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, that lady is like thirty five if she's a day. So I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this revamp of Jake where he's just dating like older women? And I was like, where did this come from? So it really threw me off. But then Cork buys, uh, an old ship and he finds a baby. Yeah. Uh, and then the baby has accelerated metabolism uh, and grows up really fast. Yeah. The baby's a gem Hadar. Yeah. It tries to kill everyone. And then it <laughs> runs into Odo recognizes that Odo is one of the founders, yep. uh, a changeling, and then kind of pledges fealty to it, acknowledging it's like, you are a changeling. You are better than everyone on this ship. Uh, and he's like, but I am a Jem Hadar, so I'm better than everyone except you. So Odo tries to raise it, uh, raise the Jem Hadar boy. And uh, his Odo's big thing is just like, he and this is a good Odo episode uh, episode actually because he's like I was a test subject and people thought I was one thing. He's like people think he is just one thing too. He's like and I don't think that's the case. So Odo is trying to raise the Gem Hadar, which is pretty cool, I think. So I actually thought this episode was very nice, apart from the weird B plot, which isn't even like that prominent. It's like five minutes of the episode, yeah. but like Jake dating this older lady. Mm. I was like, what is this? I was like, why is this in here? It's very bizarre. I wanted to so. keep it light. Yeah. What about you? What did you think? Well, so my first note was, Hey, an episode I actually remember from when it aired. Oh yeah. Um, pretty dark ramifications. Uh, I write the dominion really are the anti-federation. Yep. And I wrote that this episode was the anti iborg Yeah, it is. No. Yeah. Which I mean oh, for for, all... for for Star Trek, I mean, that's like that's the that's an upset. It's not all about you can you can uh, reform the Borg. And this is like, no. It's it's good cuz like remember when they announced that episode 2 months ago and everyone was talking about hope and optimism? That's like iborg This one is at the end of it and it's a it, leaves on a real bummer where Odo's talking to Kira. Oh, you you got me? Am I still coming through? Yeah. Okay. Odo's talking to Kira and Odo's like uh he's like, "You know what, Kira? You were right." He's like, "They can't be changed." Savages. <laughs> and then you're just like, "No, they got Odo." Cuz Odo's like kind of like he he was the only person standing up for this little kid. And then he is like, "You know what? That Jem Hadar is a terrorist." 
and then you go whoa <laughs> so well, anyways yeah i good mean episode. i guess the idea though is like well this race is like uh, a petri dish Program. yeah they, they are yeah. like they're they're designed for fighting and there's not gonna be like oh yep. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change it it's like no <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna have to fight it and i guess that's what it sets the it's it's again it's all the slow burn. It's like the re- oh. it's kind of like the return to like how they. I mean, they never really got to do this with the Borg, right? And like they had to like basically yeah. they introduced the Borg and then you don't see the Borg again for like yeah. a year or whatever two years, and then you mm-hmm. see them again. And this is like oh no, this is what we're gonna build the entire show around dealing with this on and off again and building it up mm-hmm. is like because like with the Borg it's like yeah you just have to blow up the Borg and then they even try to soften that idea and be like well maybe we can help the- maybe we can do something with the Borg and now they have like well here's a, something that they can't work around right they, yeah the Federation can't uh, Care Bear stare their, their way out of the problem that's a nice euthem- euphemism for that but yeah. I agree with you um, and it's interesting I'm, I'm, I'm liking the development and I know that you said before this is what DS9 is really about and I like it yeah, I it's, it. it's pretty. Yeah, from this point, like basically, once you get to like the introdu- actual the introduction of yeah. the Dominion and the, mm-hmm. and the various factions of of the Dominion, it's just like kind of they have a trajectory. But which, can, which is nice. I like yeah. it. Tell me more. Three point oh seven failsafe, starring Walter Matthau. Three out of four stars. Wow. I'm just kidding. Walter Matthau is not in this. Uh, but, I was like, uh, whoa. <laughs> Uh, I, I just said fail safe three out of four stars. Uh, this is a good episode. Um, they trigger a defense or like a security thing. It's an on episode called civil defense, civil defense. Yeah. So they're like mucking about in a part of the station and they just trigger something. And, uh, what's his name? Gal Dukat comes on and he's just like, Bajoran slaves. He's like, your, your attempt at escaping, uh, has triggered a lockdown. He's like, if you don't, give yourself up in 20 minutes, everyone dies. And then like every time they think that they gain traction, Gal Dukat's recording comes back on and he's just like, but you're in slaves. He's (laughs) like, we are now going to blow up the entire station Uh, just because to spite you. Uh, And then Gal Dukat actually comes and he's on the ship too. And then he gets brought into the failsafe because even he can't override it. (laughs) What a twist. What a twist. Well, it it was kind of like, he comes and he's like there to make fun of them, and he's like, "All right, whatever, I'll I'll just dis- I'll disable this." And then like, like there's a bigger failsafe above him, and they're like, "I'll do hot." It's like, if you're doing this, you are abandoning the station, and it's like, and we are going to blow it up now. And he's like, "Uh oh." Uh, I actually like this episode. I thought it was good. Yes, civil defense. I gave a yeah, uh, yeah, kind of a Rube Goldberg plot. <laughs> the plot seemed to putter out. <laughs> And then Ducat shows up. Oh man, Gal Ducat gloating is genius. And the punchline to all of it is even better. Man, mm-hmm. the undercurrent to this episode, people fuck everything up. I <laughs> um, write, lol, dead Bajoran guy? Uh... Is there... I don't remember that. Maybe okay. there's a dead Bajoran uh, guy somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, fucking DS9 ending without resolution. Gal Dukat yeah. was just left on the station. Where is his ship and its crew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just there. <laughs> yeah. 
there you go. Yeah, some of these episodes wrap up so fast. There's, it's literally there's no resolution. It just goes to the wide shot of the station, and mm-hmm. then the episode ends. And <laughs> Executive you're like, wait producer. A <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about episode eight. Three point oh eight. Cisco sits like a sassy bitch at the beach. <laughs> slash. <laughs> I can explain that. Slash. An incel alien commits cyber rape. Two out of four stars. Why such a low rating? <laughs> so this planet comes through the wormhole. And they go to like meet them. And they're like these really carefree people. And uh, Cisco's interacting with them. And he's like laying on his side. And he's got like one leg up. And he's just like right beside him. And I'm like, why is he sitting like a girl at the beach? Like, It's like it seems very, very inappropriate for the setting that he's sitting like this. So I thought that was weird. Uh, and then there's an alien who tries to, he, he tries to get quark to make a holodeck version of Kira Mm. so that he can go and rape it basically. Uh, and then Kira and Odo catch wind of this because quark's not very good at, uh, covering that up. So they do some other stuff. This is not a good episode, Jared. Well, I'm right there with you and I've got notes. Okay. So the episode's called Meridian. And I've mm-hmm. got a, nope, fucking defiant, knowing nothing about ratings. I suspect maybe ratings sucked or something. And the solution was people want starships. So now mm-hmm. we get the adventures of the defiant. Uh, warship yeah. on science missions, not at the ready to blow up invading Jem'Hadar's ships that took out the Odyssey. Like, that's like, that's, and if Kira is on board, fuck this. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any sense for her to be there. No, there's no reason for her to be there. And it's also like, um, she, she gets in way in the way the plot kind of, yeah, this abandoning of the show's central conceit doesn't bode well. I knew I recognized that voice. Jeffrey Coombs Combs. Oh, is he the incel rapist? He must be. He must be because he's that or what he's, I know eventually he, he has a regular role on the show as Wayun. He's one of the, um. Oh, Bedouin aliens, whatever the hell they're called. Maybe that. Maybe oh, that's Bedouins. him in this episode. That, that's him, yeah, because it's Jeffrey Combs. I I didn't I did he, not and, realize that. And he's like, well, he's been in like lots of Star Trek up to this point as well. Yeah. But he's like a he's like an ongoing supporting character. Uh, I knew he was in like in a lot of roles in Star Trek. Uh, his character in this episode is called Tyron. Okay, so it's not the character he becomes. He just yeah, shows up over no. and over again. Yeah. Um, I just read as this episode seems uh, full as shit that the Defiant was the first all CGI ship eventually. CGI oh, yeah. begins creeping into Trek this season though. It is hilarious reading the Wikipedia entry on the show. People are, were, really concerned what Gene Roddenberry would have thought. Stresses Gene knew about the show's genesis before his death. George Takai complaining how the show was the opposite of what Gene's vision was. Hmm. Whenever I read people call it dark, I think of Patton Oswald, Phil Collins. Which, like, it's like a reference to, like, people saying, you know, Phil Collins, guy's pretty fucking dark, man. <laughs> I mean, have I you, have you really have you, have you really listened to Phil Collins? It's, it's pretty dark. <laughs> and you go, hmm? so, like DS 9s dark. <laughs> no, not really. I think people need to fucking relax. Yeah, uh, yeah this episode sucks. 
Yep. Yeah. It's like I said when when these ones set me off. I have I had many things. Yep. Okay. Okay. And episode Three nine. Oh nine. Holy fuck! It's horny Riker. Uh, two out of four stars. Oh, okay. Well, actually, okay. I, I, I was between a two and a three. This episode is actually not bad. Uh, and one thing, actually, no, no, this should be a three. Three out of four stars. Because uh, my follow-up comments were fake chin strap and then Gall Ducat one hundred emoji. Um, mm-hmm. So we have horny Riker. Yep. But it's not the Riker we know. It's the other it's Riker. Riker. That's right. And you. You realize this because there's a scene where he pulls off his chin strap because it's a fake chin strap. And I went, whoa. Uh, so, I mean, the setup is kind of what you'd expect. It's like, he is he there? Is he part of the Maquis? You don't know. But Gal Ducat has a monologue in this episode that is like the top of the top, Jared. Because he, like, Gal Ducat gets brought along with Cisco because they got to go try to fight Horny uh, Riker. I just have to say that I'm I'm glad that you're on Team Ducat. Yeah, this he like I I honestly I like his monologue in this episode is a four out of four, so it brings up the episode completely. But uh, Cisco's like tr- like actually kind of getting through to Gal Ducat, and they're like finding a common ground, and because uh, they they're like going after this thing together, and they've had a few adventures together, but uh, so they're going after this thing together. And then uh, Cisco's just like, he's like trying to find out more. He's like, what were you doing before this? And Galdukat's like, it was my son's birthday. He's like, I had to miss it. And Cisco, because he's baseball dad, he's like, well, you know, he's like, kids understand. And uh, Galdukat, like, he starts off with a story about like him and his son and how he always miss, always misses his birthday and his son understands. But then it takes a super hard swerve where he's like, but you know, this year, all my or he's like all my son is gonna know is that his dad made him a bunch of promises and then he had to go deal with Bajorans again because and they took him away from his dad. He's like, and he will grow up to be hateful and spiteful and he's like and he'll have every right to do so. And it's like this <laughs> it's just like this hard curve and you're like, Whoa You're like, Go do caught and you can just like for a minute they trick you, they're like, Oh, he's not that bad and then it's like <laughs> Oh, look at that. He's got that deep, seething pettiness that I do, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is a pretty good episode. All right. This so, one's good. So I got, oh, good, an episode called Defiant because I was like, oh, yeah. Jesus. So, oh, hey, Thomas Riker. Why does mm-hmm. Kira have any sort of access to the Defiant? A good question. Again, it's like, she's, she's not Starfleet. No, she's not. So why the fuck? Oh. Why, why is she like, oh, I can just go on that. You're like, no. It's like it, again. It's, it's just oh, think these things Actually, through, guys. Guys, you know what a good a good point of that too is in like um this whole season they've been talking about how Odo isn't Starfleet and they're trying to limit his roles on the ship mm-hmm. like Starfleet is. So it's like wouldn't that apply to Kira as well? Correct. But it's, it's not probably, not yeah. Uh, Ducat got burned. That must have been him talking with Cisco. Maybe, maybe. But I thought he won that conversation. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not sure why, but yeah, I was listening to this. I went, oh, yeah, but then there's something something must have happened. Uh, damn Obsidian Order. <laughs> yeah, there's talk about that, too. Uh, glad Cisco is consistently against the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Cisco's getting uh, – he's getting his, his role set, I think, at this point. Uh, and then I write, why does everyone want to sit on Tom Riker's face? 
I don't know, man. People think he's really hot. <laughs> they do. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a decent episode. It's definitely worth a watch. Okay. Three ten, Jarrett. Holy fuck, horny Voxana. Also, Jake sucks big time. One out of four stars. <laughs> My notes. Fascination. <laughs> Sounds dumb. Oh, what's this? A Loxwana episode? Pants. And then I didn't watch it. Because, uh, because I know better. This is DS9's version of everyone's drunk and having sex with each other. It happened in, in the original series. It's like episode two of TNG. No. And uh, this is DS9's version of it. At least it happens later in the show. Rather than it like does. in the second episode of the series, yeah, yeah. So this one, like, I even Waxana in this episode, she's not even that bad. She's not in it that much, but it's like she's going through um, uh, menopause. But like, whatever, I can't remember what the name of her people are. Um, but Bezel and Bexel Borps, whatever it is, whatever the Troys are, uh, she's going through like their version of menopause, and so it's like they project their feelings onto everyone else, and she's just horny. So everyone else becomes horny. So we had two horny episodes in a row, Jarrett. <laughs> but yeah, not very good. So let's move on. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Jake is in love with like Dax or something. It's really or Kira. It's really stupid. I don't like this new Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't like old Jake either, but <laughs> 311. Holy fuck. It's horny Dick Miller. Uh, uh, so I my name for him at this time was oh hey it's character actor two one six B five four. Is that his role in this movie, or in this episode? I I don't know. I didn't know who Dick Miller actually was, but I was like oh I knew enough to know hey it's that guy. Right. Yeah. I only know him now because of Roger Corman. Right. Um. Well, I knew him before. This is the part one of a two parter. Mm-hmm. I give this one a three. Yeah. Uh, like both episodes together, I think are a three. Uh. This one, 311, I also had big philosophizing. So they kind of, they go through a time warp. They end up in Earth uh, at a different part of like history, way in the past. It's actually 2024. Yes, it is. Which I thought was like super funny because uh, the screen cap I got, they're like, it's 2024 and it's guys with shotguns. And I was like, hey, look, that's what's going to happen if Trump doesn't leave. Because, you know, Um, but this one had like, so it's, it's kind of a Bashir heavy episode, which I don't really like Bashir, but him and Cisco have a good kind of interplay where this episode they're talking about like police state, politics and poverty and what like slums are about. So it's all about the slum city set up in like metropolitans and like the reason for it and what like why it is the way it is. And I was like, fuck, they're hitting some like some real life marks on this one. Mm-hmm. So I think this first one's better than Part one is better than part two, I think. But uh, together, they're pretty good. So that's just uh, 311 is what I'm talking about. Do you have notes on that? or I do. Both but, but, but all, it's all together. Okay, so my 312 then is, holy fuck, horny, horny Corey Feldman terrorist. But then also, Bashir manspreads the shit out of some lady. So he full on spreads his legs into a lady's face. And I was like, whoa. Like sheer, what are you doing? So, anyways, how is this accomplished? How does he do it? Yeah, she's like on the floor. She's a hostage, and he just like he's like bending, he's like bending down to like help her, but his like legs are like fully like in her face, like this. oh, like, oh, like on her shoulders. It's almost it's yeah. Like, he's it's, like it's, he, it's like a thes press almost. 
Yeah, so it's not like man spreading in a chair. He's like literally in in her personal space. I see. Yeah. Very good. So anyways, what did you think? So, um, past tense, part one and two. Yes. So why are all the principal actors away from the station at Earth with a fucking defiant piss off? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, character actor 216B54. Lol, 2024. I guess the future didn't look too bright in 1995. And is it? It wasn't at the time. Gah, David Bowie. What? I don't know. David Bowie's not in this episode. Was is there, is there someone that looks like David Bowie or some sort of like thing? Well, Dick Miller is here, and then there's a guy who looks like Corey Feldman in an 80s movie. Yeah, I just wrote, he's a I, yeah, I just write, gah, David Bowie. And then pub- I don't know. Public art is still terrible 14 years from now. I'm glad. Yeah. And then I wrote, I'm glad I survived the eugenics war. Uh, I mean, doesn't that sound cool, though? Wouldn't you want to watch a movie called The Eugenics War? And then I, then I wrote in quotes, new boy. Fuck, I don't know. Which, 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 which must be a reference to maybe Cisco or something like that. That was questionable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something, someone gets called a new boy or something like that. And I'm like, why did I write that out specifically? But, like, no, that's, like, not even, like, far back enough where that would be in the parlance when they're in the 50s when someone would call Cisco a boy. So that's the wrong time travel episode, I guess. So I have no idea what a new boy is. Yeah, I mean, this is news to me also. I, I don't know either. You're supposed to pay attention because I've watched this stuff eight years I ago. I tried to. Ah, memories of the passport office. Uh, they're in a passport office, kind of, at mm-hmm. one point, yeah. And then I write, character actor 216C01. So there, there must be two dudes. That must be the Corey Feldman guy. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha, Kira and Miles in their pimp and escort disguises. Uh, well, Kira and O'Brien kind of hop around timelines to try to find them, and they're in different, like, uh, outfits, each time. I think there's a 70s or, or like a late 60s one. That must be the one you're talking about. Okay. Oh, the Back to the Future time travel system. Subspace bubble. There's there's some conversations about that yeah. stuff. Man, Cisco tears a fucking strip out of fucking 216B54. Cisco does some philosophizing in this episode. Mm-hmm. He certainly does. And that's Dick Miller, I think. Yes, okay. Uh, the mm-hmm. Kira O'Brien stuff is appallingly unfunny. Uh, yeah, it's not good, man. And I got to tell you, I know you're a big O'Brien man, oh. but uh, some some of these late later O'Brien episodes with him and Keiko, like one episode, I didn't even bring it up. Keiko like isn't the teacher anymore. Uh, he's like, well, you studied to be a botanist. You should do what you love. And she becomes a botanist. And I was like, what? I was like, where is this coming from? Like. The O'Brien Keiko subplot, I was like, I have no idea where this shit's coming from. It's bizarre. Uh, form a committee equals nothing is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, in quotes, changes take time. Quote, or that is means you and you've run out of time. I don't know. Uh, huh? <laughs> well, we, so, like, oh, episode- oh, wait a minute. Then I write, we are all Clint Howard perving behind Dax, fresh from the sewer. Oh, yeah. Clint Howard is in this. How did you sleep on these things? I, it's well, Ice I Cream Man. Dick Miller. 
Yeah. I brought up Dick Miller instead of Clint Howard. Yeah, he's like a he's like a um, a schizophrenic man who's just like I gotta I gotta get out of here, and you're like that's cool. He's pretty good in this. And then I wrote, yeah, O'Brien's comment about 2042 or whatever being an unprecedented dark period of Earth's uh, time would be a tall order looking through various descriptions given in Star Trek canon. So I guess that just must be that, like, it's not that bad. Well, I mean, it doesn't look that good, it's, but it's, it's kind of good, but it's not terrible. It looks similar to what we got right now. Well, that's amazing. Never been yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, so... so... So you got one more for me? I mean, I do, but I kind of want to save it for next week, just because it's like... I don't... Well, how long you, is the movie for next week? You, it's like six hours long. Well, fuck. I, I might not have any Star Trek next well, week. Well, just, just just tell me this one. Just We'll do this one. 3.13. Kira falls into a rock. Odo is sad. Three out of four stars. Life support. And mm-hmm. I give this a yes. Yep. This is an Odo episode, Jarrett. Okay. Odo. So Kira, Kira and Odo are off planet and uh, because that's what Kira does now, apparently. And uh, she gets like stuck in a rock and the rock starts to overtake her. And then it becomes the Odo show. Uh, there's other stuff that happens in the episode, which isn't that good. But uh, the stuff I really like is Odo confesses his love. For Kira, but then he's also a good detective, and he realizes, wait a minute, something's at play here. Mm. So good Odo action in this one. Okay, so uh, this is a yes. I wrote, she's no Dabo girl, and then it's a wrote, Dabo girl. Isn't that like what they call? Oh, those are the roulette ladies. Yeah, yeah. She's no That's Dabo the one girl. Jake dates. And then I went, oh yeah, Nog, because <laughs> I guess Nog must have disappeared for a long time. Yeah, I remember Nog comes back and he uh, he he pays Cisco to write him a reference letter because he wants to go to Starfleet. Right. Yes. Yep. Because he doesn't want to be like his dad, and he wants to be the first Ferengi in Starfleet. That's, that's cool, man. Yeah. Oh no, not Kai Win. Oh, that's uh the Bajoran priest boy. Priest. Right. Girl. The, oh she's yeah, like, she, she's like she's the the leader. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. There was another episode with the Bajoran priest guy, and he dies. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember when that happened. Maybe it was, that's when I Kai, guess it wasn't. Isn't that when Kai Win took takes over? And there's like that's like the end of the one season. No, he, he's still there though. Oh. He's like an advisor. He like concedes to uh, to her, and then in one of the last two three episodes, he actually dies. Oh, I didn't even I write that down. It. Yeah, it's very huh. doesn't matter. Uh, Kira's new haircut. What? She has a new, she haircut. a new haircut. She did. Oh, huh, maybe I missed it. Bashir is doing some Dr. Frankenstein shit. Uh, yeah, he's always up to some shit. And like, sometimes I'm not, I'm not super on board with the Bashir stuff sometimes. Um, uh, Cardassian construction. You mean DS9? <laughs> That's be some comment that just made me go like, "What are they talking about?" Like DS Nine would be Cardassian construction and uh, something like that. I think there's talk about like the station and then like uh, like Gal Dukat's been trying to get a resident Cardassian on the ship, so it must be like a mix with that stuff. Yeah. Okay. 
damn nurse ratchet just harps on because she's like because because uh, louise fletcher is f- so good as uh a bad lady she is the is louise fletcher the bajoran priestess or is yeah. she the found okay yeah because yeah. there's another bad lady who's like a changeling also oh yeah not her yeah that's a different person that lady's hard to, i i couldn't tell you who that person was because yeah. it's like uh it's got the Odo makeup, and you're like, what is this? Huh. A callback to a season one episode, and Cisco's attitude has changed. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember that, and I just watched this shit. Wow, this is pretty grim. Tholian's brought up randomly. Wonder what a Tholian ambassador does. Remember Tholian's from, like, original series? Right. Yeah, it's like what would the what, what would a Tholian ambassador be? Um, Not much. I also write. I guess the peace treaty is a big deal. And uh, they, they, yeah, yeah. And the Jake Nog friendship is still great. Are you being legitimate or yep. sarcastic? Being legitimate. Well, I mean, Jake. They're always helping each other out. I guess. Because, like, no, people don't believe Nog. Nog wants to go to Starfleet. But Jake stands up for him. Jake does. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are we, are we talking about different episodes? Maybe. I think so, because the episode I think you were talking about is Heart of Stone. Which yeah, is episode... yeah, Kira gets stuck in a rock. Why do I have that as episode 14? Something's fucky on your end. That, I'm, talking, I'm talking about an episode you haven't even seen yet. Yeah, that, that's what I was like. I, everything you said, I was like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Heart of Stone is a really good, important character episode. Nog's first interest in joining Starfleet. Rom's yeah. secret technical genius. Yeah. Or see, Rom. Odo's obvious secret love of Kira. Actually, mm-hmm. fascination, I guess. Even ties back into the Dominion. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was talking about. Hmm. So why do I have life support? Whoa, whoa, 13. whoa, whoa, whoa. An extraordinary measure to prolong. That's the episode that I fucked up. I didn't make a, a note for that episode because it was unremarkable. That's the one where uh, Vedic Burrell goes into yeah, life support. The one I was just talking about. The one you were talking about. I jumped the gun. Okay, that's my bad. I did it again. You did it again. Well, see, look, now you got two for one. RJ, you're you're, you're very, very bad. Well, I mean, sometimes... It's a good thing I'm here to keep you honest. Well, I almost would have figured that out. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) All right, well, yeah, 313, dude dies. Whatever. Two stars. Kira's sad. No one else cares. There you go. Um, RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Other than Juana Man? Yeah. Uh, Jared, I'm going to rock your world for a minute. I didn't watch a single thing because our movie this week felt like it was 50 hours long. Yeah. I think. Uh, but I did want to clean up some of our uh, Star Trek talk from uh, last week. So... I don't have too much new stuff 
for you because I was a little busy. I only have one new episode, but I did because of that shocking mistake that I made last week. I did want to kind of clean this up for you. Okay. So I completely skipped an episode and it was 313. So the one before 311 and 312 was the uh, the back in time episode. That was pretty good. 313, my review was a dude dies two out of four stars. Okay, <laughs> good. So I, I don't know if uh, – see, I skipped it, so I don't know if you had any uh, any Are, notes. Well, I, I told my notes all last week when I thought I know, that's what we were talking about, so I have nothing to add. Yeah, uh, so that was A Dude Dies. Uh, 314, uh, that was the one that I jumped to. Yes. Kira falls in a rock. Odo was sad. Three out of four stars. So I don't know if you actually talked about your notes on that one or not. I did. Because I, I skipped it. You skipped – or you did? Yeah. And here's the one that you kind of talked about, but I hadn't actually watched it yet. 315, the defiant in quote-unquote subspace equals no ending, two out of four stars. So you mentioned the no ending stuff. I, I Yeah, I was talking about like this. That seemed to be turning into a more and more of a problem. Yeah. So this is episode 15, you say? Is it not 315? Well, so I, my note here is this is an episode called Destiny. Yeah. Um, I, I saw, I write here, huh, Nadine as a Cardassian. Uh, Nadine. Who is Nadine? I don't know. Okay, let me pull up my IMDB here for you, buddy. Let me get into this. Uh, DS9. All right. Nadine? Who the hell is Nadine? I've never heard of this person before. I think it's uh, maybe Nadine from Twin Peaks. Oh, as a Cardassian? Yeah. Okay, let's go down to 315. We're on Destiny. Nadine Hurley, uh, uh, or a.k.a. Wendy Roby. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think you had mentioned last week how there was a lot of episodes that just have no ending, and then we talked about The Defiant. This episode is like, it's the, it completely encapsulates all of that, where it's, they're on The Defiant, and uh, it's a Bajoran, there's a Bajoran, like, prophecy that involves Cisco. And three Cardassians. So they're all on board. They're all on board the Defiant. They're going through wormholes and stuff like that. And then at the end of the episode, Jared, there it, it honestly it just ends. Mm-hmm. Two pe- Cisco's talking to uh the new um the new Bajoran prophet, and it's that dude who's in everything, uh Eric Avari. You remember him from Mr. Deeds and the Mummy and a dog's tail oh. patchy. You know that dude? Yes. Yeah, so he is in now as uh, the new uh, Bajoran um, like priest because that other dude died two episodes ago, and I completely forgot because that dude is so useless. So he's in here. He's like telling Cisco that uh, there's a prophecy about three Vipers coming. It's going to upset Bajoran stuff forever. Three Cardassians show up, and then this is the episode that they single out uh, Cisco as the um the emissary so prophets talk about the emissary and they're like we think it's you cisco oh yeah so this is this this is is this is the beginning of the emissary talk yeah 
this is the beginning of the emissary talk because uh, there, there's, we've had tons of Bajoran prophet stuff. We've had lots of all that, but this is the first emissary. So this whole episode is about whether Cisco believes it, and it's him. It's him and Kira. They're not against each other, but Kira's like, I believe all this stuff. I think it's you too. And Cisco makes a point to be like, I don't believe in this. I'm going to do my own job. Uh, so he like tries to go around it, but things keep coming true in the prophecy. And I think the trick, Jared, is if you make it vague enough, you can you can apply things to it however you want. Uh, but so this is what's going on in the episode. It has like kind of a resolution. But then at the end, Cisco's talking to that guy and they're talking and the episode ends. It just ends. And it's done. It, it, and then it goes to the ship or the, uh, the bah, station. Bah, bah. And then the credits roll. <laughs> and you're like, they weren't done talking yet. You're like, why did it just cut away? It's very like, it's like sharp cut. And you're, I was taken off or taken aback by it. I was like, it just cuts away. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. What do, what do you think? Well, I wrote, so, huh? Nadine as a Cardassian. Oh, mm-hmm. Cardassian arrogance. Uh, and then, oh, Kira, you and your wacky religion. It is weird because the prophecies actually make sense when their source would be from a species which doesn't experience time laterally, which they bring up later in the episode from when I wrote that note. Um, I wrote Odo's view on human agenda. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think Odo, well, well, Odo, he's always talking about humans and what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Miles hanging out with a bunch of Cardies. Wow. Yeah. I have a hard wow. time that O'Brien has never run into a cocky engineer and that the first time wasn't a Cardassian or a non-human. Yeah. So especially because as you're a huge nerd, you would know in TNG, Miles O'Brien talks about being in the war with Cardassia and how he hates that they turned him into a bigot because he hates them all now. So like he clearly has had a lot of interaction with them. And like, I I thought that was the reason they put miles O'Brien into DS nine was because he had that history. But in this one, it's kind of like they throw you for a loop a little bit because the Cardassians, it's three, three ladies and it's like an engineer super nerd. And uh, she, um, she like offers herself to, to miles she's like just so you know i'm super fertile and he's like huh he's like i'm married to uh my botanist wife keiko (laughs) that's right and and then uh, the lady gets offended and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. uh anyways so it's like i mean it's like i think it's played off humorous because it's like she's coming on to him whoa but then whatever whatever uh so so that was one episode that I actually got through. And then I have watched half of the Ooh, next episode. Half. So I don't have a full rating or anything like that, but I could speak to it if you want DS9. Well, okay. So this is, uh, I can talk a little bit about it up to a point. So this is an episode called Profit Motive. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, this was, the last two are all, are all yeses for mo- for episodes that you should be watching because yep. they do move the story forward. Despite yes, maybe do. their entertainment value may waver, but it's like, oh, this is actually, uh, yeah, it's it builds on the world in a in some way, like something changes or a character develops. Like there's a yeah. reason for this episode to be watched. 
Yeah. yeah. Based on your binary rating of yes or no, yeah, for sure, those are yeses. And like even for me, two out of fours, those are yeses for me also. Yeah. One out of fours are complete well, skips well, for me. Well, there's uh, I got my other ones. I got you know, sounds dumb, <laughs> and uh, and I think like meh, <laughs> meh. Yeah. So you're almost on a four four star yes. scale yeah. as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've seen enough of 316 Profit Motive to speak to it. I don't have a quippy one-liner for it yet, other than uh, the Nagus, more like the... I don't have it yet. I got to think about that for about seven days, and I'll tell you next week. Uh, but we have the Nagus, and he is talking about the rules of acquisition. And out of, I don't know if you noticed, Jared, but did you see who directed this episode? I don't think so. Rene... Abar Janois. Oh, Odo in the Odo director himself. chair. He's getting in there. So uh, what we have in this episode is uh, Grand Nagus Zeke. He's coming for a visit. I always love seeing the Grand Nagus. Wallace Shaw. He's just he's just cool. He's fun to watch. You know the Grand Nagus. He's got big ears. And uh, he's rewritten the rules of acquisition, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. He's rewritten them. So uh, in this episode, too, actually... Uh, so Quark moves in with Rom because uh, the Nagus comes and then we get a little Rom Quark dispute because Rom is actually starting to stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, in the bar, you can boss me around. You're my boss here at my house. You can't. So we're getting a little build up between them. And then they start reading this new rules of acquisition. And it's all about being a better person. And not cheating people. So Quark's got a bunch of deals set up, and the Nagus comes in, and he is—he's uh, throwing stuff off here, just did a little bit. RJ, did you know that uh, Odo uh, Rene Aubergenois? He <laughs> is in at least five Robert Altman movies. Holy shit! Not Tanner eighty eight though, right? Not Tanner eighty eight, sadly. That's too bad. No, it's too bad. I, I can't wait to see him in Mash. Uh, my notes here. Uh, 100 gross of self-sealing stem bolts return. Uh, yeah, so I have seen that part. So Odo has a deal with this, uh, this lady and she's rubbing his ears and stuff because Ferengis are real freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, she, he's going to sell her some self, uh, sealing bolts, uh, big time price, big profit. And then the Nagus comes in and says, it's not worth that much. That's my Wallace Shaw. Very, very uh, good. Uh, and then uh, he throws it off and then uh, he ruins the deal for uh for cork and he says what am i gonna do with 2000 self-sealing symbols he's kind of jerry seinfeld meets ferengi this mm. cork that's how i describe him mm. yeah so that's curious, what, uh, curious rj curious yeah so i've seen that part what else you got uh huh an orb of the prophets uh, I did see the setup to that. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't and, know the res- resolution. Okay. And my other note here is I'm thinking that Zek is trying to reform Ferengi society so he can capitalize on the lack of competition. That is a pretty astute observation, I think. Unless it's explicitly stated in the back oh. end, which I'll, I'll watch yeah. for now. Or the orb's vision has kicked off a genuine reform for Ferengi society cynicism or optimism i mean how do you view the glass shirt half empty or half full and my last note was love the take on the pilot so i guess you'll maybe see what that means 
Yeah, I I don't remember. There, there must be a, a pilot. It's yet. probably by the end. There must be a callback to the first episode. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that part, but everything else I, I have seen. So or or there's actually a pilot of a ship that hasn't shown up yet. One or the other. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Uh, that part of it yet. However, I'm gonna get there. This is uh this is on my list. I. If I wasn't watching 15 hours of Tanner 88, I would have got some more Star Trek. But we got two. We got two in. Well, I think (laughs) I was looking ahead. Uh, Two episodes from now is... uh, (laughs) Something pretty good? Some RJ. Some RJ stuff. Ooh, good RJ or bad RJ? Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I I can definitely get two episodes in by next week. So uh, looking forward... To that. All right, let's get into some fucking Star Trek then, all right? Y'all bad boys. So we cleaned up last week. I had a little bit of a uh, problem. Uh, I don't know if you saw Aaron, but uh, I mixed up a couple episodes. We corrected it. We got back on track. So the last episode from last week, uh, Jarrett, was 316, which is uh, Nagus Orbs. And uh, I gave that one a two stars after I finished it. It's okay. Not much going on there. Uh, Three... Uh, I said 316, right? Yep. So uh, the next episode, 317, uh, O'Brien gets space cancer. <laughs> I, I'm i going to give this a two out of four, but I think I'm in the minority on this one. So I'm going to see what you said, Jerry. I'm going to guess you said yes. Yeah, this is this episode's a yes. You should watch yep. it. It's called Visionary. Uh, my notes include darts are back. Like smoking? Oh no! It's uh, yeah. They play darts in this one, like actual darts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, humorless Romulans and drunken Klingons, and uh-huh. then I wrote something about ghost O'Briens. Well, that's that's part of his space cancer. I can uh, fill you in on that if uh, your notes don't. Uh, okay. Don't fill uh, in. Yeah. Pretty good sense of humor in this. Mm-hmm. We all hate temporal mechanics. And, mm-hmm. uh, huh, the O'Brien twist is off-putting. Uh, yeah, so there's, so here's the thing with this one. I actually, in TNG, I liked a lot of these episodes, so this one plays with, like, time a little bit. Uh, so O'Brien gets radiation poisoning, so he actually gets space cancer. And then what's happening is he's, he'll be, like, talking to you guys like this, and he'll look, and there, he will be right there, too. And he'll be like, Miles? And the other one will go, Miles? And they'll acknowledge each other. And then he'll be like, whoa. And he'll fall like back in the time. Uh, so what's happening is we got some Romulan action. We got some Klingon action. They're playing with like, I don't know, science stuff. And uh, what it's doing is sending this like weird pulse through and it just hits O'Brien. So he gets sent. uh, He sees like into the future, like an hour and then he gets sent back and then future an hour and then sent back. And each time he's just like, Oh, something bad's going to happen. I was there. And then uh, the one thing I'll give it credit to is uh, they acknowledge it like upfront. They don't deny it. They're just like, Oh yeah, that sounds bad. Uh, Let's figure it out. And so he's kind of popping around. Usually I like these episodes, but this one I didn't really like because he like uh, he interacts with himself a lot where he's just like miles and he's like miles and they're like playing around. I'm I think I said before, I'm not a huge O'Brien guy. Like I find the way he's used sometimes, especially in DS9. I like I feel bad for hating O'Brien. 
Like, yeah. I feel like, like a sense of guilt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'll get these like arguments with myself. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like he's okay. Leave like leave him alone. You know? I I couldn't have put it better myself. Where it's like, there's nothing like bad about him. He's not like Bashir, who I fucking hate. Fuck, he, fuck Bashir. Fuck Bashir. I hate him. He's not bad like that. So it's just like. I just don't find him super interesting. O'Brien, that is. Uh, so he's like flying around a lot. Uh, and what it ultimately comes down to, it's just Romulans, you know? They're just doing their thing. O'Brien, it's like, it's like you're at a party. And there's like a guy there, you know, and you don't hate him. He just kind of gets on your nerves. And this party, this party, by the way, is called The Next Generation. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's, let's go somewhere else. Let's go to another party. And you're like, mm-hmm. fuck, O'Brien's here? He like he left too? He's he's a deep deep space nine now? You like you oh, can't get rid of him. You're like it's like when is O'Brien gonna leave? I'm sure he's gonna pop up in Voyager. I just I don't know that, but I'm just I'm guessing he will just for fun, but I don't know. Cole, Cole Meany's always gunning for that uh paycheck. He he needs money, man. He needs money. Uh but yeah, it's it's an okay episode. It's just uh I think the execution's not as good as like some of the TNG uh, time episodes. So I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Jared. Um, well, with all this O'Brien talk, I can't remember if I've asked you, RJ. I don't know if uh, Aaron's re- read the uh, Chief O'Brien at Work comic strip by John Adams. I have not. It, it, I think it really uh, speaks to this, like, what, what's, what's O'Brien's deal? Well, who is he? What does he do? And this is it's, it's, it's very yeah. TNG uh, based. Uh, it seems like DS9 doesn't exist in the O'Brien at work era because he's always in the transporter room. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the comic where it's just like him waiting for people to like need yeah. to beam back and he's just like just waiting because that's what you do. You would just wait, right? <laughs> but, well, every time they cut away, there he is just on standby to put the slide up. Just on his shift, doing a double. No. It's like Keiko's like, Miles, when are you coming home? He's like, I don't know, man. They beamed down like two hours ago. I'm just still fucking waiting. I can't leave. I gotta be here. Well, I imagine that yeah. like the like the Federation must be like this like very like neoliberal kind of enterprise uh, where yeah. it's like there is no work. There's no hours. Like we don't know what time yeah. is. Like you just always are at work, and it's great. We're all happy. Well, Odo has an internal clock because every 16 hours he has to revert back to his liquid state. Right. So he's got a clock. But, you know, that's where like it's almost like kind of like having the that's only the kind of like the same idea. That's like, oh, our ships crash, but someone's a diabetic. Like It's just like sometimes you might need a reason why Odo has to be removed. And it's like, oh, we'll use that. He can't be a diabetic, but he'll be uh, a goo. We got some of that coming up after, too, Jared. Uh, So. (laughs) So next up, we have 318 Disney presents Bashir. Inside Out, one out of four stars, Jarrett. It's a Bashir-heavy episode. I ain't about this life, man. No way. What about you? Uh, well, this is an episode entitled Distant Voices. I gave this a no. Yes. This all reminds me of the first paintball episode of Community. Bash, uh, uh, yeah. Bashir rocking the Reed Richards, because uh, he's got the, the side temples there. Yeah. Uh, inconsequential. Next. And then uh, I think my I paraphrase OMG Bashir purposefully got that question on his exam wrong. Allegedly, that's what he says. Allegedly. So this episode starts with this like very uh, this lady who is dressed erotically is how I would describe it, and she's coming on to Bashir, and you, immediately you're just like, 
no. No one's coming on to Bashir. This guy sucks. No one's like going to try to pick him up. Uh, and then what you have is like Bashir goes into like a coma and then he's like, Ugh! and he's encountering everyone from the show, but they all are manifestations of different parts of his personality, like kind of like inside out. It's like you represent this part of me. And he's like, oh, aging this like at the, the worst same time. Star Trek episode ever. It's not good, man. And then like this, like, this like ghoulie guy shows up and he's like, Bashir, I got you. You're going to die. And so it's like, it's just his mind battling itself. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, no, go away. <laughs> so yeah. Bashir episodes are like Peterson. Oh, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. A like, little bit. Battling like segments of himself. Sounds like a Jordan Peterson, like thought experiment. <laughs> Oh, he's like fuck. he's like you're uh you're odo you represent this part of my personality and you're like oh, oh shut up i just found the screenshots of it oh my god it's what the, he ages the, the old age makeup oh. the old age makeup and then he's just like Nee-. he's like real old and you're like go away mm-hmm. yeah this episode sucks um 319 ew three out of four stars <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this episode's not bad. This is a mirror universe episode. So we've already had one. And uh, we saw dark Kira, like bad Kira, where she's in charge. She's working with the uh, Bajoran or with the Cardassians. Uh, this one, Cisco goes into the mirror universe. And the reason I said you, Jarrett, is because Cisco beds uh, like three separate people in this. He sleeps with um, Kira. <laughs> Yeah, beds. He sleeps with Kira. <laughs> he sleeps with Dax. And then I think it's implied that he sleeps with someone else too. And I was like, ugh. It's like, I don't want to see Cisco like doing it with all the other people. On types. Yeah. So I, I thought this one was gross. This one also, though, the reason I gave it three is it gets into some like Friday the th- uh, 13th part four type stuff where Rom gets fucking crucified onto uh, one of the doors. And I was like, Oh my God, he's like hammered up into it and he's dead. I was like, there's a crucifixion in Star Trek. Now it's pretty crazy. What about you, Jer? Well, uh, this is an episode until through the, uh, through the looking glass. This is a yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what this means. Huh? Vol fighting brought up again. That... There's like a five minute scene. So Vols have come up twice in this fucking show. Right. Cardassian Vols. And like, I know Vols, they're just kind of like groundhoggy things uh, like in, in our world. So it's like, I think they were trying to like ha- have fun with that. And the idea is that Vols are, they're like the rats on the ship and they're just all over the place. So, That's people, all so, so are they like actually fighting amongst themselves or is there like gambling going on? Like bets and stuff uh... like that. I think it's implied that uh, I think it's that they're fighting amongst themselves, but also people are trying to trap them for for like cockfights, like vol fights. Okay. So I think it's a bit of both. Um, yeah. I expressed some excitement that this was a mirror universe episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirty Bashir, super hot Dax, Rebel Ooh. Rom, Fat Garrick, and then Jennifer Cisco alive. Uh, <laughs> Why did he laugh? I don't know. Uh, Traitor Rom and Dead Rom and Minor Fodder. Ah, Traitor Rom was part of the plan. Poor Rom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a poem. 
Love this show's use of continuity. Yep. So uh, I actually do like this Mirror Universe one because they they're all aware that like there's this the Mirror Universe, the dark timeline. They're aware that there's a good timeline because of like Kirk and Spock in original series Star Trek came into it, which I think is pretty cool that they're like trying to connect this dot into the Mirror Universe. Uh, and then yeah, Cisco goes over. There's like all this espionage stuff. He's trying to uh, recruit his wife, the dead wife, into the rebellion. Uh, but yeah, it's got some good stuff. Um, Dax is in there. Uh, Kira's in there. They're both the ba- the bad versions of themselves. Uh, and then uh, yeah, he has sex with a bunch of them, and it's pretty <laughs> gross. And then Rom gets crucified, and that's pretty gnarly. So not too bad. Not too bad. That original. I love that original series episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is like it's it's cool that DS9's picking it up a little bit. Like I'm glad that TNG didn't do it too much. And it's like it would have been cool if TNG kind of did something similar, but whatever, cuz then it would have been more of a trope, I guess. But uh they're not they're not there's only like there's only been two. I'm on three in uh season 3, so there was one in season 2, one in season 3. I don't know how much more of it we'll get, but uh so far it's been pretty good. Pretty good, Jer. So what do you kinda, what do you guys yeah got a little pin of the uh, mirror universe symbol where it's just like a red earth with a sword through it you know the oh, evil yeah well it doesn't yeah. say star trek on it or anything it's just that right. symbol yeah yeah and that's, I, that's I had a, cool. a jacket or something and somebody <laughs> said to me like what is that is that a military pin and i answered kind <laughs> of <laughs> you're like kind of yes yes yeah, I like that. Kind of. All right, so for you y'all bad boys, I got two more, but it's a double header, so we'll do it all at once, I think. Okay. 320, uh, I have Odo Gehrig Super Friends, three out of four stars. And then 321, uh, we have the Stanley Milgram Experiment in Space. That's going to be a four out of four stars episode, my guys. Whoa. Right, do you disagree, Jarrett? No, no, I'm just like, wow, a four out of four. This was... one's pretty good. I liked it. So uh, I, do you have notes on 320 and 321? I do. Uh, so episode 20 is called Improbable Cause. It is a yes. Uh, I wrote, ah, Garrick is now trying human literature. Um, <laughs> Garrick, Garrick seems okay considering he was inside an exploding store. <laughs> yeah, he got exploded in yeah, he... uh, part one. Yeah, okay. Garrick's view on the boy who cried wolf is actually sound. So what it is, is uh, Bashir tells Garrick the story. It's like, have you ever heard of the boy who cries wolf? He's like, no, I haven't. And he's like, well, here he tells it. And then uh, Bashir's like, the moral of the story is not to lie. And uh, Garrick's like, no. He's like, the moral of the story is never use the same lie twice. Mm. That's awesome. Yep. And so it's like Cardassian loss, uh, logic is really good because they're so like evil. They're not even <laughs> evil. It's just like schemey. Schemey. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. So he, he's got a really good line in that. He's like, no, you just he's like, it's not that you shouldn't lie. Just, you know, you got to be creative with it. I like it. I, th- I think it's nice. Mm hmm. Yep. What uh, else you got? Tal Shiar, Obsidian Order. Starfleet doesn't have an SS question mark. Uh, so it's, so there's, um, what's going on in this one is, uh, Cardassian people are dying and they're like 
previous uh, people like Garrig that were involved in the military and somehow, and then the Tau Shiar and then the Dominion, which is uh, Romulans and Cardassians against uh, the Gamma Quadrant. And so th- this is deep Star Trek <laughs> shit. The Gamma quad- Quadrant, which is the founders, the other shapeshifters and the Jem Hadar, the terrorists. Uh, it's like, it's them against them and they're taking a fleet through the wormhole uh they're overstepping the federation because they're like we're gonna go take care of this shit you can't stop us that's what's going on i i I just feel like uh it's it's strayed so far from gene roddenberry's original intent rj that's what people say say. (laughs) go back to optimism and hope right jared that's right uh then i other thing i wrote here is is this the first appearance of odo's informant uh yes it is so odo has the cardassian informant and he's in the shadows for most of this uh i don't i can't remember who it was i don't know well, if I've seen I, I, I think it's it's the guy it's a guy from the wire i i guess is all i wrote here something like oh it's the cardassian from the wire lance reddick sure it probably could be. not I, I don't know yeah. uh Fair. and then for episode 21 the dais cast a yes seeing a whole fleet of starships in star trek is always kind of cool Yes, will I will I be sick of it come season seven? Maybe. Uh, ah, a torture episode. Oh, RJ, that's that's why it's a four out of four. You sick fuck. Mm-hmm. Commander yep. Eddington is a real heel. Uh, at the twenty-six mm-hmm. minute mark of Odo trying to change would make a good gif. Uh, uh he's like, okay. So, do you want me? You finish. I'll okay. I know. Okay. I know the scene you're talking about. Man, zombie Odo is disturbing. Hmm. Yes. Wouldn't the founders move once? You know, the Federation found out where they lived, and then, yup, pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. So this episode's really cool. So the Romulan and the Cardassian guys go through to try to take out the founders. That's the other Odo guys, in case you don't know Double A. So the other shapeshifters. We find out that they're like they're in charge of that whole quadrant. So they're going to try to take him out, and uh, Odo is on the ship uh, with Gehrig, and uh, the Cardassians are like, we got one of them. Let's torture that fucking guy. Let's see what happens. So they make this device where Odo can't shapeshift anymore, and uh, the gif you're talking about, they turn it on, and uh, they're like, oh, Odo, don't you have to like revert back to your liquid state soon? And he's like, yeah, I do. I'm going to do it. And then they turn it on. They're like, try it out. And he's trying to, and he's just stretching his arms. He's like... he's like trying to stretch him and he can't i think that's what you're talking about maybe uh so then what happens is because they're like have you ever not turned back in the liquid he's like no i don't i've never done that so there's been times where he hasn't and he starts to melt but this one he can't change so what happens is instead of melting it's like have you ever got mud on you and it dries and it like flakes yeah he turns like super dry and all of his skin starts to like flake back it's actually like a pretty good like uh like practical makeup i was like i like this it's good it's spooky mm-hmm. spooky jared so they torture odo for a bit and then they're going to planet and so like you said they're like wouldn't they have moved they did and it's a elaborate trap and they blow them all up they all die except for odo and garrick they're the only ones who get out of there for now for now so that's uh, that's where I finished off. I, I hope you got some enjoyment out of that uh, double A, just because you know, <laughs> this is part of the creeps experience now. I, I someone was like, I heard you have a Star Trek podcast. And it's like, yeah, we talk about Star Trek and soup and chili, 
And once in a while, a Criterion film, but not often. I do want to watch Deep Space Nine straight through. Yeah. It's just I got to convince my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'd say it's it's pretty good. It did take me um, the first season I wasn't sold on it. Uh, especially See, yeah, that's what I'm afraid. Yeah. It's gonna take a while. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's I've a... seen the show. I know the characters are, and I know there's something called the Dominion Wars. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm willing to take the dive. I know some people say it's the best Star Trek. That's what they say. I haven't gotten there yet. So, like, definitely for me to come in right out of TNG, uh, the first season of DS9, I was like, hmm. I was like, TNG's better. Uh, but now getting into 2 and 3, like, um, DS9 is growing on me. I, I can like I'm seeing I'm starting to see why people like it as much as they do. So it's and I'm a Voyager it's... apologist. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, fucking Tuvok. Yeah. <laughs> Voyager takes a little time to pick up too, but when it does, it's got some pretty classic episodes. Well, I'm gonna do it, and uh, I think because uh, Jarrett stopped, Jarrett never finished DS9. Yep. So I think when I get there, he might watch with uh, me. Uh, that's that's the plan because I'm that's like, plan. but halfway through season five, I stopped yeah. and then. So these uh, so these notes of yours. These, these notes, old, my notes like are like eight, uh, eight, eight years old. I I I have them in a sketchbook. See, they, and came, like, in, they came in use. They, that, I mean, I was because I was wondering, I'm like, you know, I should like write like an episode guide. I'm for like. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Like again, lists and like compulsions. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking do this. And uh, do you now... buy the same kind of notebook? Do, do they match? Are they on a shelf? Or is this uh, like? It's, it's actually all one book. It's just like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what the format is. It's like it's like one of these types of like coils. And I don't know. Well, that's for Deep Space Nine. That's the DS. Like, I had. A, well, what I had about a your con- other lists and notes? Oh, uh, most of the, this is the first time I actually wrote one out by hand. I. think think for like since i was like a kid with before a computer or whatever but yeah this is like this is a unique thing i haven't done that before ever for like a show it, i mean now i have letterbox where i just it keeps track of all my movies um i had word documents and stuff like that that i just typed into endlessly my desktop is a nightmare um people always say what's wrong with you i'm like i don't know it's it's just how i keep track of images every once in a while about every eight months i do a clean and everything gets put into a one big dump folder and i find images i'm like i'm really glad i saved that because that made me laugh again or i'm like i completely forgot about this or some weird news story that i just screen cap so yeah it's a compulsion hey well you know call me when you start printing okay that sounds good (laughs) print that stuff up but yeah, I, we'll get to Voyager, and then maybe you'll come back if you want to talk some Voyager stuff. We'll see. It might be like months from now, or it'll surely <laughs> be months I, from now. Surely, hopefully, no less than a year from now. Because you're not even done season three yet. Um, I know. I slowed way down, right? One, one of well, our... how long TV shows used to be, uh-huh. like actual network yeah. TV shows. Yeah, like 20, forty-five six, minutes long minute, uh, episodes. It's fucking nuts. Some yeah. of these ones are 53 minutes, Jarrett. Some of them are 45. A couple of them were like 53 or something like that. They're big, and there's 26 of them. But I think there's a false sense of that because I watched TNG in two months, two or three months. And so. Damn. But I had nothing to do. I was <laughs> sitting at home. Fantastic. Coronavirus. Well, that's, that's it for the DS9. Hey, you ever heard of Star Trek Deep Space Nine? <laughs> yes. So I did a little bit of watching, not a ton. Okay. I watched 
One, two, three, four, five. That's it? Well, it's the rest of season three. So we can cap off season three. I told you. I'm a little busy. Uh, But mid-January, expect a a big upswing on my watching, okay? So you just got a month to wait. That's all. But at least I got... At least it's not no DS9. That's, that's true. So last week we finished on three uh, twenty-one. Yep, that was the good episode yep. with uh, the torture because mm-hmm. torture in DS9 that, is a well, staple. Well, torture in Star Trek is like RJ's favorite thing. It's so well done. <laughs> I don't know why it just is, and you know I don't. Were people complaining about like you know how people say Deep Space Nine is like not in the <laughs> the the sense that Gene Roddenberry. Gene. No, you don't. You, you can just call him Gene. Yeah, you know they're like it's not what Gene intended. Did they? Did these same people say that about the TNG episodes that were also torture? Mm, well, because I think it didn't become omnipresent. Where like DS9 has done like three episodes, like three torture episodes. Yeah. Well, it's Cardassian based. Three, the it's, well, it's three seasons, three episodes, three seasons. That's a that's a high. Well, average. and they're the ones who did it in TNG as yeah. well. That's right. But anyways. That was our our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, so now when, we're on. When, when did they start busting out the ball torture? Uh, I don't know. That could be. I don't know. When does when does Worf appear uh, in DS Nine ne- ne- next season? I believe. Holy shit! I, I think RJ he's there. Episode one of season four. Spoilers, buddy. <laughs> he's right. He's right there. I can't wait until Alexander and Nog and Jake do things that I want nothing to do with. I can't wait. Love it. But you want to hear about 322? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, here's my review. Where the fuck did this goatee come from? Oh. <laughs> Slash steampunk Cisco? Two out of four stars. Yeah. So uh, tell me your thoughts, and then I can mm. I can recap the episode for you. So this is episode entitled "Explorers." Uh, yep. My review is, eh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, Lita, huh? Hubba. Hubba. H- Lita, huh? I use my notes. Lita, huh? Hubba? Question mark. I don't. I don't... You got some weird stuff going on. There was side plots with like some Bajoran shit in here. Okay. But the big thing is that Cisco has a goatee now. Oh yeah. My next note was Cisco's goatee. It begins. So it's it is addressed immediately in the start of the episode. And then so like really strange. Cisco uh and Jake go sailing. They go space sailing. Yeah. And like, oh, this, is yeah, a, this, this is a full steampunk episode. Cisco makes a spaceship with sails mm-hmm. that they like unwind. And then they're just like sailing along. And it's just, I think it's supposed to be a father son episode, but like at the same Buddy, time, so you, let me tell you here. So my notes okay. read, um, so with Cisco's goatee, it begins. Also, Cisco has found a Michael Scott-like attitude toward life, uh, like a Chris, yeah. like a Chris Claremont's X-Men baseball episode. Uh-huh. Uh, only doable when the characters are established as they are. So it's like, it seems like it's it's a long, deep one. Where this is kind of like a one-off. Where you're like, oh, it's just the characters hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And then I wrote uh, in quotes transporter credits. Uh, I think they. So there, there's talk of like transporters and stuff like that, and then like the the route they take, it's like Bajorans to Cardassia or something like that. I don't know. There's a, there's something like they make a point about how they're doing it by like old style with like solar uh, sails, right? Or some shit. Maybe that's what you were talking about. I think so. maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that's a it's a very bleh episode. You go, eh? Who cares? You know what I mean? And I I guess I mean yeah I I vaguely remember this. And so that also my final note was Cardassian fireworks. So like, so the reason they go on the trip is because it's like symbolic of the first Bajoran trip, and I think it's where the Bajorans go to Cardassia, like on a spaceship, which I feel like wouldn't be cause for celebration because then Bajor uh, Bajor gets enslaved by Cardassia. Uh, but in Cardassia, it's a holiday. So when Jake and Cisco arrive, then Cardassia has fireworks out into uh, the solar system. This is what's happening. Get Jared. Uh, 3.23. Huh? No rating? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how to rate this episode. I want to hear. This is a very strange one. Let me hear what you think. Okay. Well, I wrote. So this episode is entitled Family Business. Yes. I wrote, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Rene loves funny episodes. Uh, uh, Odo. Yeah. And then it's like, an entertaining episode, Jeff Combs, Ferengi Homeworld, Times Were Had. Yeah. Okay. So I had a wait, what? Because there's some, there's some weird stuff in this. The episode, if I was to rate it, I'd say maybe a two out of four or something like that. It's not bad. And there's actually like, there is actually some great dialogue between Quark and his mother in this episode. They mm-hmm. talk about like, uh, it's all, so it's all about like Ferengi women because uh, their Quark and Ram's mom is making profit, which is illegal in uh, Ferengi, like the home world. So they go to like see her to see what she's doing. And she's like setting up a business on herself. And there is like, there's legitimate great uh, dialogue scenes between Quark and his mom about like men and women, you know, gender issues and like roles and stuff like that. Lots of smart stuff that I can't comment on, but I, I thought it sounded good. I was like, this is very interesting. But then there's also some complicated stuff in there. Like one of the things about Ferengi women is that uh, they're supposed to be nude always. Yes. So it's like one of the things in there. And I was, I've never seen that before. If it was ever brought up in Star Trek. I thought I it was, brought, it was never brought up in TNG. It, I there was uh we've never so there was a Ferengi lady in a Deep Space Nine episode last season, but she was pretending to be a man. But oh, they never really brought man. up that she was wearing clothes. I thought see, I thought that for sure had been brought up at an earlier point because like I thought there was a whole thing about like ah oh, you you these humans they they let their women wear clothes. <laughs> see, they might have said something like that, but I might have I might have just missed it because Ferengi say like lots of wild shit mm-hmm. but this one you actually see because like the mom is just naked all the, or like she wants to wear clothes to be, yeah she and, wants and, to wear and because yeah they turn their because uh quirk and rom is that what because it is she's wearing they, 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 they turn their eyes because she's wearing clothing they're like oh yeah <laughs> it's yeah. how indecent it is it's yeah. indecent 
Yeah. I uh, so yeah, there there may have been mention of that somewhere, but I didn't realize that. And so when I watched this episode, it really caught me off guard. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is going on here? What is up with uh, this stuff? So that was bizarre. It's a, oh, the episode. It's got like a couple really good scenes in it, but the other stuff is, it's okay. Also, Cisco makes a Hungarian paprikash, <laughs> which I thought was fun because Andrew makes me paprikash at home. You ever have some of that, Jared? It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Do you have anything else to say on three twenty three? No, that's it. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's just a comedy episode for the most yeah. part. Uh, three twenty four, Space Farm Rebels, two out of four stars. This is a uh, Kira Bajor uh, Rebel episode. Oh, this is this is a Kai Win episode. This is a, also a Kai Win, and like Kai Win is good in it too, but. Uh, yeah. Let me hear your notes. I'll tell so, you. So, uh, Shakar is the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a yes for me. No, Kira, he wasn't assassinated. Is a quote. Uh, it's still about that dude who died last season that right. I forgot died because I thought he was so inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Kai yeah. Wynn coming at you. Duncan Regeer. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Lethbridge's own. It's, it's, it's Crusher. Oh. It's Crusher Ghost. That I di- I didn't realize it was the same guy. No, nope. Creepsville native again. Again, unbelievable. No, nope. for another uh, Dracula himself from Monster Squad, written, written by Shane Black. Um, wow. So the Pope is going to be the head of state too. Great. There is there's an issue with it that becomes evident mm-hmm. later. Uh, Bajoran Piney. I don't know. So that's Piney from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh. <laughs> there, so this episode, uh, Kai Win is like head of state now, and uh, she wants Kira to go talk to the rebel. Like they're farmers, but they were freedom fighters with her. And she's talking to them, and it's like all the other leaders of like the rebellion. And one of them is a dude without an arm, and he's like a real, he's like a bigger grizzled dude. And they're like, people always ask me why I don't want to get a fake arm. He's like, I tell him I'm a farmer, damn it. And he's like, I make my own work. He's got like this big long thing. He wouldn't, like, he wouldn't wear a mask, would he? No, this guy's all about uh, rights and liberties. That's right. Dag yep. nabbit. Dag nabbit. So I think that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, that win. Just a horrible, obvious monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then it was like, fuck, now Rawls. Because now Rawls from The Wire shows up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he is a Bajoran and uh, he is uh, the opposition to uh, Kai Wynn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's the Bajoran world stuff. Yeah. And some of those episodes I think are really good. And then there's ones like this where you're kind of like, yeah, you're like, I've seen this before already. Kind of with Kira. Uh, 325 body swap theater. One out of four stars. <laughs> um, facets. Facets. Uh, eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes are, huh, Lita, more than how many people? Uh, is that close to Dax inside of three episodes? Uh, so what's going on is Dax is doing some kind of weird uh, ritual for symbiotes where it's like, all of the past hosts, their souls or spirits get like put into other people that she knows so that she can interact with them in a sense. Okay. If that, 
So like all of her other hosts Mm -hmm. go into someone else's body and it's like fine for the most part until uh, the last one that Cisco was best friends with that, that soul goes into Odo and it's got a weird reaction because of course it would, because Odo's not like, Odo's not like a, he's he's a goo. Yeah. He's goo. And, uh, and then they want to like, the Odo thing wants to stay. It doesn't want to change back. And like, that's all this episode is. It's just Dax like talking to herself. And I thought it was real boring to be honest with you. I was like, who cares? I made some note that I guess episode 22 and 24 take place at about a month each or so. Uh, yeah. They just, they seem to potentially. Yeah. Something like that. I was also like, was keeping track of the timeline of these episodes. There is mention of like between some of the episodes, they're like, well, that happened like months ago. And it was like a couple episodes back or something. So I think you're onto something. Okay. I guess Jadzia and Joran aren't at peace as it seemed back at the end of episode four this season. It's so I'm, I'm finding that there's some inconsistencies with Dax they're like I I th- I feel like they don't know what to do with her. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like sh- there was like there was that episode where she was like training the other host and she was like real fun and wacky and you're like oh is this what Dax is like? But then she's not in other situations and I'm like I don't know I I find Dax is it's like I said I I don't think they know what to do with the character so there she's just there right. Um, in quotes a root beer. Nog orders a root beer because mm-hmm. he gets uh, he gets uh, admitted into Starfleet and he goes, uh, Uncle beer. Quark, get me a root beer as they drink at Starfleet. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly what Starfleet cadets would be fucking drinking. Well, probably they're all huge nerds. Exactly. Right? It doesn't get much nerdier than root beer. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Rom manned up. Yeah, Rom stands up to uh he this season he's been standing up to a lot of people. Uh Quark tries to sabotage Nog going to Starfleet because Nog would be the first Ferengi in Starfleet. And then uh Rom is like uh-huh. brother, brother. He says, Not today, brother. You're not gonna do it. I won't let you So uh Nog does get into Starfleet. Good for good. So for I, Nog. I have a bad feeling now that Nog is gonna be leaving, but then Alexander is going to be entering. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Oh, then I then there's another line. There's an old man who loves me inside of me. And to which I wrote, creepy. <laughs> see, this is what I was talking about when I, I first started DS9. And I was like, Dax seems like old man. A, prog- a progressive character because it's like old men in the bodies of women and like things like that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not like real smart in that kind of things, but nope. I was like, I feel like there's something to this mm. and that's no. all I'll say. Okay. I feel like there's something to that. What it is. I can't say, but there's something there. <laughs> there's something. Right, that's right. It might there's be, something. it might be horrible too. It could be. I don't know. That's why I'm not saying one way or the other. I just, I feel like there's more to the story. I don't know. Okay. I watched one more episode, Jared. I saw maybe you put your notebook away, but no, there's no, one more. I, I just set it down a little bit lower. Oh, okay. I still read it. 326. More like Star Trek Defiant Spaceship Always. Two out of four stars. <laughs> so instead of, you know, DS9. Oh, wait. Always. Why did I think that was going to. I completely botched my joke. 
I was just trying to make a DS9 joke, and I put always in there, but it was supposed to be something with an N. So, like I said, I'm not one of the smart boys. Uh, so, this is a defiant episode uh-huh. because that's all the show is now. Uh, it's also a The Thing ripoff. Oh, okay. So, my notes read slightly Captain Cisco, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't like this ambassador fella. Seem shifty. And so is Bashir. Changeling. Mm-hmm. Is this some The Thing action? <laughs> Ding. Mm-hmm. I write and these then, notes as I watch. There's blood tests in this one too to determine oh, yeah. who the shapeshifter is. So it's definitely the thing. Uh, it's okay, but it's like I think it's I, I'm starting to get the thing that you had like last season. I was like, why are they on the Defiant so much? Well, it seems like they haven't been on the Defiant for a bit. They like, haven't for a while, but like only four episodes before, Cisco and Jake were on the steampunk ship. So right. they're leaving the station more and more. Which is fine, but, you know. There were some other things about this. Did you, was that it for your notes? I have a few That's things. That's it. That's it. So there's a there's a, a, a shapeshifter changeling on the thing. And, like, he can perfectly replicate uh, how humans look. He doesn't mess up the ears and eyes like Odo does. And they, like, address it. But then when he goes reverts back to his like humanoid form, he has the ears like Odo does. So this is real nerdy stuff. But I was like, I don't understand. I was like, I don't get it. So like, because Odo has the ears like that because he's like, I can't perfectly replicate a, a humanoid. But all the other changelings also have that. Is that like their default setting? But they can make the ears if they want. I was like, that's very confusing. And then I was like, wait a minute. Is Odo a sleeper cell in the organization? Because I feel like that's what they're building up to. You know what I mean, Jared? I don't know. But I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, this last one, I was a little bit mixed on this, uh, these shapeshifter changeling things because it's like, uh, I don't want them to only, I don't want the show to just become like a uh, secret invasion marvel style where it's like can we trust anyone i think that's what it's going to i'm not sure like we'll see sc- how like scrolls yeah yeah because that's because like right the way the episode and the season ends odo's like they told me that they are everywhere and they cannot be stopped and i was like is this the scrolls well i mean it adds to the paranoia of the like the darkening i guess of the star trek universe because the idea is that they're all oh, they're everywhere. So it's an, another element, I guess, to how how you know an enemy force would, would they wouldn't just be like space battles. <laughs> Why like, not? Like they would have like they would infiltrate and try to destabilize, and oh. like they, they would actively like try to undermine. Like the Federation is pretty large and uh, right. is in charge of that whole quadrant pretty well by default, and so it's like yeah, let's undermine them. And you would do these sort of like subterfuges and. It makes sense. It's, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more thoughtful than what you were get, probably getting in your Star Trek up to that point. Because it was always very sure. very episodic, right? Like, there is no mm-hmm. large storyline, even in Next Generation. There was, like, the Borg showed up, and, but there was, mm-hmm. no, there was no big stories. Everything was just like, oh, characters disappear for a while, and then they pop back up. But there was no, like, big thing. I guess there was a little bit with the Klingons, I guess, the Klingon Romulan stuff, but it never was a like a bit. it was so like minor. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> Where now it's like the now that is the main thing, which for television at the time 
uh, and Babylon 5 was doing it to a much higher degree, but it looks like crap. Babylon 5 does? Yeah. I don't know if you've... Babylon, like, I mean, maybe, like, it's aged into itself where now, it, like, it you can enjoy it ironically. But it, like, it looked bad a long time ago, and I can't imagine it looks a lot better now. I'm sure there's someone listening to this who's a big Babylon 5 I would, person I would who love could to, uh, I would, chime in. I would love to hear from a Babylon 5 fan. Because I know people, like yeah. they love it. They like that J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah, people like J. Michael Straczynski almost as much as they like the scrolls. Almost. It's... All much. Oh, yeah. Remember remember the scrolls in uh, Captain Marvel, the uh, the movie that came out a couple of years ago? Nope. They're in, they're, they're in that, Jarrett. Holy shit. That's right. But the refugees, aren't they? That's yeah, the, that's, that's that's the twist. Yeah, and Ben Mendelsohn is the scroll. Mm. So your, like, your your favorite. Yeah. Yes. So that's it for you, huh? Yeah, that's it. So uh, you want to hear about DS Nine, Bucko? <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna give you five episodes. Five. Well, I watched a bunch of Mighty Duck movies. Oh my which god. Which I also. I thought the Mighty Ducks movies were Christmas movies, but they are in fact not. No, they're just they're just because it's on a ice rink doesn't mean it's like winter. I thought it was a Christmas movie, but it's not. Isn't it? Is it? Is was it set in a cold climate or is it like Anaheim or did they, they didn't know that part Minnesota. yet? Minnesota. 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 It's pretty cold there. Yeah, it's pretty cold. And we thought West Ed was in there at one point, but it was a uh, Mall of America. Ah, yeah. So, well, which is like the other gigantic mall. It's kind of like West Ed. It's. it's so, yeah. Spe- speaking of industries that might go away one day, and people will be like, "It's really sad that malls don't exist." It's like, well, is it? We'll be okay. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. There's actually so there's like a some compilation on YouTube um, I came across where it was just like footage of malls with mall wave because there's always something wave and mall, uh, mall wave. It's like the sort of music that you would hear in a mall. And it's like an approximation. Okay. It's like going for that that vibe, RJ. And it was just a this. Vibe. It was just footage of like from camcorder dads that were just like, "Golly, we're going to film in the mall in 1994." I just got the camcorder. So let's we let's go to a mall we haven't been to out of state and let's just film it. But now this is like archaeological gold. Because now people like find these these tapes and they find this footage that's on uploaded places wherever, and they just set it to like mall core. And uh, see, I, I'm not sure if it's mall wave, mall core. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, up to it. I'm not up on my like terminology. Yeah. Um. But the people in the comments, holy fuck, they're the saddest pieces of shit in the world. Yeah, <laughs> they're like life, life's never going to get better than this <laughs> like come on and then there's well, like stories that they're telling you're like oh fuck like here you are writing shit on youtube <laughs> like it's pouring out your guts oh <laughs> so fucking sad they say never gonna get better and then they pull up the footage of west ed and then they're gonna be like wait a minute is there dolphins in this mall and then nah, you go oh the, I don't, are, the, are, the, are, the, are those are those still there are they still there no no not anymore but they used to be what did they do with them after they were done what do you think man sold them off to the japanese they know what to do with a dolphin whoa i was gonna say to the hooters for chicken wings the, okay well no you've seen the cove haven't you 
Uh, no, I know, I know, I know all about the horrible industry that animals are used involved and involved in. Neat, I don't need to see neat. anything more about it. Yeah, that one's that's a fun ride. Yeah, you know what else is a fun ride? Deep Space Nine. DS9 season four. Ep- episode ones and twos. Yeah, so here's the thing. IMDb is wrong. IMDb has the first episode as episode one, but it's a two-parter. Hmm. And it's not one long episode because there is a to-be-continued in the middle. So it is actually two episodes. They were maybe even aired on the same night, I think, Probably. is why it's claimed as that. But IMDb only has 20. It has 25 episodes is... for the season. Yeah, it so should be twenty six. Was this the f- was there an, a season of just Deep Space Nine with no TNG, or is this the first season where I had to start doing the heavy lifting? I think this is the first season where TNG is gone. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, seasons one to three. Uh, it was in unison, and then uh, I think this is the first season TNG is gone. So, okay. but I just want to point out for because my episodes I have four point oh one, which is part one of the season opener. And then 4.02, which is part two of the season opener, which is going to be different than what IMDb claims. I just okay. want to make that clear with you. Okay. 401, Wharf. Three out of four stars. Okay. Uh, my only other subline is someone says everyone is fine, really weird. And I remember it's Cisco's girlfriend. She goes, everyone is fine. And I went, how the fuck is she talking like that? Maybe, maybe, she never... maybe it was uh, Netflix skipping on you. It could have been. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. She just says it like that. Okay. So this is the way of the warrior. Uh, do you want me to do part two as well? Sure, sure. Because I don't know how your notes are organized. My, my, but, mine are uh... just like, it's episode one and two, and it's just like the way of the warrior. Yeah. Okay. So you have it separated by episodes. Yeah. So you could hit number one if you have notes on it. Well, it's all in one clump. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, okay, so episode one, Wharf, three stars. Uh, and then episode two, um, Root Beer, Global Peace Metaphor, four out of four stars. Whoa. Subnotes, Cisco Fox with an X. And then subnote, why the fuck would Bashir be on the Defiant? Subnote, can there be fire in space? Question mark. If, it's, if, if, there, if there was fire within the ship and it's kind of escaping with, out of the ship, yeah, it would just escaping just... out, yeah. And then once it gets into the vacuum of space, there shouldn't be. It would so go the reason pretty I, rapidly, yeah. Yeah. The reason I say that is because there is a lot of explosions. So Way of the Warrior Part One, Klingons, baby, Klingons are coming to uh, the station and they're bringing them with them. Worf. So uh, Cisco calls Worf. He's like, we got some bad Klingon shit going on here. We need some help from the Federation and a Klingon. So episode one is all set up. Episode two is just straight balls out action. Gowron in the Klingon em- uh, empire versus DS nine. There is a lot of action in this thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of action. Okay. So yes. Way of the warrior. This is a Yes. Mm-hmm. My first note, RJ. Worf. New <laughs> new opening credits and yes. slight new theme. Bald Cisco. Yeah, yeah, Cisco's just bald all of a sudden. And uh, there is a new theme, which I also thought, I think the music is too fast now. They sped mm-hmm. it up a little bit, which is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Bashir O'Brien, I just read as a note, uh, which mm-hmm. might, maybe it was like the first part is that dynamic to some degree. Uh, yeah. 
the always full cup for the most pessimistic man in the quadrant. Uh, for which one? That's a that's a quote I think from the show. The always full cup for the most pessimistic man in the quadrant. That's pretty witty. Well, pretty witty. Um, a post generation series. The Berman era truly begins. Yes, it does. Michael Dorn definitely brings a gravitas. Fuck yeah, Worf is so good. Uh, I write, haha, old skull man for training. Because I was like, fuck, that's a throwback to like uh, when Worf, like, there was like the first, one yep. of the first times you saw him training, there was like a, I think the first episode or something. It's like a that. skull man. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a skull alien man. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. is this a species? <laughs> this is like skull dudes. Well, Alexander fights them in uh, the hollow deck too. Yes. When he gets introduced into TNG. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, yep. And then my final note was man, is Galron actor fucking terrible? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Galron is really weird. Like, so that dude was in other roles as Klingons and like other aliens in Star Trek too. But I never really, I find him a weird pick because he's like such a small dude, which I guess yeah. is maybe like the point that he. It's weird that he's the the guy who becomes the leader of the Klingons. But uh, that Galron guy is all like, he's all lips and teeth, just like very, very like, hammy, very hammy. Uh, but yeah, this episode is uh, part two, especially is awesome. Uh, just Klingons uh, attacking the station and shit like that. And then a bunch of them beam on board and are fighting. Uh, and the big takeaway is Worf. Oh, he like, I think he is a much needed uh, character on this show because then he and he's classic Worf. He's just no bullshit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No bullshit. None. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Uh, so I, I really like Worf on this Uh uh, I've seen the first five episodes now. He's not in them it, too much, except for the first one. But uh, I'm a big Worf guy, Jared. Big Worf, Worf boy. Worf boy. Okay. So 4.03. Yep. This dude has enormous fucking fingers. Two out of four stars. <laughs> and I found out later that that dude is Tony Todd. He's playing adult Jake. Uh, and then I also have some notes oh. about Nog in this one, but maybe I'll let you uh, get into it as well. So this episode, Tony Todd plays adult Jake, okay. and uh, he's a world-famous writer, and his fingers are fucking enormous. Uh, and uh, someone that, like, a fan comes and asks him, it's like, why did you stop writing? And he tells the story of how his dad dies. So it's a flashback episode. And I'm seeing that this is one of the highest rated episodes of uh, DS9. And I gave it two out of four stars. Yeah. Okay. So I got some notes here. Okay. Uh, it's uh, episode three. The Visitor. This is a yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Jake Sisko as an old man, eh? Was glad it wasn't Avery Brooks in old man makeup as I feared. Or mm-hmm. young Jake in old man makeup. And then, fuck, that's Nog. Tony Todd in old man makeup? <laughs> and then I yes. wrote... So Nog abandons joining Starfleet? Nope. Nope. Worf's got the DS9 pajamas? Yes. Yeah. No replacement for Cisco from Starfleet? Yeah. So the the ship, they're just, they don't put a captain on it. Now it's still just like uh, Bashir, Dax, and uh, Kira. And they're like still on, on the, the ship. On the station. On the station. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm dying. As we all are, I was just stating that. That's a good line. I like that. Uh, Jake grows up to be Tony Todd 20 years from now. <laughs> no <laughs> no, no Dominion War without a Starfleet presence? Ah, Commander Nog. 
Mm-hmm. A black Bajoran? Uh, yeah, there's one of those too. There's one of those. Yep. Hey, which, by the way, I never mentioned, but it, last season there was a uh, that black Vulcan uh, who I believe is one of like one of the main cast uh, in Voyager. T- Tuvok. Tu- yeah, he's he's introduced he's introduced season three of DS9. Uh, yes. in the in the mirror universe. Ah, okay. I think I'm, well, I have a note here. I'm curious if all the darkness that follows could have been avoided had Jake manned the fuck up. Has he unknowingly yep. doomed thousands, or was it always necessary? And my other note here is pretty good for Trek. Yeah, yeah. This but you give it two out, two out of four. Two, two is not bad. Two, two just is pretty bad. No, two, two is like it's okay. Uh, it's not a bad app. Um, I just find like. <laughs> I just don't like Jake as a character. And like, so you do get some cool stuff with like the background and then like the future. One thing that I did think was really good about this episode was they cast Tony Todd to be adult Jake, but they cast, they leave Nog as the child actor and they old him up a little bit. So I thought that was super funny. So Nog is it's like what you thought is like Jake with old makeup. They do that to Nog. And I was like, that's awesome. And then also Captain Nog, he ranks up and then he is uh, like uh, piloting the Defiant. But then uh, Bashir and Dax are on there and they they have the same ranks that they had 40 years before. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. You got to have an excuse why they're still on the ship, because if they all ranked up, they, they probably have their they own They would have left. Yeah, they yeah. have their own ship. We can't get them on the show. So you got to like, uh, yeah, they're just unambitious. Yeah, I think that's what it was, but no, the episode's not bad. It's just uh, when I watched it, when it was done, I was like, eh. I was well, like, whatever, two out of four. Sad. But some people really liked it. Some people I'm, really I, liked it. I mean, my notes seemed positive. Yeah, it's not. It's not that bad. The next episode's definitely a step down. Uh, four, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Four point oh four. O'Brien is a war criminal. Two out of four stars. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, let me just get to my notes here. Uh, this is an episode entitled Hippocratic Oath. Yes. I have yep. a, I say yes. One should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, her, Miles is gay. Oh, 90s TV. Ketressel mm-hmm. mm-hmm. White. The Vorta control it. Breakaways from the Dominion. What a dick move, O'Brien. Do you know what his dick move was? I don't remember at all. So O'Brien and Bashir, because they really, really want people to think that they're best friends, uh, even though they have no chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they like get lost on or they get shot down on this planet with some Jem Hadar and they're Jem Hadar who are trying to leave the control of the founders and the Dominion. Um, but right. like previous episode. Like in one of the addictions episodes, we found out that the Jim Hadar are they have this implant like with a tube and they have a constant supply of this drug right. that is made by them and they can't live without it. But on this shot down thing, there's one of them who can live without it. So they're like it's their hope that they can get break off the uh, um, enslavement by drugs, which I mean. Hey, is that real life? Uh, and then, uh, so they're Bashir, like, because he's, he's supposed to be heart of gold. Doctor is trying to help him. O'Brien hates everyone. And it's like <laughs> O'Brien, how he hates Cardassians in that episode of TNG, where he's like, I hate how you turned me into a, a hateful man. And it's like, did he just explain his racism as uh, it was their fault? 
He's 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 one of those guys. Uh, and uh, so in this one, he hates the Jem'Hadar as well. And uh, Bashir's trying to help him. And he has like this little machine where he's like, I'm working on it. And O'Brien comes and he just blows it up. And he's like, I guess we have to leave now. And Bashir's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he, he he was like trying to help him. And Bashir or uh, O'Brien just comes and like blows it all up. He's like, look, you don't have any of your shit now. Let's get out of here. So... Cool. Is that the end of your notes? Yeah, that's it for okay. me. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so this next one I think is a – this one's got some big stuff going on here. Gal Ducat wipes his ass. Three out of four stars. What? Gal Ducat wipes his ass. Three oh. out of four Sorry. stars. I thought I heard a four out of four. No. <laughs> I was like, Three what? out of four stars. Uh, and then air quotes, it's good that we abuse you, mm-hmm. end quote, so, said by Gal Dukat. And then this episode has actual Star Trek masks in it, which I found strange. Uh, Star like, Trek re- masks? Or Star Wars masks, sorry. So, like, uh, you know that mask that Leia wears in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Where she's pretending to be a bounty hunter? Those masks are in this episode. Okay. It's so a little here, different. Here's but my, here's my notes. So, I got episode five indiscretion yeah this is a yes mm-hmm. tholians again yeah kira and gal Dukat, best friends forever the breen who were they introed in tng i don't think so okay well Me- you wouldn't you would know because you're watching this through all the way through yeah. but i'm like i didn't remember them uh, i was kind of like this is a kind of a the searchers ending like the movie the yes, Searchers. it is yeah yeah so this episode, this episode, I think, was way better than the last couple ones, especially better than old Jake. So Kira and Gal Dukat, they're going to this colony where um, it's like there is a lost ship that uh, was a lost prison ship of um, Cardassians and Bajorans. So both planets have interest in it. They're like, we both want our people back. And they go and they find that there was like a colony there. Uh, some of the Cardassians are still controlling the Bajorans. And then what you find out uh, is that um, Gal Dukat, uh, he he had a concubine uh, with one of the Bajoran's uh, slaves. So it's very complicated because uh, Kira is just like, oh, you don't want anyone to know. And he's like, well, he's like, well, I don't care now. She's dead, clearly, because she's, she's dead when they get there. But apparently she had a daughter. And Gal Dukat's like, we can't have a, Card- a mixed Cardassian Bajoran daughter. I'm here to kill her. Mm. So it's that kind of episode. I actually really liked it. And I just saw it. This is directed by uh, Jordy LaForge, LaVar Burton himself. Wow. Um, the Reading Rainbow. Yeah, the Reading Rainbow. Uh, I actually thought this episode was pretty good. Uh, and then there is a scene where, so Gal Dukat sits on like a thorn and he's like, oh no, it's in me. So she like pulls it out. And then he's like, oh, it hurts. So he's on hands and knees <laughs> and she's like, here, use this like a, can't remember what she calls it. It's like a reflesher. It's like it'll like ref- it'll put flesh where your wound is. So he's just like rubbing it up and down his butt crack. <laughs> and he's like, it's not working. <laughs> and I was like, huh. This is, this is, this is some real uh, Baylog material. It is. It is. But I mean, the, the whole premise that he is there to kill a little girl, I think, is a uh, vintage DS9. So yeah. this is a good episode. I think it's it's rating is lower than I think it should be, which is always the case with these IMDb things. But yeah. oh, well, it's, like, it's almost like Star Trek fans are wrong. 
I think for the most time they are. I'm the only real Star Trek fan here, Jared. Whoa, 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 whoa. Other than you, of course. But no, 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 no. Now you're talking about real again. I thought oh. I thought we got that solved. I'm the only simulated uh, expert on yeah. this thing. Yeah, your ideas are not even real. Yeah, nothing is real anymore. But no. so, so just five episodes. But uh, th- those are some those well, are some chunky episodes, though. You you got some. Uh... You got some disappointment ahead of you, buddy. For the next couple? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be gonna be level with you here. Well, I don't look ahead, so I'll get there when I get there. The, but uh, the next episode in particular, oh boy. But hey, do you want to hear about DS9? Fuck yeah! All right, so I don't know if you wanted to hear about any of those movies in more detail, but uh, no. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Beautiful. episodes of ds9 beautiful which i know you're a big fan of uh so 4.06 uh Ferengis like magic two out of four stars actually this is almost i don't know this one was hard to classify i gave it a two out of four so it's a 4.6 is this the episode entitled rejoined this is rejoined it's a dax episode yep so what do you what do you know about rejoined so Jared? my notes rj are this no Oh, the lesbian episode. Yep. Uh, and another Dax episode. Sigh. Yeah. These always kill my interest in DS9 for a few days. So that's where I was at with this, because I think Dax is a character. Like, I honestly, I feel like they didn't know what to do with her. Because, like, her ca- character was really inconsistent. And I know the idea is that, like, the like the Dax lived different lives so her character has layers but i feel like they only do that when it's like an onion but they only actually do it when it's convenient to the story you know so they like they um it's like her past host's uh wife so they still have a connection to it and it's like that's fine but all this dax stuff like in another episode she was also like a klingon fighter or something and you're like you're like all these things they don't really they don't make sense together. And that's what I mean. I know that it's supposed to be this changing character all the time, but then it's like, but then they do stuff in the past. It's like, so is it the past character? It's very like all over the place. It's not confusing. I just feel like they tried to do too much with, with Dax, mm-hmm. you know, but there's a scene in the opening where she shows, uh, um, Quark, a magic trick and the Ferengis love magic. They're <laughs> amazed by it. And I thought that was really fun. Hmm. Yeah, so I gave it a two, but it's a low two, if yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because some twos I actually don't mind. But... I just remember, like, the marketing of this episode at the time, though, was like, oh, there's going to be some girl-on-girl action on fucking oh, network television. I mean, I think it's it's Gra- gross that they would grab, promote it. In grab a sense, the it's like, lotion and will... Kleenex boys and, and this girls. This show's so this show's so sexy, you'll shit your pants. That you kind know, of stuff. I mean, there there is like a homoeroticism to the Star Trek slash community. I mean, obviously. There always, there always has been. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Riker is the horniest guy in the world. There's that whole episode about where he's fighting for androgynous rights because they don't have gender or sexes. And he's like, they should be whatever the fuck they want to be. If I want to have sex with it, I'm going to have sex <laughs> with it. That's like his point. That, so like, that, that, that's that's actually the – I feel like the point of like many of our own politicians. I Yeah, kind of. 
Kind of, but Riker is at least open and upfront about it. He, uh, he, he's just very matter of fact. He says, "I'll have sex with anything I want." shouldn't matter so t uh tng Riker was the champion of sexuality there so he's kind of like frank booth a little bit a he'll, little he doesn't call himself daddy at all he'll fuck anything that moves or baby yeah <laughs> uh but even uh original series had like androgynous and like like uh uh bisexual characters too so it's like this is nothing new so that's what I mean. Like, if they were like upselling it like that, it's like that seems a little cheap. But, upselling, uh, <laughs> like large, like large fries. <laughs> Do you want to supersize your sexuality tonight? Yeah. That kind of stuff. They're hot. They're all hot tonight, boys. Everyone likes stacks. It was hey, it was the nineties. I know. I'm I know. aware. Tune in. Uh, tune in next time. Because we'll be like all like oogling that, but then when it's like oh, Miles and Bashir, oh, and see like. The problem with that is Miles and Bashir have no chemistry. They keep trying to make that relationship work, but it's like these people don't work well together. So it's like their friendship isn't even believable. Yeah. Their sexuality is even less believable. Uh, for you. Anyways, for me. Uh, yeah, for me. Uh, you got to look into that that Miles slash. Ugh. No, I'm going to move on to 4.07. Uh, Starship Down. Two out of four stars. I know that's what my, the episode is called. My response is named, my is fe. <laughs> uh huh. So for this one, I called it Starship Down because I saw that that's what the episode was called at the start. I forgot. And then after I got to the end, I was like, what happened in this? Well, I guess the power went out. The starship was down. Nope. And then I completely forgot that that was, I saw that that was what it was called, but you know. So do you got notes on this uh, one? Two. Hey, okay. a proper use of the Defiant. Mm-hmm. They send it off and then they kind of do their own thing. And hey, James Cromwell, who I think I thought was the actor who played Odo, like for like, when I was a kid, oh, or like I in see. my in my mind, like or years later after not watching Deep Space Nine in the interim period, I always thought, oh, is James Cromwell. It's like, is that the same guy? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I know exactly what you mean. I spotted James Cromwell immediately as well. And yeah. I was like, hey, babe pig in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and bang, banging Ruth and Six Feet Under. Yes, that too. That too. Uh, it's not a bad episode. Uh, there's some good stuff in it, but uh, on the whole, it doesn't it doesn't totally come come together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hence, feh. Uh, 4.08, Road Trip Ferengis, three out of four stars. Little green men. Little green men. All I have to say is yes and funny, clever stuff. It is clever stuff. Uh, so this is kind of like the Roswell Futurama episode mm-hmm. where uh, the Ferengis go back in time and they are the Roswell aliens, which I think is just awesome. I think it's really good. Uh, the stuff with the U.S. military isn't like uh, – that stuff's fine, although you do get a torture scene. And then uh, it's kind of just like – it's like humans suck. And the Fringer is like, these guys are savages. And it's like, yeah, we do suck. Hey, it's uh, the, DS9 torture. It's DS9 torture, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, the one thing that really stuck out to me uh, that I immediately I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I like this because it was never really addressed unless I just totally missed it. Uh, but when they land there, they can't communicate with the, the people because the people don't have the universal translators yep. implanted into their heads. And then I was like, I love that idea because it makes it cleans up everything. All the problems with English and stuff like that. It's English to us because we have our universal translator. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, 
it's the first I've heard of it. Maybe it was mentioned before, but I, I thought that was great. So Little Green Men is very nice. Very nice. 4.09, uh, Klingon Excalibur. Two out of four stars. Yeah, uh, meh. As opposed to sort of thin. <laughs> this is the sword of Kalis. Um, my notes here, RJ. Uh-huh. Man, this season is aimless. What happened to the Uber arc? Mm-hmm. Psychic Electro Birdman from Distant Voices. Yeah, there's this uh, new bird alien. He's the new big baddie for this episode. LeVar Burton directs a... His, the last one he directed was way better. Yeah, and pretty positive the gorge was that Goofy Gambler Race episode. Or was from that Goofy Gambler Race episode. There's a, yeah, there's like a gorge. This old Klingon comes and says that he's found like the the lost relic of, uh, like the relic, like their holy grail. It's a bat lift, but they call it a sword for some reason, which I was really confused by because it's like, don't they, aren't those the bat lifts? Anyways, maybe I'm off, but uh, they have the, the sword of Kalis. And then as soon as they, like, as soon as they start to touch it, they start to fight over it. So it's the old man versus Worf. And then uh, Dax is there too, for some reason. Well, I guess because of her Klingon background, but it's okay. It's not great. Not great. Here's a big one for you though, Jer. Mm-hmm. 410. Holy fuck. I hate Bashir. Three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. And this is a high three. This is, this is a good episode, Jer. Uh, you sent so many screenshots. Uh, episode it's 10, so our man Bashir, yes, mm-hmm. holodeck episode, yay Garrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else you got? And then I'll... That's about you, it. You that, that, your... that, that's okay. it, actually. Um, yeah. This episode's you, awesome. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, when you were sending me the stills, I was like, oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is like, when it's, you know, they let the collar down a little bit. No. And I actually I think it was a it's a great change uh, and it's a great use of the hollow deck because usually the hollow deck is trying to kill him. And in this sense, it is, too. But uh, p- like the other crew members, what happens is they're t- they're beaming back to the station and then there's like a power disturbance. And while Bashir and Garrick are in the hollow deck and then their codes, their like beam codes are imprinted into the hollow deck. So Worf, uh, Kira. Dax, um, Cisco, and O'Brien—they're all holodeck characters, and they don't know that they're actual real people. So they're—they're they're themselves, or they're their own selves, but they're the characters, and, and which they, is and, wicked. And they can't end the holodeck because otherwise yeah, they'll because die. Because those they would die. Yeah. So I actually really like that. This would be a four star, but it's—it's—it is Bashir heavy, <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't like Bashir, especially in the intro. It's him, like, because it's his James Bond. Yeah. episode and uh Bashir's like like I get he's in the hollow deck so he's really like suave and stuff and it's just like I don't like you but anyways <laughs> uh this episode is wicked uh it is normalizing smoking again every character smokes in this uh I sent you that pic of Worf just mm-hmm. puffing huge clouds like ripping huge vapes at one point uh he uh Worf is a like a a poker dealer in a in a tux smoking cigars cisco smokes cigars kira is a russian smoking huge cigarettes and cigars o'brien has an eye patch man <laughs> this, this see, is you, you, so you didn't know 
you didn't know you wanted it until mm-hmm. it was there. And you're like, I want Miles with an eye patch. I did want him with an eye patch. I really did. So, uh, yeah, this is a good one. I like it. Uh, check this out, Jared. Uh, fair. Oh, my phone just went off. Ferengarar terrorism. Three out of four stars. Whoa. This is a good episode too. Four point eleven. I like this one. Home front. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so my only other note was anti odos are anti vax, uh, and then I have something <laughs> about crave that I'll talk about in a second. But uh, what's what are your notes? Is this a no from you? Uh, episode eleven, home front. Yes. I can see why people might have been up unpleased with the Dominion stuff. Cisco yeah. being unquestionably in favor of mandatory blood testing, martial yep. law. Cisco's father, the voice of reason. Of course, Cisco would start to wonder if his father was a changeling. Mm-hmm. So what happens? Actually, oh, so this is okay so imdb is fucked this has it as a two-parter yeah well there it's two parts of the same story. oh yeah yeah two yeah okay so i have it as four sorry i got mixed up this is 411 and then 412 is the second part but 411 yeah so what happens is they have martial law and they're trying to find changelings and the only way they can do that is blood testing so they have to go around and blood test and then uh, cisco's dad uh he's like a a creole uh chef and uh, like th- they talk about a lot about Creole food, so he's like a mm-hmm. Louisianian yep. uh, chef, and uh, he just refuses. He's ben. like, no way. Ben, he's like, I ain't taking no blood test. It's against our rights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they all these guys are like anti Odo because he's a shapeshifter too, and they're just really shitty to him. And you feel See, bad, and the, then the, the, the cracks of the Federation. I know, I know, and. Uh, so, I mean, the Federation is always bad, right? Anytime you see an admiral, you can just tell they're going to be the well, bad guy. Yeah, that's just lazy writing, though, too. Yeah. The one cool thing about this episode, Jared, and the next one, too, they're talking to, like, Federation people, and then Odo will be there, and Odo will do something, and then the other person will be like, and they'll, like, freak out, and they turn into a changeling, too, mm-hmm. and Odo's like, I knew it. So they're talking, and they're like, there's four of us on Earth. They're like, we're here. And it's like, you can't get rid of us. You don't know who we are. And it's like, God damn, this is Secret Invasion, the Marvel story. Mm-hmm. Right, Jared? That's right. Uh, and then this episode, I realized, uh, my other note, and this isn't Star Trek related, but it's Crave related. Their subtitles are fucked. Because uh, they don't uh, keep up. No. And then what they do is it'll like start. And then if the person's talking too fast, it'll get the first half. And then the last half, it'll cut out the whole middle of what the person is saying. So if you were watching star Trek on crave, you'd be fucked, buddy. Big time fucked. But, uh, four twelve, <laughs> conspiracy 2.0, three out of four stars as well. So this is paradise lost. And the yes. Yeah. Uh, my comments here. Pretty hilarious, the body count that kicks off the rampant paranoia, especially in light of September 11th. Oof. Wait, well, I mean, this was in 96. Right, but watching it now. Okay, yeah. It has a different vibe to it. And then Mm -hmm. then I just mentioned Ron Moore is now definitely involved because he's the BS Battlestar man. Um, The menacing Red Squad. Nothing mm-hmm. like a right-wing, left-wing conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never has the separation of the Federation and Starfleet been more prevalent in DS9 until now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get into some serious shit in this episode, man. So I called it Conspiracy 2.0 because it was just like that TNG episode, Conspiracy, where there's like secret, like sleeper cells around or like, well, not sleeper agents, but secret agents around doing stuff. And uh, one thing I forgot, uh, so, or not forgot, but I, 411, I said Ferengarar Terrorism. So Quark says the the name of the Ferengi home planet. And that's the first I've ever heard it. It's like Ferengarar or something like that. And then they talk about terrorism and like all the terrorist things that happened on that planet, like early days and like how it's being related to earth. So that's that September 11th stuff you're talking about. Well, is that's interesting because there's the whole thing about how, uh, Ferenginar, the Ferengi culture doesn't have a history of violence. Well, it was something, uh, I don't think it was the history of it, but it was, I can't remember what exactly of he war is. maybe, but I mean it's, it, it's something about war. war and how they like um, how they dealt with things like that or maybe how they were above it. I, I can't remember now. It's too far. I watched this like a week ago, and then I watched all those movies, so it's a little bit out of my mind. But there's some good Ferengi talk about terrorism. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Good stuff. Maybe we'll end there. Or did you watch another one? I got one more, but we can save it for no, next no, week. no. Let's do it. All right, all right. So uh, we are on, um, which one? Four thirteen. Okay. O- Odo, it, Odo the simp. Poor out of four stars. Poor love struck Odo. So Odo the simp, but then also Quark's pajamas, and so this is a three out of four episode. Mm-hmm. I think at least. So this is called Crossfire. Yes. Is a yes. Yeah. Poor love struck Odo. The show mm-hmm. really does have some powerhouse character relationships. Odo Kira. Jake Nog, Bashir Garrick, Bashir O'Brien, Odo Quirk, mm-hmm. Ben Jake, and Ben Dax are fan. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, by this point, like, all those times those characters get together, like, you understand their character dynamic. And it's oh, yeah. like, it's actually a really good handling of the ensemble. It's, I agree. It, um, and then, uh, yeah, Ben Dax has just never worked. Man. Odo fucks up once and gets more of a chew out than some of the Starfleet jackoffs on the station. Yeah, he like he makes like a small mistake or something, or he like he wasn't present when he was supposed to be. It, it's some it's really dumb. Like uh, he gets uh, he gets ripped into, and you're like, fuck, he didn't do anything. O- Odo's getting creepy here. Not as creepy as season one Bashir though. Yeah, so Bashir is a total simp, and like. I know I say that all the time, but he actually is because he talks about like coming on to women and they'll never come back on to him and his hollow deck adventures. And you're like, Ugh. and then he's like, they'll, he, I think he has a line at one point and this isn't me making stuff up. I brought it up when I saw it, but she like, she'll realize one day and you're like, ew. So Odo gets into that kind of territory here. It's not as bad, but uh, Odo's definitely a simp <laughs> for Kira. Uh, Kira likes her powerful Bajoran leaders. Yeah, so we get another, like, uh, it's the new first minister. And, like, they're all, the way they played off, like, the last, like, spiritual guy with Kira was that they were all, like, in the rebellion together or something. So they always know her, and she always just falls for them right away. And uh, she gets a, she rolls around with them, but then Odo's really sad, especially because he had, he's assigned to security for this guy. So it's like, he's always standing outside of this guy's door while uh, him and Kira are inside, and he's just like, because yeah. he has to be there. It's his job. My, my uh, follow-up note is the friend zone. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Quark's jammies. Yeah, Quark's pajamas. And, huh, no real climax at all. 
so this one ends in a total bummer, but like, uh, so the friend zone stuff, they actually build it up really well where once a week Kira comes for, to go through like security stuff with him. And it's, it's Odo's like, it's the favorite part of his week. He always gets ready for it. And then when she meets this guy, she starts blowing it off and he's real mad. And then he's standing by her door. Uh, the other part plot is that, um, Odo's room is right over Quark's on the station mm-hmm. and Quark is mad. He's like, you make too much noise. He's like, you're always shape shifting into other, like into different like animals. He's like, I can hear it. And, uh, Odo's like, what do you mean? And he's like, look how big my fucking ears are. He's like, I can hear everything you do. Come on. Uh, so at the end of the episode, uh, what which I, which happens I, which is, which I guess is a thing about <laughs> he hear everything. You can hear everything. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 got a few meanings there, Jarrett. Mm. Uh, in, in his bucket. Oh no, Odo doesn't use the bucket anymore. Oh, he's past the bucket. He's past the yeah. After he met with the other founders, the other shapeshifters, and they just like they just hang out freestyle in a big pond. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like he keeps the bucket as a reminder, but he doesn't right. use it anymore. Okay. Um, but once he. He, like, tries to talk to Kira, but she doesn't really listen. So he goes back to his room, and he just fucking wrecks the place, just knocking shit over, r- ripping it apart. And then Quark comes up in his pajamas, and he's just like, he's like, dude, what are you doing up here? And then I think they have the best relationship of any of the characters because they're, like, frenemies. But then Quark comes up in his pajamas, sees Odo's, like, he recognizes he's having a hard time. And he's just like, you love her, huh? And then Odo's like, yeah. Yeah. And then it and then it just ends. So I think that's what you mean by there's no climax. It's just like it's just a sad ending. There's mm-hmm. no resolution to anything. Right. Uh but Quark and Odo's relationship is really good. And it's way better than like what you said, Cisco and Dax. It's like that old man. He's old man. And you're just like, Yeah, we get it. But Cisco talks too weird to be taken oh, seriously. Old man. Old man. Yeah, so uh Anyways, that was uh, that was the last one I watched. So I did a lot of DS9 in this week, and uh, Odo and Quark are the best. So this, what, this thing's got all those. <laughs> so what, what? Uh, Deep Space Nine have you watched? Oh, baby. Okay, I only got four episodes for you, but that Fuck. seems that seems okay. Well, I, I don't how, know are you, how are you? You got to finish season four. I will eventually. I, maybe. What do you mean maybe? Do you think I'm going to stall out? It could, it could happen. I've been doing but nothing but watching Star what, Trek. What if almost I exactly? So at any minute you could stall out before we get to the point where I can start watching it with you. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So I, I uh, from where I picked up last time, four fourteen, uh, horny Gal Ducat, three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Also, Klingon spread disease seems problematic. And <laughs> return to grace. This is a yes. yes. My notes include this is an indiscretion follow-up, which I guess must be an episode called yeah. indiscretion. Do yeah. cutting it up again. I guess this. Uh, oh yeah, I guess this is the episode that marks the over the halfway mark of Deep Space Nine. Oh, interesting. Half, interesting. Da- half down, half to go. Mm-hmm. Um, looking ahead at episode. One sentence synopses. It fa- looks like everything gets better. I mean, it might look like that. Yeah, potentially. Just remembering now, all of a sudden, that my dad watched a lot of Babylon Five after work back in the day. <laughs> Did this just kind of pieced you together on yeah. that. When I, was, when I was watching this episode, I guess okay. I made a note of that. That's fine. 
I smell an intentional provocation and, quote, leaving someone behind to tell about it. Nope. <laughs> there's there's things that happen. Okay. Plans, evil schemes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the movie you or the episode you were talking about, that's the one where Gal Dukat goes to kill his daughter with the uh, Kira, yep. and then doesn't. So when he brings her back, he's reprimanded by the Cardassians, and he is like demoted, basically. Right. So now he's running a freighter, and uh, he's making the freighter as imposing as he can be, basically. <laughs> And uh, just so happens, Kira Norris, she's she's on board too, because there was this thing like because of Bajor and Klingons and the Dominion, she needed to be there as a representative or something like that. But it's a pretty good episode, and it all starts out with I think uh, there's a disease spreading, and it's like the Klingons brought a disease to uh, this quadrant or something like that, which I found like kind of funny, but also I was like, hmm, I wonder what they're saying here. So. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad episode. It's pretty good. Pretty good, Jared. Okay. Uh, four fifteen. Worf kills Candyman. Two out of four stars. It's not bad, but it's not great. Uh, Sons of Mog. Yes. Yes. Tony mm-hmm. and Todd. Space Mines. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Worf's brother comes to DS Nine. Finally, Cisco chews Dax out for her Klingon fetish. So what happens is Tony Todd comes to DS9 to uh, confront not, Worf. Not, not in Jake form? Not in, not in Jake long finger form, but in uh, Worf's brother form. Yeah. Uh, and basically, uh, he's just like, he's like, you've, pr- you've pretty much ruined us for all of Klingon home planet. So he's like, you got to kill me. It's the only honorable thing to do. Mm-hmm. So he just wants to die, but Worf... Worf tries to do it, actually, but then uh, the DS9 people interfere because they're like, no killing on this ship. But they're like, but we both want this. And Anyways, uh, then you get some landmine action, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's, like, landmines in space, and they have to, like, pilot around them. It's not a bad episode. It's just, like, I give it two out of four because it's, it's okay, but it's not quite um, – It's not. it doesn't hit the, the, the thing you – doesn't hit where you think it's going to go with a Worf Kern episode. So it's okay. It's okay. I don't remember Cisco chewing Dax out, but it could have happened for, uh, cause she's all over the place. Like I said, her character is all over Bashir too. I've noticed that in these last couple episodes, Bashir's all over the fucking place. It's like, is he weird or is he like charming? They don't know what to do with him. Right. Jared? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that? Nope. episode? That's it. Yeah. It, was, it was a yes, I guess. Yep. It's- yeah, not bad. Uh, four sixteen. Jimmy Hoffa unionizes DS Nine. Slash O'Brien has assist. Two out of four stars. <laughs> uh, this episode is entitled again. Ba- not bad. Bar associate. This yep. is a yes. Yeah, it's not bad. Lita, remember her from almost a year ago? Airing, yep. airing wise. Oh, or when it uh, when the air like when the last airing. time we saw her the, when they yeah. aired the episode, yeah, um, that's it's been a while since Lita was on. Yeah, it's been a bit. And then unions, Nausikins mm-hmm. playing darts with themselves. Uh, there is some darts in this. Uh, so like the Quark's bar unionizes, led by Rom. Ah, trouble. So Jimmy Hoffa, the Irish Rom, the Irishman unionizes. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so he does that, and then people are, like, serving themselves, and Quark has 
like hologram versions of him waiting people. Okay. So I think that's what you mean by that darts thing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what else happened in this one? So they unionize and then like, I don't know. There's a weird subplot where, uh, O'Brien has a cyst on his back that needs to get re- removed. And I was like, why is this in here? I don't understand. <laughs> and then like, there's like fights between like, I don't know, Worf and Bashir because it's like, are you crossing the picket line? And you're just like, okay. All right. Uh, four, <laughs> four seventeen. Did Keiko cuck O'Brien? <laughs> Three out of four stars. Also, Bajoran's clap weird. Also, quote unquote, he is the Cisco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, My... this, is, this is a pretty good episode. Okay. So I have a fuck ton of notes on this one for Whoa. some reason. So this right. is the accession. Yep. Uh, or sorry, just accession. This is a yes. Yep. Keiko. Wow, where did the actress go? Because she hasn't been on the show forever. So she went for a year to Bajor because there's this weird thing. It came up in like for a second. She's like, I know I've been a teacher, but my real my real life dream is being a geologist. Right. So she and it like to... comes out of nowhere. But they, but they wrote she goes the, to Bajor. But to they wrote the actress out basically because she they wrote her she, out. she wasn't available. So I think yeah. that's why uh, I wrote. Oh, uh, Jane Espenson wrote this. Who's like one of the Buffy writers? Okay. So this is like early on in hers. Yeah. Um, hmm. If a mess of pseudo-Islam types started saying I was their new prophet, how would I handle it? Okay. Okay, hold on. Uh, so Keiko, she comes back after a year, and she's like a couple months pregnant. And I was like, wait a minute. She's been gone. <laughs> and like they try to like write it off, but I was like, wait a minute. What's happening here? And then, okay, the Islam things. It's because uh, Cisco is uh, he's deemed the emissary because like from last season. Yep. So all, all the Bajorans still see him as like a uh, like a holy man. But now a new new man enters. Yes. So uh, I made a comment. Is Starfleet under a one child policy? Miles until now. Worf. Cisco. Oh, yeah. There's no one who has brothers. Nog is a single child. Yep. I think is that just like a practicality thing when it comes uh, to like casting and they only oh throw him a kid because Beverly Crusher had only Wesley one yeah yeah this is the first that we have multiple kids oh. of a, like an actual character like a consistent character in the show fuck yeah Odo call the whack jobs out <laughs> oh so uh he he's going to talk to Kira because this new guy comes back and he's like, I've been in the wormhole for 400 years and like everyone knows him. And he's like, I am the emissary, not Cisco. Yep. And so Kira's like, he is the emissary. And then Odo's like, but everyone thought Cisco was the emissary. <laughs> and uh, Kira's like, yeah, don't think about too much of it. It's religion. Yeah. And he's like, do you understand that the very, like the very occurrence of this is a contradiction to the thing as a whole. And she's like, she like kind of doesn't really acknowledge it, but oh, then yeah. she, but then she gets weird. But, but then Kira out the airlock. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's there's a little tension between them, Jared. Mm-hmm. A little tension. Um, I write, lol, back to the caste system. Your shitty pants, supernatural shit, shit sure can turn around and fuck you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, so this guy goes what back to the caste system. What a, what a wordsmith. <laughs> This whoever wrote oh, yeah. these are. 
You are uh, people say if anything, you are definitely um, a bad guy. Uh, man, Kai Wynn in the mix here will rage me out. And then I'm like, was was Louise Fletcher like available? Because she's not there in this episode, which is weird. Because they think mentioned that, her. Yeah, but you're like, what? yeah, it's just one of those things where like you start noticing like, why is this character not here? And you're like, oh yeah, this is old old timey TV where it's like, oh that actor's not available this week, so we'll just write around them, even though story wise it would make sense to have Kai Wynn. It would have made sense, but yeah, she was busy. Uh, the first mention of Kai Opaka in ages, and there she is. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of Bajoran characters. In Cheating. Book. She only shows up in one other episode, as an orb shadow. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, there's like prophet ghosts in this. Yeah. So her and Mike get to battle it out on a shithole in the Gamma Quadrant forever. Uh. Yes. Yes. I like the O'Brien getting his family back and adapting comparison to 200-year-old poet shows up and everyone is to go back to life as it was when the poet lived. Yeah, so, like, yeah, he comes back. He's like, we should all do what we were doing 200 years ago. And everyone's like, but... And then they're going to remove him from, uh, like, Starfleet or, like... Or not Starfleet, but the uh, Federation, mm-hmm. all yeah. that kind of stuff. They're going to speed run it? Well, yeah, because they're like, we're going back to old ways. It's like, yeah, but then you're not going to be eligible for this anymore because you have a caste system and it's not allowed. And they're like, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then wormhole 95 graphics. Uh, There's some pretty sick Windows uh, XP graphics on this thing. Pretty sick. Uh, 95, my friend. This, this, oh, this, not this not Windows XP. No XP Vista. <laughs> this is before that. Windows. This is this is hard ninety five. Not even ninety eight. Just Windows ninety five. No. Yeah. Um, and then yes, the Cisco is now a thing of Bajor. Yeah. So the prophets call him the Cisco, and they're like, "But is he the emissary?" And they go, "He is the Cisco." Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Oh shit!" God damn. What does that mean? Is that it? Is that it for DS9? Uh, yeah, that's all I got this week. It was a light week, but it's because uh, video games and movies, hitch picks. Mm-hmm. I know you like hearing about Coach Carter, baby. We have eight episodes left in season four. I know. I'm going to try to get them done. Holy and shit. we are just now going to start talking about Deep Space Nine. How many episodes we got, RJ? <clears throat> How many do you want to hear about? How many you got? All of season four. Outstanding. Which is, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Let's do it. Are you sure? Yeah, why not? Okay, so it's wait, the end we... of the year. It's the end of the year. We're, the we're, of we're, the year. we're ending the year. Season four is wrapped. Okay, and where did you finish off? Did you actually watch any of season five? Yeah, um, at least 14 episodes in. So... Oh, okay, okay. I thought you, I, I didn't know if you had seen any season five yet. At least... At least, at least six episodes in. Oh yeah, because I don't know, but my notes drop off after that. That's more worrisome because that means I have to start watching Deep Space Nine right away. You do, you do. All right, so this is where we finished off last time, Jared. Four eighteen, or if you're going by IMDb, it's four seventeen for some reason. Uh, but four eighteen, uh, fake Wharf clip show? Question mark. Two out of four stars. Ooh. It's an okay episode, but I don't like some of the some of the way they presented it. 
and I, I can explain what I mean by that. This is the rules of engagement. Yes, and this yeah. is a yes. Okay. Um, my, I've got a couple points. Pretty grisly opening sequence for Trek. Uh, yeah. Worf blows up. Uh, uh, he's on trial, and he blows up a, a like a shuttle full of civilians. Whoops! Wow, one minute cold opening, a record. Uh, yeah. Well, as in terms, of it's it's short, or too long, or long. Mm-hmm. Um, really like the Klingon lawyer warrior idea. Don't mm-hmm. don't think he would have won his case even before Odo's reveal there's yeah the, so the the yeah the I, I can speak to the klingon warrior lawyer is that all, all you got that's it that's it for me okay so Worf gets put in command uh of like the defiant okay. and uh he accidentally blows up a, a shuttle full of civilians is he a little trigger happy well it's like so there's a good explanation for it is like the klingons are like cloaking and uncloaking like randomly and like they'll uncloak and fire and then cloak and then uncloak and fire because they're like they're at war with the Klingons now and Worf is like I know this tactic he's like they're gonna uncloak in like five seconds he's like fire now and they fire and then uncloaked is a civilian shuttle and it blows up but then like the whole defense that Cisco builds is like why would a civilian ship be cloaked why would it appear in the middle of a battle it's like you guys uh, but then there's a Klingon uh, warrior lawyer, and that that guy is actually pretty good. He gets like real, like he'd be like um, lawyer you know, in warrior. To... <laughs> lawyer warrior. It's like in To Kill a Mockingbird. It'd be like the white lawyer who's like really against black people. That's how fired up this guy is. He's like, he's like, admit it. He's like, you love killing people. Oh, yes. you just can't help. Oh yourself. yeah, see, lawyer lawyer warrior is great. Uh huh. Um. So the trial stuff is good, but I didn't like the I I didn't actually like the presentation of this. It's a uh, it plays out like a clip show, where it's like so they're doing the lawyer thing, and then it cuts to like um, Bashir talking to the camera, and he's like, "Oh, last Tuesday, I remember last Tuesday. Let me tell you about it like this, friend." And then he'll like go on, and it's like I could see that working with some people being like really into it, but I was kind of like, "Ugh," it's like I don't like this. I wish this just kind of played out. It was too playful for uh, the idea that Worf just killed like a thousand people. Do you know what I mean? You know who Chapok was played by? The warrior warrior? I do not. I, I didn't look it up. A man named Ron Canada. <laughs> that guy's come up before, has he not? I think. It's a fun name. Mm-hmm. Ron Canada. It's fun. Yeah, so the the episode's not bad. I just didn't like the presentation of it. You know what I mean? Oh, f- know what I mean? Fuck yeah! He was in an episode in TNG, the Masterpiece Society, and Ooh. then oh, then he's like a guy in a vo- episode of Voyager. It's like oh, it's start. It's a startling visage. <laughs> well, I can't wait until we get there. And no, I said no. You're watching Voyager, Duncan. No, no I don't I, give a shit. I want my life back. I nope. do. I do enough for this pod. Nope. This is for you. No. You think I'm doing this for the pod? This is myself. This is me taking this, care of me, baby. This is about life. This is about life. Hey, Jarrett. Four nineteen. Creative new tortures. Three out of four. Oh stars. yeah, RJ's bread and butter. <laughs> I love star torture. torture. Star torture. So this is where, where's a, a the, where's the where's the where's the RJ supercut of all the torture scenes of Star Trek? <laughs> I well, this whole episode, ah, 
I just saw the picture you sent me. Yeah, see? Yeah, am I right? He looks like like one of the monkeys they sent up into space in the space suit, and then he got like warped by space and time a little bit, <laughs> which is unfortunate. It's a it's a pretty pretty bizarre uh, makeup. It's a little it's a little wild, but yeah. I'm fine with that. But yeah, uh, creative new torture uh, tactics, and I am I am completely here for it. And the clip show this episode's almost entirely a torture one. Oh, and, it's uh, this episode. This uh, is a good episode. Uh, 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 hard time. Hard time. I like this one. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's so. Um, here we go. So my review is ah the late season Miles has something weird happened to him episode because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's a thing. Yep. <laughs> Suicide by phaser on maximum to the head. Hilarious. That's what he, that's that's how he was. It's like he could click it on to just normal any like shoot himself in the leg and he would still just explode. But it's full on blast to the head. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, mental murder. The guilt is still real. So do you do you know what happens in this episode? It's so good. there's like something it. about like Miles is prosecuted for a crime on another planet where mm-hmm. the culture is, is that you basically serve your entire uh sentence in seconds they basically just they, they, instead it's, of like it's a virtual it's a vr prison yeah, yeah you basically go into mental prison for yep. like your sentence for like whatever it's 50 years and you get to yep. live out your mental your life mentally for 50 years in prison but you're just standing there and then you just like snap out of it and you're like oh hey you're free to go and it's like oh yep. and everyone's like well that's not so bad He's like, I just spent 50 years of my life. And you're a changed, mm-hmm. you're now you're a changed man. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this episode's really good. It's, man. it's, it's, like, a, it's uh, a, it's a super sci-fi concept, which. Yes, it is. Deep Space Nine has definitely not gone down as many lately. No, not, not lately. Lately, it's all been kind of one track. Uh, but yeah, th- this might even be a four out of four. This, this episode's wicked. Uh, Andy even watched this one with me. She was bored one night, came down and watched this, and uh, she was even into it. So yeah, it's a virtual prison, and uh, that's how it starts. It's just it's him coming out of it. Yep. And they're like, they're like Miles, what? And they're like, because uh, they like protested. It's like you can't like sub- subject him to this. And they're like, we already did it. Like yeah. he, he was done like two minutes ago. Um, so he comes out and he has PTSD and he doesn't know like. He doesn't know how to talk to people anymore, and like he's just like doing weird stuff because he he was just in a prison for like however long it was, uh, for like thirty years. Like he he grows old and dies basically in the prison, and then he he wakes up, uh, and there's a guy in the prison with him, like his his partner, and uh, part of uh, his he has like part of his like trauma is that he ends up killing this guy accidentally, but then it's like in his mind he killed him for real. And so that's why Miles tries to kill himself with a facer mm-hmm. to his head. Uh, but yeah, th- this episode is really good, man. I liked it because uh, it's a dark, dark uh, <laughs> torture stuff. And this one's better than when uh, TNG, when Horny Riker was in that virtual prison. I like this one better because this one was grimmer somehow where it's just like, yeah. I-, I don't know, like the other one was too showsy or showy. I think this one's uh, to the point. It's like, yeah. This guy got tortured. Well, I guess like part of it though too is when you're watching Riker deal with it, he's such a ham bone. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes. And you know nothing really is going to happen to like upset the the Frakes train. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. And like Riker's really like he's a stage show guy, I think. And like 
the backdrop of that episode is that they're actually doing a play itself too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm. but this one, it's just like, it already happened. Yeah. So miles is already, he, he's already like living in this world afterwards. So I, I kind of like that. Or it's like, it's like, it already happened. It's done. So very good. Jared. Very good. Good. 420 sexy mirror wharf. Two out of four stars. Oh, um, yeah, my own, I have literally one thing to say. It's like, yeah, Shattered Mirror is the name of the episode. Yep. Yes. And I write Mirror Universe. Yay. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad episode. And you get sexy Mirror Wharf where his hair is down and he's like eating grapes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, which De- is pretty good. De- decadence Wharf. Decadence. Uh, yeah. What's uh, what's that Futurama? Decadence um, Bot. Decadence Bot. <laughs> decadence Bot Wharf. Uh, so this one, they, um, so like in a crazy thing, Cisco is bringing back his dead wife from the mirror universe to have dinner in his universe once in a while. And it's like, whoa, Cisco, like Cisco's getting erra- uh, erratic in this, this last little bit of the season. And like, there's one episode particularly later where I'll talk about it, but I was the way people talk about Cisco. I was like, I feel like he- I didn't think he'd f- do this kind of shit, but like he's bringing his old wife down and then his wife basically takes jake back to the other universe and then like they're like oh no it's cisco other universe's son we should kill him and like that kind of stuff it's okay but it's not, it's whatever mm-hmm. all right jared here's a big one for you buddy 421 <sighs> pregnant waxana and jake mind sexes an old lady one out of four stars <laughs> my note this is the muse Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the Albert Brooks movie. Um, yep. Nope. And Luxwana Troy, fuck it. And I didn't watch this episode because I know what this is going to be. It's a Luxwana Troy episode. So it actually isn't. She's only in the intro and the and the exit of this episode. Well, that's, kind like, of. That, that's that's bad enough. So she shows up pregnant, and then it's like, it's like, Odo, will you be the father? And it's like, oh, no. Um, I'm out. Yeah, so she she's there for a second, and then she goes, like, she's not in it that much, but uh, she's there. The other part is that this weird alien, old alien, like, is a muse for Jake, and he's writing. should touch his head, and he's like, oh, and he'll, like, write, write, <laughs> and he like, gets nosebleeds and stuff. It's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. Really? Yeah. And, uh, ben Cisco's like, he's like, stay away from my daughter. Or my son. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll kill you. And she's like, I've already done it. And then she turns into dust and flies away. Aww. And you go, hmm. Andrea has some ideas on why Cisco talks the way he does. But I think I'm, I might tell you that off pod because I don't want to be implemented in anything. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that that episode sucks big time. Uh, and then we have, um, okay, how do I phrase this? This is a big one, Jared. So we have, hi, I'm a member of Starfleet, and I'll be your bad guy tonight. But also, Garrick is a pedophile, three out of four stars. <laughs> what a, but also. What a, what a, what a follow-up. <laughs> also, horny Cisco is a dink. And Iron Constitution, my ass. All the time on Reddit, I don't read the post, but I always see on Star Trek, people are like, Cisco's my captain with his, like, like his stone set, like, morals and stuff like that. And it's like, fuck, no, he isn't. It go- all goes out the window in this episode. Oh, dear. So this is for the cause. But, yeah, Garrick is a pedophile. Okay, so uh, my notes here are for the cause. Yes. Uh-huh. 
mm-hmm. industrial replicator. What does that look like? Because at some point there must be talking. There's like an industrial replicator. Like yeah. it's massive. I'm like, huh, it's, that's really yeah. cool idea. Like they've never talked about that. And you're like, that makes total sense that they would have like because they have these little replicators in their quarters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does the industrial version look like? I mean, it's just probably a gigantic box, uh, yeah. I suppose, and things just. But, but I imagine that they could put like giant walls around something and it would replicate because they have to, they start terraforming planets. I guess at some point to yeah. make them habitable for uh, colonizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note, I believe, is I'll be your villainous note. Is probably why I wrote Edgington equals dick bag. And yep. s- still made a pretty sound critique of the Starfleet powered Federation. Yes, it did. So, all of those things, all the things that you we've come to expect. Uh, so, it's not a Starfleet admiral, but it's. It's a member of Starfleet, not in the main cast, so it's the bad guy for yep. the episode. Yep. Yeah, so the industrial replicators, what they're doing is uh, the uh, – I think what it is is Cardassia Prime has been, like, bombed to shit by uh, the Klingons. And so uh, they're petitioning to be part of Starfleet. and uh, Or this might be the next episode, actually, that they're bombed to shit. But anyways, Cardassia is in, spa- in a bad place, and uh, the – uh, Starfleet is going to send them these industrial replicators. And what the way they describe them, it's like big things to make big things. Right. So it's like if they want to make like actual industrial stuff, it's like they can use these big replicators for it. Yeah. It's kind of like if the UN sent like uh, like big hospitals to actual places that need it instead of like tents. You know what I mean? Well, they sent giant devices that giant could devices. Repli- that could make any building that anybody Anything needs out of need. matter. It makes it's, yeah. it makes total sense. It's actually like a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and yeah, and that's really good. And then uh, there is a good uh, uh, skewering political mm. satire here, uh, where you're speaking my language, RJ. Where so the big the big payoff at the end is the the Starfleet guy is um he's with the Maquis. And it's just like he's like he's like you guys at Starfleet. He's like you're standing up for these like these bad like uh, people. And he's like why? He's like for politics. He's like what they're doing is wrong. He's like he's like Starfleet is the worst too. He's like I think the line he says he's like with the Borg they tell you up front that they're gonna assimilate you. He's like with you guys you do it covertly by mm-hmm. doing these like these like peaceful things, right? So that that's what they're doing. Uh, and it, yeah, this episode's really good. It's kind of it's got a lot of that stuff built into it. And then there's a side plot with Garrick, <laughs> where so like, do you remember Gal Dukat's daughter? Yeah. That, uh, so she comes to live with Kira. Yep. And uh, like, she's only like 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Garrick is like into her, and they they're like going out on a date, and everyone's like, you shouldn't date her. Gal Dukat will be mad. But I was like, isn't Garrick like forty five fucking years old, if not older? Like, he's definitely not twenty. Garrick's got to be at least forty. Well, maybe in Cardassia, it's fine. Yeah, that's probably right. But it's space, baby, it's space. <sighs> I'll I'll put that in your. Uh... In the paper when you get a when you, when you go to try, <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we're all in space. <laughs> like because like you, like the planet is in space, and according to space law, there's no law at all. Space law, and it's, it's like, like you it's know, like international waters. <laughs> yeah, and like if she was in 1920, she'd be just as beautiful as she is today. She's one of those timeless beauties. No, but let, don't <laughs> get me started on Chad and Stacy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But anyways, 
uh yeah so garrick's kind of creepy and then the cisco stuff uh the smuggler is cisco's girlfriend and uh he like he fucking aids and abets her to like get away with shit and i was like what cisco is helping her. the terrorists cisco so anyways I, I i just thought i should draw attention to that because it's like mm, mm, mm. okay next up uh four uh what was 423. That? 423 so this is uh to the death i believe uh my review of this one is impotent three out of four stars impotent in question or in quotation mm-hmm. marks uh, said by the man himself which i bet you'll draw attention to uh or not i don't know we'll see i wrote yeah this is a yes i mm-hmm. said sweet ass episode yes it's good finally weyun appears Oh, right. They can clone more of him. Jeff Combs kills. Yeah. Jeffrey Combs. He's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so him. That's who I was talking about. Uh, I can't remember what... I put cute talk of age in this one. I can't remember what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it's Jeffrey Combs is talking about... Oh, no, what it is is... Uh, okay, I remember. So Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Combs... Is it Coombs or Combs? I think it's Combs. It's, it's Combs, Combs or Combs. Combs. We'll say Combs. Jeff Combs. So Reanimator comes. Yeah. Uh, Reanimator's here, and he's a he's like one of the elf guys. Yeah. And him and like a band of uh, Jem Hadar are teaming up with uh, uh, Cisco because they're just like shit's getting kind of nuts. We're kind of like the renegades. We're gonna kind of side with you guys. Is that cool? And Cisco is like yes. <laughs> That's all he says. Yes. Transplended. Uh, Transplended. Uh, so they like kind of partner up and they're going to try to take out like some big hubs of uh, Jem'Hadar, fa- uh, fa- don't, Jem'Hadar and founders type stuff. And uh, so they're working together. And then uh, the thing I said that was cute is uh, the Jem'Hadar are all like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like they don't live past like 12 or something like that. Right. And one of them talks to Dax. And it's like one of the only Dax scenes I actually have thought has been like useful where uh he's like well how old are you and she's like i'm 800 and uh, i can't remember what it is but there's a fun joke in there somewhere but yeah this episode's good uh you get uh, some big pl- build up to the uh the bigger story in general mm-hmm. and all that but uh yeah it's good stuff jeffrey uh reanimator mm-hmm. he's he's good and uh you'll see more, more Jim Hadar. and you'll see more of them i can't wait and i know that he's in like all of the series right for the, as uh, different from... aliens uh yes, but now he, Sometimes he the same, but now but... he is Wayun. Yeah. Like yeah, you'll he's... and you'll see him like basically from now to the end of the series. Like he's a regular. Nice. I, I I like him in this character. He he plays it well too. Yeah. His interactions with Odo are really good in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's like he's one of the better characters. Uh yeah. and it's, it, I'm actually it's amazing how late into the show he is cuz in my mind he's like far he more, more present. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, he, you can tell I could see why they would bring him back cuz he has he just has such a good presence, like like stage presence. And when he's talking to, because uh, some of the other Gem Hadar are like criticizing Odo and stuff like that, and uh, um, Reanimator Jeffrey Coombs, he's just like, he's like, we are, because like their big thing is like, the other guys are like, you're a god, Odo. He's like, we, he's like, but you've turned on them, and he's just like, he's like, we cannot like squabble and or it's like the gods fight each other. It's like we're not a, we can't interfere with that. You know, he's like, that's them. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, okay, let's keep rolling here. Uh, 424, Bashir commits genocide. Two out of four stars. 
Yeah, the quickening. Mm-hmm. No is <laughs> my response. Yeah, seems inconsequential. Another Bashir that Doctor Hero fails. Really? Yep. This is also uh, the Federation colonializing morality again. So we have a whole planet that has been poisoned by the Gem Hadar or by the Dominion, where it's like they can live to a certain age, but then plague sets in, and Bashir's like, "I can fix that. I'll fix you." But then they all die. Yeah. And like their big thing too, they're like, "We don't want help," and he's, and they're like, "We've accepted this. Like, don't." They're like, don't give us hope because it's like things will never change here. And he's like, I'm science. I can do this. So it's like it's that thing, too, where it's happened before where other planets are like, no, that's not how we do it here. And then the Federation people are like, but you should do it our way. It's like, oh, that's weird. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, 425, Kira and Keiko are or wait, did you have anything else? No, that's it. I, I Yeah. 425, Kira and Keiko are reverse pregnant. Whoa, no. <laughs> two two out of four for their story, but Quark's story is maybe oh, three out of four. Okay. Quark is good. Okay. So but yeah. reverse pregnancy. B- body parts. Yes. Mm-hmm. My first note, RJ. The future. Ain't it just crazy? <laughs> uh-huh. Glad that Keiko and Miles aren't playing repellent, repulsed, wronged family. They're just mm-hmm. kind of dealing with it. It's just kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's fine. This is the future. We're not, like, we're going to be really weirdly moralistic about this. It's like, eh, it's just what it is. So we, I never actually said, but what happens is there's an accident, and uh, Keiko's fucked up real bad. Uh, and so to save the baby, they transplant. Bash- Bashir puts, yeah, they transplant the baby into Kira instead. Yep. And I feel like this was a plot point to work around that actress maybe being pregnant in real life. Possibly. Potentially. Possibly. But uh, yeah, so they reverse pregnant it. And then, yeah, they're not weird about it, but they do. They're, they're like, do you want to live with us? She's a like, surrogate. Yeah, to be a surrogate. It's not that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like that they play it as like, oh, this is just the thing. This is fine. It's... Yeah, they're only they're only like they're only like qualm about it is they're like, we wish she was here more because she's not there. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then they convince her to move in. So, yeah. Um, my next note was this is like a quote. Computer remove corpse. <laughs> so uh quark tries to uh get himself uh he hires garrick to kill himself mm-hmm. or to kill him yeah and then they're they're going through simulations and uh I, yeah i love the lucid ferengi dreamscape oh yeah yeah there's a cool dream uh dream scene here and it's a wonderful ferengi life yeah quark uh he really uh george bailey's in this one so uh he gets like um he gets told he's gonna die, so he sells his remains on like on eBay, basically. <laughs> Hence the title, body parts. <laughs> body parts, uh, and then uh, the doctor's like, "Oh, you're not gonna die." And Cork's like, "Oh, good, I'm gonna sue you." But the guy who's who bought him uh, for a considerable amount of money is the head of the FCA, like the Ferengi Commission Alliance or something like that, who was like for fair trade. And then he's like, "Well, he's like, we had a deal. He's like, if you go back on your deal, he's like, you will be." basically disowned by the Ferengi. And so that happened. So they close Quark's down and uh, they seize all his assets and stuff like that. And Quark is no longer allowed uh, inside with any, to do business with any Ferengi. I see. But it was a moral thing because he could have killed himself, but uh, he realized that it wouldn't have been the right thing to do because people rely on him. Right. So yeah, this is a, it's a wonderful world. All right, Jared. We got a big one here. Yep. 420 
six. Okay. Uh, geriatric Odo, three out of four stars. Okay. I have more to say as well. Okay. <laughs> so this is entitled Broken Link. Yes. This is a yes. Mm-hmm. I begin with saying Bajoran Strumpet. Someone says that in this episode. Exposition Train. Yep. Let me get a big one of those. The Return of the Zombie Odo. Yep. Um, changelings are just always on about the solids. They are. They are. Like Klingons bang on about honor. Yep, they do. It's um, the same thing. So does Odo get spat out solid? Ding! Yep. Garrick's crazed revenge scheme is actually not a bad idea. He actually mm-hmm. holds his own physically against Worf too. So this is yeah. So this is my my other part of my review. Would it was in what world can Garrick fight Worf? Uh, <laughs> but it, it happens, and it's actually a matched. Uh, it's a matched pairing. So did you have anything else to say? Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all my notes. Okay. Yeah. So like so. Odo is melting again. And then another thing too is they, they're like, well, we'll fly you into the gamma quadrant. And cause the only people who can help you are the uh, founders and they walk him through the promenade. So everyone can see him. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why would they do that? Can't they just like move him out? But like everyone sees him like melting and like deteriorating. And I was like, I, I get that they did this for like sadness, but like, it's weird. Uh, apparently a note I put in here and I watched this late one night. I put goo do. I don't really know what that means. Oh, I think I meant voodoo, but for goo, mm. they do goo do. Cause it's the founders who are making Odo melt again. And it's they're They're putting them on trial for killing another changeling. Okay. Uh, because they're like, that's never happened before, I guess. Oh, right. So okay. yeah, they put them on trial and then, uh, yeah, Garrick's plan was so like they sneak, they get, they find the founders, and then the Jem'Hadar fly the ship to where the founders' new homeworld is, and they don't want to. They're like, we won't. We'll like wipe your computer and fly you back, so you can't find us again. Uh, and then Garrick is like, we're here. We should blow up the entire planet. <laughs> and uh, Worf is like, that would be dishonorable. And Garrick's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. He's like, this would. <laughs> He's like, this would solve everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. Just let me do this. And then they fight. And I was just like, and it's a matched fight. And I was like, Garrick can fight Worf? And he's picking up teens? Who is this guy? He's a, he's a, he's trained, buddy. I was like, Garrick's got more layers the, than I... G- G- Garrick the tailor? The tailor. It's like, who is Garrick? Uh, you know about yeah, that Tinker Tailor business? Soldier spy? Mm. Well, I mean, they have talked about Garrick a lot about what he did because he's basically on um, exile, right? Yeah. As a yeah, because he was involved in all that stuff. But uh, and then what happened? Um, yeah, Odo's on trial, and he gets spit out. And then uh, there's two big things that happened, Jared. The two big spoilers. One is that Odo set uh, fingers Gowron from the Klingon Empire as a changeling. He says, Galrong is a changeling. That's why the Klingons are fighting us. Mm. And then he also comes out, and Odo is no longer Odo. Mm-hmm. He's a person. He's a dude. He's a solid. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about it yet. I'm going to reserve judgment. <sighs> Were you upset? Were you shocked? Dismayed? I, I wasn't 
shocked. Like when it happened, I was like, huh. It's like, I can see why they would go that plot route. And I was like, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I gotta, we gotta see how it pays off because mm-hmm. at the moment I'm like, I don't know if I'm on board with it or not. Right. We'll, we'll have to see. Well, there's uh, only three more seasons to find out how you feel about it, I guess, potentially. Well, it depends on if they keep it or if they yeah. if they backpedal on it. I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. So we'll see. But uh, that is season four of uh, Deep Space Nine. In the can. 